Yeah. Okay. Okay. I. I now. Now I'm going back into not understanding his serenity. Like I. I wanted to think that somehow he knew he would end up there, but it's like it's almost like he doesn't know exactly. Uh, what where he went? Well, I think he. Well, I think it's both. I think he thinks he'll end up there, but he doesn't know it's the afterlife. Yeah. But I think he he does he does he definitely thinks he's gonna end up there. I mean that's okay. why he's disappointed when it doesn't work. Okay. He thinks, okay. You know he thinks he'll go into the light and that'll be it. He'll just go over to the other side. But that's just not how it works. Okay. Okay. It's just I you know in terms of telling Whitmore you know I'll do whatever you want. Let's go. And then Saeed kidnaps him. Okay, fine. Like he's just it's like he knows wherever he ends up he'll be he'll be in that place. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't I don't understand why he knows that if he doesn't know that it's the afterlife. Well, he probably just has a, I, I don't know, maybe a sense of destiny, a sense that this is, this is you know, that that's his destiny is to be in that place. So that no matter what happens, he, you know, he's he's going to end up there. It might not be a rational thing. Okay. You know, but, I, you know, I think, I think going to the afterlife might, you know, warp your rational view of life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it does to a certain extent. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. 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 That's, I, that's definitely the idea. It's, it's disappointing to him that he doesn't go there when he actually goes down into the cave. So definitely sounds to me like, like he, uh, you know, he just he really thought that wherever he was going, he was going there. He seemed to think he was going there sort of immediately, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess he just had some sense he'd end up there eventually, and that was that calmed him down and made him not want to leave the island, for example. Mm-hmm. Because he thought whatever he was there to do was going to lead him to that place. I, yeah, it's, it's, it, looks like, it looks like a leap to me. Uh but uh, but I'll buy it. I mean, Desmond, you know, Desmond's a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's a leap in the sense that, you know, he's only going off of the, you know, hugely transformative experience of crossing over to the afterlife. Yeah. And seeing Penny and all that stuff and, you know, like, so, yeah, I think that changes his, his mentality about, you know, his, his life on the island, definitely. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like it's sort of like he subconsciously understands what it is, but not fully. Like he he sort of he sort of gets that's his destiny like you said, but but not how exactly how it's going to play out. Yeah. And so he jumps to, okay, wherever they're taking me, that's when I'm going to go there. Mhm. Cuz the thing with Widmore was a test for what he was really going to do, and so it's like, okay, when they do the real thing, I'll stay there. Mhm. You know, and so I, I get that. That 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 makes sense. Good. It's just uh uh not quite what I expected when he originally adopted that demeanor. Mhm. You know. I really I really thought there was something more specific about it, but it it really was just that kind of vague sense. I just I such a dramatic, you know, shift in his character's motivations and you know, uh behavior. Uh just I was sure he had something more specific in mind. 
Well, he did. He saw exactly what he had in mind. He just didn't know it was the afterlife. I mean, to me, that's that's obviously an important part of the equation, but it's not, it doesn't, you know. I think if you told him, hey, by the way, the place you went to, you can only get there if you're dead, that would change his opinion about what he should be doing. But yeah. he doesn't. He he's not thinking that. He doesn't. He doesn't know that that's true. He's just thinking. Okay, Woodmore shocked me with electromagnetism. I crossed over to the to this other place where I'm happier or I have a chance. You know, whatever. And and he's thinking that this wherever they're taking him now will will be a permanent version of that. Right. You know. Well, he can just transition to the other side, and that'll be it. But yeah, he doesn't. So I don't think it's vague. I mean, it, it, it might be vague in the sense of the destination, but it's very palpable in the sense of his connection to that place and that being sort of, you know, his destiny. I think that's, it's a strong connection, but it's, you know, it's just, he just doesn't know where he's going. Right. Right. I mean, it's really crazy to have your consciousness travel to your afterlife. So Mm -hmm. I don't expect him to know that that's what happened. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess I just – what I, I mean the, by the vagueness, I sort of mean in terms of what exactly was going to happen, you know. Like, I, I thought mm-hmm. he had a more specific picture of what was going on. No, no, he didn't know. He didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, like he even says, I assume it's a place where there's a very bright light. Like, right. he's just assuming that. He doesn't know that for a fact. Right, right. It's a safe assumption. It's a correct assumption. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's something he's – He's he's jumping to, yeah. Without like actually seeing his future or something, mm-hmm. you know. I guess that's more what I thought that you know, just going with the flow of things. But somehow he oh. understood that. See, but the problem is like when Locke kidnaps him. Like Locke really wanted to kill him initially. If he hadn't talked to Widmore and found out what Desmond was there to do, and Saeed had listened to him. You know, he just definitely would have been dead, and and I guess he would have gone to the afterlife then too. But it doesn't seem like that's what he expected. Mm-hmm. You know, just to get shot by sight well, and wind up so in the afterlife. Things, so many things would have been different if uh, if Locke would have done different things. Yeah, now, if Locke carried a gun with him these last couple scenes, thing you know, he could have shot Jack on the cliff. Right. You know, things things would have been totally different with very minor changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wonder about that knife. It's it almost seems like almost seems he's like always taking it out. Yeah, but it, it always it seems like that knife should be part of Smokey, mm-hmm. you know? Because I don't I when he turns into the smoke monster, I never get the sense he needs to like pick up his knife every time. Yeah, you know, it seems like it's with him. So it's like, okay, do you, is that? Like part of your body, like the. He might just carry it in the smoke. Or he can just carry it in the smoke. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. That's the kind of thing they didn't want us to have to think about, which is why they never showed him transforming. Totally true. Like yes. his clothes and stuff. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the end, I thought they would show it, but in the end, I think it's kind of cool that they never actually showed anything like that. It makes Lost uh, stand out. Yeah. You know. A thing where you just you just have to imagine what happens when he turns into the smoke monster. You just know that he does, but you never actually get a representation of how that looks. Totally. So I uh, I appreciate that. Okay. So are you ready for the next scene? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Miles uh, calls on the walkie to Ben. 
He found Richard. Richard is alive. Richard asks Miles what happened. Richard verifies that Miles has the explosives and then says they need to go blow up the plane one last time. All right. So yeah, Richard's alive. I you know I don't know I don't know what Smokey was doing. I guess he wasn't necessarily trying to kill him. Guess not. It's it. I, it definitely seems like he could have. Mm-hmm. I thought he was dead. Um, I thought Ben and Frank were dead. I'm sorry, Richard and Frank were dead. Mm. Personally, I like I always think people are dead. You do. You know. I thought Mikhail was dead the first time Locke pushed him into the fence. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And then, uh, you know, and then, then he ends up, um, you know, coming back later. And, uh, and you know, then I thought he was dead when the grenade exploded. And I was right about that one. But, you know, I just, you know, sometimes people are dead. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I always, uh, I always assume, you know, I thought Kimi was dead. When when Richard shot him, uh, I thought uh, I thought Charlotte was dead when Ben shot her uh, for the two seconds before they revealed that she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just I don't know, I don't know. It really looked to me like a death. Yeah, you know, if they don't show them dying on screen, they're probably not dead. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I. I guess so. I mean, there's, there's, uh, it's, it's, it's tricky. I, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, sometimes they need it for the story, and it kind of works here. And I, I was sort of glad. I, I definitely thought that, I definitely thought that Richard, uh, uh, definitely thought that Richard deserved a little more mm-hmm. than he got. So. So I kind of like that they didn't kill him like that. Yeah, that would have been a really lame. I mean, it was cool the way Smokey just charged at him, but yeah. you know, we've never really seen Smokey do that to anyone else. Just like toss someone in the jungle and then they're dead, you know? Right. Usually he smashes them on a tree or on the ground, and then we know they're dead. Right. So I, I don't know. I kind of want to think, you know, that Richard's, uh, you know, Jacob's gift to Richard somehow protected him from dying here. Ah. Because he's not, you know, he's not mortal yet. Right. So maybe he has some sort of, you know, fast healing properties or something that prevented him from dying. Right, right. Right. Oh, so you thinking you thinking he goes mortal when the plug gets pulled or something? Yeah, I think he goes mortal when the plug is pulled, yeah. Okay, okay. Like he develops gray hairs, like, like in seconds or something? Uh, yeah, seconds or minutes or something. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I mean, what what do you think happened? Well, I, I, I was thinking it was Jacob's death, since Jacob was the one that made him that way. Yeah, but then that means he got gray hair in a couple of days? It, well, it was, he got gray hair in like a week and a half, which is better than seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think it's at least possible to have a hair grow in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was his hair had turned gray, not that he grew gray hairs. Okay. Yeah, I, th- and I, I thought think it was, was just like a little gray hair in there. No, I think if you look at the shot, I think you can see that he's got some gray hair. I okay. think. 
Um, but I, you know, I just assumed he, his hair, you know, turned gray from the, you know, centuries of built up stress that right. his body wasn't able to sort of physically produce, show in terms of gray hair because of Jacob's gift. But yeah, but as soon as the plug was taken out, that, uh, you know, that made it where, uh, cause I mean, did he, you know, J- Jacob, I mean, Richard tried to kill himself after Jacob died, you know, and couldn't do that. So if. If Jake, if if that if he was mortal then, then why wouldn't he be able to kill himself? That's true. That's true. You know, and I think you know we get that we you know talking about the writers telling the audience stuff. I mean, we get that line from Miles. You know, pretty much right after the plug is taken out. You know. Okay. Because <laughs> you know, and that that's sure. also what makes what makes Man in Black mortal too. So it's like it's all connected. You, you're you're talking me into it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh, that's just not what I thought, I guess. But uh, but it makes sense. I mean, the thing the thing with Richard, uh, you know, Jack was there. I think that complicates it a little bit. It's sort of like Richard thought he couldn't kill himself, but maybe because he tried to get Jack to do it, it didn't work. That's a bit much for me. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. So I agree with what you might say. I guess. Uh, so uh, I I think. Uh, I think your explanation is probably better. I mean, uh, I guess the idea is, to a certain extent, the power of Jacob is tied in with the power of the light. Yeah. Uh, and so when you remove that, then you sort of remove whatever that you know power has manifested. Uh, totally, totally. I think that that's the main idea from the from the light. I think that I think the idea is that Mother and Jacob and the protectors have some connection to that light that gives them power. You know, the power doesn't come from them intrinsically. It comes from the light. Right. And and because they choose to protect it or because they know about it or they are in close proximity, you know, there's some there's some qualification that allows them to manifest that, you know, manifest power in certain ways. But, it's, you know, I think it's most certainly directly related to the light. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I guess I, I thought, you know, it was in part connected to Jacob himself, um, but uh, but basically just because of the logistics of the gray hairs growing. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. That's, that's, that's not that big of an issue. Yeah, don't let the gray hair decide uh, the plot for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I will. I will not do that. Uh, and I'll just say, um, uh, I couldn't. I was like, oh god, one last hurrah of blow up the plane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like here we go. Like I, I didn't keep track of where the explosives went, but I guess Miles had them. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so it's like, okay, we're gonna go blow up the plane. It's great how this is another one of those. Where I see the mechanics working. Like they need motivation to go to the plane, and they don't have Frank yet. Mm-hmm. So they they go there to blow up the plane, but when they find Frank, they decide to fix the plane. Yeah. So it's like it's, they, like it's like the second time they've done that, right? Yeah. Of like, no, we need to blow up the plane. Let's just fly it. Okay. Like, <laughs> I think they did that before. Why don't we just leave on the plane? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, uh, especially because it ends up it ends up looking like you know if um, if Jack hadn't stopped Locke, he could have gone on the boat and 
And and le- I guess he wouldn't have gone to the plane. He wasn't even planning to use the plane. So I guess that doesn't even matter. Somehow I had him on he was going to sail to the Hydra Island and get on the plane, but he wouldn't even know how to fly it. So he's probably just going to use the boat or something. But He doesn't. I don't think he knows that Frank and those guys have fixed the plane. Uh, but I think if he did know that, he might want to go over there and force Frank to fly. Try to use and, it, yeah. But but he doesn't He doesn't know that they're He doesn't even know that. that's going on, yeah. That's right, because Ben's keeping it a secret. So, quick thing, though, about who killed the Ajira passengers on Hydra Island. Okay. I know. <laughs> Locke has this boat. Yeah. You think he could have just used the boat? Sure. To get over there? I mean, I think he can use an outrigger just as easily, but... Yeah. Um, but I'm just thinking, like, they kept, you know, they keep coming back to this boat every time Locke needs to go somewhere. <laughs> you know, oh, he's got the boat. Oh, use the boat. Now, I'm assuming that this is the Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, and I guess he, you know, the others had it. And I guess, you know, they, they sort of hauled up in the temple for a while. And, uh, and I don't know what else, but I probably just, he sort of ended up taking it over or something. And, and using it, um, uh, so uh, uh, I'm sorry. What were you saying about the boat? I've lost my train of thought. Um, I was just saying, you know, he, you know, he might have used the boat to go over to Hydra Island and kill the passengers. You know, he oh. knew he knew where the boat was. I think you're right. right. The others had it, but it was just docked somewhere, and he yeah. knew where it was. That's why he, you know, when he tells Sawyer and those guys to go yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. They find it where he told them. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So he had access to the boat. He could use the boat. I mean, I thought the main problem was just timeline issue. Like, when did he have the time to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, yeah, that's basically the issue that uh, you know I'm willing to let that go. Uh, but I, I guess I, I think there's, there's just not, there's just not a, for me. There's not enough information in the show to make a clear call on that. Yeah. I really, it really looks to me like it could go either way. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's more evidence that Widmore did it. It's not the best evidence, but you know, <laughs> he's at the scene of the crime. True. <laughs> that I think that says something about it. Um, and uh, we know he doesn't mind killing innocent people to get what he wants. True. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's a close call. It's 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 pretty hard to tell. It's it's another case of who who placed the wreckage, you know. Right. Uh, right. I mean, the thing I was leaning on because it's like, well, Whitmore was going to Hydra. Like, if they had been dead when he got there, he would have been there. But and another thing I was leaning on was that Locke, you know, Locke saying to Richard, basically, he wanted to kill those people. So mm-hmm. you sort of had that. You have Widmore denying it, but then Widmore lies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he lies to Locke's face that he has Jim, when it's obvious that he does. Yeah. So it's like, because it's like, okay, who, t- who came in and shot my whole camp with darts and took Jim? Like, I just cleared out the temple. There's, there's no one else. Is it Rose and Bernard? No one else on the island could have done that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's ridiculous for Widmore to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's I think it's weird for for Locke to have done it because like first of all I don't I don't think he has really any good reason to lie to, to Sawyer when Sawyer tells him the people died. You know, I mean not that that would stop him, but I just I think A he doesn't have a really good reason to lie to him. I don't see why he couldn't have just said, Yeah, I did it and B I think 
if you look at the logistics, you know, like you're saying, time-wise of him getting over there, it would be like he goes over there and kills the people. You know, Widmore's people aren't there yet, right? Like, or he doesn't see them. Yeah. And, and he goes and kills the people and then leaves. And then when more people go to the island and then see the dead people there, and yeah. then Zoe and her team drag the bodies into the trees. Yes. And while that's going on, Locke is telling Sawyer to go back over to Hydra Island to do recon because right. he thinks some of the Jira passengers might be moles or something. So to me it's just weird for if he was just already over there before now, Whitmore gets there, and then he says, well, Sawyer, why don't you go back over there and tell me what you see? Now, when you, when you bring that up, I always have to mention that at the end he says he didn't send Sawyer to go check out the Ajira passengers. Mm-hmm. So, so that's – so that – I mean, he didn't say exactly why he sent him there, but he said that wasn't it. Now, I guess he could have been lying when he said no, but it's yeah. weird. It's weird to do that because well, Sawyer's basically saying you lied to me, and he's like, yeah, I did. Like, why Why wasn't he just saying, no, I wasn't, yeah. that is why. You know, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Like, that looks to me like a real reveal. He didn't send him over there for that. So what did he send him over there for? I don't know. But it, Yeah, so that's the thing. So if you if you say, okay, if he didn't send him over there to check on the passengers, then the obvious idea is he sent him over there to check on Widmore, which means he thinks or knows Widmore is over there, right? Yeah, it's... It, yeah, I I feel like he he yeah, I mean okay, I mean I something like he, that needs to be true. Yeah, which means, which means he, why does he even think Whitmore people is over there then? What they came on the sub, you know, stealth. Why does he have any idea to think they're over there unless he had already been over there and saw that they were there, or mm-hmm. you know, I I don't know how he would even. That's the thing. It, it seems like it does seem like a reveal, but it seems like one of those things, you know, where like. They sort of just change the the truth, you know. In the beginning, one thing is true, and at the end, they don't want that to be true anymore, so they have something else be true. You know, they do that sometimes. Yeah. And it just seems uh, it seems weird to me that he would send Sawyer over there, tell him go check on the Jira passengers, knowing that the passengers are dead or yeah. that they don't matter. But but yet he's got to already know Widmore is over there in order to send Sawyer over there. And right. he's not sending them for the passengers. So, I, and I don't really think he had any good way of knowing Woodmore was over there. Um, yeah, I agree. It kind of looks to me like it kind of looks to me like a creaky plot where, you know, so what's going to happen is Sawyer's going to go over there, find the passengers dead, and then one surviving, and they're going to play that up for a little bit, and then they're going to reveal to us that no, that's not one of the survivors. That's that's just someone from Widmore's team, mm-hmm. you know. So, so to set that up, I feel like Locke, you know, Locke perfectly sets it up by saying, "I think there's people from the plane who, you know, who who you need to go check out." Like, yeah. because it's it makes the Ajira passengers the issue, and that's the first thing that Sawyer deals with when he goes over there. So yeah, it connects it nicely. That, yeah, but, it sets up that not only are the passengers still there, but that. There, they might have something to fear from them because they could be working for Woodmark. Right, but then then Sawyer comes back and he's and you know now we know the truth and he's like they have that whole exchange. You didn't see me over there for that. No, you know Charles Woodmore. You know he you know he says guy named Woodmore Charles Woodmore. I guess y'all know each other. You know mm-hmm. it looks like it comes across like he expected Sawyer to find Woodmore. You know 
And uh, and so I, that's what it looks to me like in that scene. I, I don't really know how to explain that. Um, I guess there's various ways you could try to do it. Um, well, in that scene, it seems to me like he's surprised that Woodmore's over there. Like he's surprised that Sawyer found Woodmore. I mean, maybe he's just conning him, but where, where, it just came, it came the, across to me like he was he was surprised that Woodmore was over there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I didn't really get surprised. I I don't know what I got from his reaction. It, you know, since he's admitting to lying, it's like I don't even know where he's coming from. I I, I wasn't sure if that was real surprise or. It didn't even seem like I don't know what it seemed like. That it's just a weird scene, mm-hmm. you know. Because then I mean he talks about the dead Adir people and he's just like, well that's terrible. What you know? What do you know? Mm-hmm. You know. And, and then he tells him about about Widmore. So yeah, I I mean, so so what are you saying? Like he. He actually did think he would go check out, you know, he did think there were uh, Ajira passengers. I mean, I think the people he's talking about, like, potentially would be sort of Alana's group. Mm-hmm. You know, that they were sort of the people on the plane who... Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got reasonable, you know, rational reasons to, um, a reasonable cause to send Sawyer over there for that reason. You know, he already knows Jacob's body cards are on the island. He's killed a, 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 a group of them. He's, he's, you know, he ostensibly wants to take the plane and leave, uh, you know, which isn't really what he wants necessarily, but, but that's what he's saying he wants. And so, you know, anyone over there that is on Jacob's side is a threat to him. Um, I guess, you know, I'll I'll buy I can buy the alternative theory if 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 I can be convinced that he knew Woodmore was over there. Okay. And I'm just not convinced he knew Woodmore was over there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not convinced he knew Woodmore was over there. Although it seems like he knows who Woodmore is and sort of has some idea of what Woodmore is there for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like he sort of seems to understand where Woodmore's coming from. Um but uh, uh, I, I think, you know, for me, the fact that he flat denies that's why he sent Sawyer over there for no reason. I well, just, to me, I, I don't see I'm, – I'm not comfortable saying that's what he was doing when he flat so denies it. Let me, let, me, let me analyze this line. Sawyer says – a lot comes back and says, how did it go? Sawyer says, you didn't really send me over there to find passengers from that plane, did you? And Locke says, no. Well, in a, in a very narrow sense, that's true. <laughs> you know, he, he, I don't think he wants him to find the passengers on the plane. If, it, it, at best, he wants him to find the moles that were on the plane. Like, I don't think he, he cares about the, you know, the sort of non-Dharma, non-Jacob passengers on the plane. So I okay, really so the splitting hairs argument. I, I, well, I mean, I think you can look at that line Because like they are passengers. I mean, the moles are passengers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah he but did I'm, send it to find passengers under your story. I mean, you're you're saying like, okay, so you're not saying the specific word that fully describes. You know, you're just naming part of the group of people I wanted you to find. Like, is he really 
I mean, does that really warrant a no? Yeah, or, or or maybe I should phrase it like this. I'm thinking I'm thinking you can look at that line, and Sawyer is saying something like, you weren't really worried about the survivors of the plane. You know, you, you weren't really worried about the sort of civilian passengers. And Locke is saying no. And then Sawyer says, well, they're all dead. So, I mean, that is a splitting hairs argument. Uh, I'm just saying maybe you can look at the line like that and it makes more sense that yeah. he's saying, no, I didn't really care. You know, I wasn't being, you know, nice. I don't really care about those people. I was sending you over there for something else. Yeah, okay. And it could just be that the line is not the best written for that. Yeah. you know, that's the thing. Sometimes lines aren't written the best to, you know, when we were trying to, to bring oh, some some overall idea, and then you you know you have a line that sticks out that seems to be saying co- something you know contradictory, but it's like, well, what if they would have rephrased the line? Is the right. meaning the same, or is it different? Yeah. You know. So but, that's what I'm saying. It, it, I think you could maybe look at that line a bit differently, and then say, okay, well, Locke is saying, no, I didn't really care if there were survivors from the plant, you know, from you know civilians over there. I cared about you know combatants. Put it put it in with uh, now you and I are the same, and mm-hmm. uh, that's just one of the many reasons we want to find Van Linus. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> that sentence is just a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. I, I I whoever wrote that, uh, ooh, it's 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 so it so doesn't make sense. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, maybe it is it is just like that. I I just you know. <laughs> It just seems like it's, you know, he's back and it's time to come clean and that's what he's doing. No, it was something else. He doesn't really say what it was because mm-hmm. they're just talking about what the issue is now. And so it, it almost becomes beside the point why he sent Sawyer there. I it's, think that's I think that's on the nose. I think it doesn't matter anymore. I think it was I think it was a little bit of a shaky setup anyway for what they were trying to accomplish, you know, because he, he's telling Sawyer to go over there gain the trust of the passengers, find out what you can, you know, do some recon. Yeah. Um, and which is sort of what Sawyer does, but it's, but you know, the, the plot sort of turns in a different direction when they find out it's Widmore, which is something I don't think Locke knew. You know, I think at best he was thinking there was more uh, of Jacob's people over there. Right. Um, so, you know, and, and, you know, you know, Sawyer tells him that everyone's dead and Locke goes, well, that's terrible. What happened? So it's like, he, you know, he doesn't really care. No, no. You know, he's just trying to get to the, he's just trying to get to what Sawyer found out. He doesn't really care. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Sawyer just says I don't I don't know and you know, I usually hang on to these things like whatever the only if they only tell us one thing. I mean the only person who's ever accused is Widmore. Mm-hmm. Now he denies it, but he denied other stuff that he definitely did. So you know, that's not enough. I mean, for me it's sort of like the show except for the scene of Locke, but the thing is that's sort of pre the reveal that Locke is the man in black. Um uh, that scene looks really weird when you think it's actually Locke. Like, hey, go kill the Ajir passengers. But mm-hmm. um, makes more sense later. But uh, even still, it's like once they once they figured out who he was, they weren't following him anymore. Although they did follow him later. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, I I uh, uh, I think you're right. Uh, I think that's basically what's going on there. 
And I think probably Whitmore did it. It's just for mm-hmm. me, there's not enough to be totally sure about that. Yeah. It's sort of like the plane, the bomb on the plane. You know, mm-hmm. we reasoned our way quite, uh, quite convincingly that that Smokey did it, but no, it was Whitmore. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and so it's like you can you can do that and get to the wrong conclusion sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, uh, and I was happy with that theory, but, uh, you know, same thing with the plane. It's like, I never understood why Woodmore did that. I still think that's a, you know, that's a bit of a loose end in the story that it's, it's not fully justified, but it's true. I mean, I think Woodmore really did that. So the plane and the planning, the wreckage. Yeah. Yeah. Planning the wreckage, number one, like, second of all, sort of the smaller, de- like, where he did it, like, it, it's, it was, it was just a bit of a weird plan, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it's like, there's just so many things that are weird about it, it's like, it seems like the idea was, I know I'm going way off topic here, it seemed like the reason he did it was he didn't want anyone to find the island, you know, but it's like no one knew the plane was on the island. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, it's on the plane wreckage. Now we don't have to look for that island that it's on. You know, it's it, so that so that part was weird. Then like he put it in a place that was like way off from both where the island was and where it should have been if it was the plane crash from mm-hmm. Sydney to LA. Like it was just way off course. No yeah, one I mean, mentioned I think, it. I think it makes. I think it makes sense if he's if what he's trying to do is to give people a reason to stop looking for any survivors from the plane crash who are on the island. Right. So, you know, they don't, you know, no one on the outside world knows that they're on the island, uh, but, you know, people might be looking for them. So he says, well, I don't want people to keep looking and then find them on the island. I want them to stop, you know stop it in the beginning, stop them from, from ever looking, and I'm going to put it in a place where, you know, they're, they're, that's not near the island. Right. So, I mean, I think it makes sense in that respect. It, it's definitely overboard. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's an extreme thing to do, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, people, people might have been looking, but, I mean, the island's not supposed to be on course anyway, and, and so it's just like, it's just like, and no one knew there was a connection, but no one knew about this island, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. So it's like he's just worried someone is going to happen to find them who's looking for them, I guess. So yeah, it's just I don't know. Uh, it's 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 totally uh, it's totally over the top, but I you know I think uh, uh, I think that's what happened. And so I, so with these with these Ajir people, I'm just not sure what to think because uh, it it seems to me like. Woodmore looks like the better choice, but I feel like they could tell us that Locke did it, and I, I would have to accept it. So I'm going to say one thing, and I think it's going to prove that Woodmore did it. Okay. Uh, the same the same rationale for planning the wreckage, I think, is the same rationale for killing the passengers. Because he he can't rescue those people. You know, if he shows up on the – when he shows up on the island, and so picture the scenario. Woodmore shows up on Hydra Island. There's – survivors from the Ajira plane who the first thing they're going to say is rescue us. You have a submarine, rescue us. Well, he, he can't do that. He can't let them call the outside world, not that they really could anyway. So I think he I think he's sort of forced to kill them because he can't rescue them and he can't let them be rescued because they would lead people back to the island. They have no, you know, 
no um, uh, allegiance to the island or, or keeping it secret. So I think they would, uh, you know, they, they would pose a problem to him and the, fu- and the future safety of the island. So I think that's, that's probably why he killed him. Does that help? Yes, yes, yes. No, that's exactly why I imagined he would have killed them if, in fact, he killed them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, good. Yeah, I think that's the reason. I mean, for me, I was always wondering why would he, you know, why why kill them except for they're in his way. But I, but in terms of, um, you know, he can't he can't just let them be rescued. So right. He he can't he can either just let them stay there and be in the way, or kill them. That's his only two options. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think that's part of it. Um, uh, What's sorry, the other part? Sorry, sorry. That's that's not just part of it. No. <laughs> There's more then. Let me know. What I was saying was, I think I was saying getting him out of the way is part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's trying to set up camp on that island and, you know, yeah. having those passengers around milling about is just kind of a nuisance. I know that's a very minor reason to kill them all, but... You know, I feel like that 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 did make it at least. Uh, yeah, you know. and it's like if if Smokey went over there before Widmar gets there and kills all the passengers, then and then leaves. It's like, well, what what is he sending Sawyer to do? If 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 Smokey thinks nobody's over there. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, my best my best thing to say for that is just that he. You know, he hadn't been over there in a little while. Maybe he killed those people, you know, earlier. <laughs> earlier day, that early. day? <laughs> and, and then he basically, no, I mean, I, I my my theory for when he did it, let's see, I think I had a time period. Uh, let's see, okay, there's a whole statue thing, and then he goes out. Um, yeah, I, I could try to put it in really early so that so that this is like, you know, at least five days or so after that. Um, I think there's, I think there's some places in there where, uh, where I could put it, um, so that, so that he's just sending Sawyer to check it out, just to, just to see, just to make sure the coast is clear, you know. Yeah, but that's okay. I, I would buy that, but it's that's it seems pretty weird thing to do when you think no, you know, he has no reason to believe anyone's over there. True. You know, and it's like, and he's telling Sawyer to gain the confidence of anyone who's over there. Right, right. You know, so it's just that's that's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. So it does that. That makes it sound like maybe he knows Woodmore's over there. Um, so uh, I don't know why exactly he would know that, but you know, that that's I guess that's the other thing I would um, I would say maybe he actually mm-hmm. knows Woodmore's over there. And he feels the need to lie to Sawyer about that because I don't know why. I guess maybe just because he doesn't want to say he killed all the passengers. Which makes no sense because he never seems to care about admitting he kills people. Well, I think he, he has he has denied that he's killed some people. Like, you know, he didn't tell the others that he was the black smoke who killed the people in the temple. Well, but yeah, he didn't tell them he did it, but he definitely told them they got killed by the smoke. But yeah, yeah. he didn't. He didn't say he was the smoke. But That's Sawyer true. knows he's the smoke, so he can't pull. You know, he can't tell Sawyer the black smoke did it, 
and yeah. and he won't he'll know that. Well, him. yeah, 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 yeah. And he's not. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that's a good point. But I mean, other other people, he, he just never seems to have a problem being honest if he if he kills people. You know, I think like wasn't it? Um, I thought he told somebody he killed the people at the temple. Um, well, he told Sawyer. Oh, he was telling he was telling Claire that too. You know, well, well, before she, before he killed them, you know, he, I, oh. think, I think it was Claire who he said, you know, she said, "Are you going to hurt them?" And he said, "Only ones who won't listen." Right. You know. Right. Um, and she knows he's a smoke, and so she knows he did it. Yeah. 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 And then he tells Sawyer that he, that he did it basically mm-hmm. by telling him he's the he's the smoke. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like it seems to me like. Yeah, so he right, okay. So he admits to Sawyer that he killed all the people at the temple. Mhm. But now he's like, Okay, I'm skittish about telling Sawyer I killed all the people on the airplane. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's that's like <laughs> at this point I don't think Sawyer's gonna be like, How dare you, sir? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knows he knows who he's dealing with, I think, and uh you know, besides just what he's done recently, it's the fucking smoke monster. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a general sort of terror associated with that. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, no, I, in the end, I come down on Widmore's side, but it's just, it, I just have this lingering, like, I'm just not sure. <laughs> it's it, it feels like, it feels like it's not 100% clear. Yeah, I don't think it's 100%, but for me, the evidence is, is, is mostly on Woodmore. You know, he's the one accused. He's the one who denied it, sort of yeah. more specifically. Uh, and, yes, uh, and later, too. You know, the late, he, the latest mention of that, you know, was, was him being accused. Mm-hmm. You know, the, th- the thing with Locke was season five when he was still posing as Locke and, you know, the others weren't even going to carry that out anyway. That's not even what I'm saying happened. So, you know. Yeah. So, 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 like, you know, the latest thing in the show where someone says you did that is is Whitmore. Yeah. So, uh, th- yeah. I mean, basically, put a gun to my head. I say Whitmore did it, but. Mm-hmm. And I think the writers probably do too. Uh, it's just, yeah, there's there's a slight tug in the other direction that I'm feeling. It's it's, it's like no, but maybe not. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a deleted scene. Mm. Anything possible? Um, I think it's weird. I, that again, that this is one of the things that I would have liked in the finale. You know, mm-hmm. they go over to Hydra Island and repair the plane, and it just, I don't know how any of those characters know, but I just, it would have been nice if somehow they addressed that. Yeah. You know, um, found some well, way to if, conclusively if they saw tell. The bodies, if they looked at the bodies and there's gun shots, then, then Whitmore did it. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Sharky's sure. not going to shoot all those people. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, if he wants to kill a giant group of people, he he'll usually he'll he'll go with the smoke way. That's quicker. Yeah, more efficient. So yeah, um, right. Yeah, so that would have worked too. Like that's one of the small things that 
like, I don't see any point in leaving that open. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. And it just seems like it'd be so easy for them to tell us, you know, and it would just, it would just satisfy my, my curiosity about that. So there's some yeah. things that are like cool mysteries to leave unanswered and there's some things that are just like, ah, come on. Yeah. I'm just going to say the exact same thing. Something are mysteries that make sense to leave unanswered and something so like I, I don't know why they wouldn't just say what the answer is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get any like, you know, I don't know, deep I'm not gonna have a great imaginative experience trying to figure out who killed each year passengers. I mean, it's really down to two suspects and it's just a matter of which one <laughs> did it. Mm-hmm. And I mean there's not a lot there. So yeah, that that's one of the things that that's that I would put on the list of like small answers that they could have done in the finale. Uh, they didn't even talk about it's like no one even, no one even seemed to be thinking about that. Yeah, I think it's just it's Lost has a history of wiping out big groups of people in one fell swoop, and I think the Jira passengers were just they needed to be off the off the Hydra Island for for sort of story reasons and for character reasons. So. Yeah, you know, we more needed them out, and right. they, you know, if they were around at, in the finale, you know, get me on the plane too, right? Or, you know, that wouldn't make any sense, right? Well, it's almost like if they had survived, they could have gotten on the plane, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it would, they could have, they could have made it off the island if they just managed to not die, yeah, because there, there should have been, you know, probably enough room with all the passengers who weren't there. You know, yeah. enough room for the people who get off plus whoever's left of the Jira people. So I guess, yeah, since Widmore was there, that was just not going to happen. But it's, uh, uh, no, you're right. It's just, the thing is, though, when they killed the Oceanic A15 survivors, it was the others who did it. And when they killed the people at the temple, it was Smokey who did it. And mm-hmm. it's like, at least I know who's responsible. I mean, yeah. I, it's not a big deal, but I'm just sort of. <laughs> Frustrated with like the mystery of who did it, and I don't know. Well, this one, this third one is uh, the uh, Widmore doing it. You know, he he already rigged the plane with explosives, so I think that's another reason why he would just kill the passengers. He's not expecting them to ever get on that plane, right? You right. know, and he doesn't want anything impeding Smokey getting on that plane so he can kill him or whatever his plan was. Right, right, right. On the other hand, if he arrived there and they were already dead. You know, then he wouldn't have to worry about them getting on the plane for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you have to explain, you know, why did why did Zoe and those guys drag the bodies out of the way? Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that. That's weird. And yeah, so if they killed him, that would that would make more sense. I don't mm-hmm. see Smokey doing that either. No, he's not big on sort of tidying up. No. He doesn't clean up his messes. No. <laughs> no. So yeah, I it's it's probably Widmore. Yeah. <sighs> like um, I said, he's at the scene of the crime. He's got the reasons. He's got the resources. You know, Smokey doesn't have that much time on his hands to go to the island and kill people and come back and tell Sawyer to go back over there. It just it just makes less sense to me if, if Smokey did it. And there's you know, Widmore makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, what else you got? I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, 
I think that's it. Uh, are you ready for the next scene? Mm-hmm. Okay. Next scene is uh, Flash Sideways. Uh, Miles arrives at the concert, sees Saeed and Hurley's vehicle. He calls Sawyer and tells him. Sawyer decides to go protect Sun because she was a witness to Saeed's uh, murders. All right. Um, uh, yeah, it was weird because Miles was like, only one witness left the scene alive, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. Yeah, yeah. You mean they're they're ignoring Jen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, and I think they even referenced Jen in a previous episode. If I remember right. Mm-hmm. What was that one where it was like, that's our bad guy? Was that the can? No, that wasn't the candidate. Was that... I don't know what that was. That wasn't what they died for. Maybe that was the last recruit? I think, yeah, I, but I think they were saying... You know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, this doesn't explain it, but I think I think they described it as, you know, a Korean woman and her bodyguard or something, they said. I don't know, I forgot how they described it, but, they, you know, they made it seem like Jin was separate from Sun. So maybe they're maybe they're assuming she's she's more important somehow. Okay. Maybe that explains this line. I, I don't know why they would forget Jin. Okay. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, Korean female at the scene, and her boyfriend witnessed it. <laughs> but he oh, does, boyfriend! That's but he cool. doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they basically say he's a witness, <laughs> and then they say she's the only witness in this scene. Well, they seem to imply that she speaks English and he doesn't. Yeah, 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 and he's the witness. She was at the scene, but he's the witness. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't speak English, but she, yeah, they don't even, <sighs> they don't even talk about that. So yeah, it looks to me like, uh, looks to me like they just, uh, I don't know, dropped the ball on that. It's weird. When they when they said that line, I immediately thought like there's supposed to be there's two people left alive, definitely. You know what it is? Here, Here's why they said that. It's not a good reason, but I think it's because she's the one who's shot and she's the one who's at the hospital. You know, I remember later in the episode when, when Sawyer comes to Son's room, you know, it's like he's telling her, I need to put you under armed guard, you know, security, because we need to protect you. And I was thinking, isn't, isn't Jen, doesn't Jen need protecting too? But it's like, I think it's because she's the one who was shot and at the hospital Somehow that that equals her being the witness that needs to be protected, right? And I think they're 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 overlooking the the gin factor here. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's, I mean, it's Miles calling her the only witness. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing, and you know, witness, not like victim. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but that's the thing. He's saying, "Go make sure she's all right." You know, right. she's the one who's shot. And then Sawyer says, "Yeah, son, pay, you know, gunshot wound over at the hospital." You know, so it's right. like. That's the train of thought they're going for, and I think that's that what that's that's the reason they have the oversight of ignoring Jen. It's because they're saying, 
go, you know, the plot point is go check on the person at the hospital. Right. So that's why they're saying they equated that with, with being the witness when, you know, that's obviously not true. Right. Right. And it's just like, they're just, I mean, I know we're talking about like purgatory crimes, but they're just wrong about what happened. Like, like Jen was actually the one in danger. You know, mm-hmm. those people are working for Sun's mom and Saeed was just a third party who got pulled into that, to that room and, and ended up shooting them. But like, it was really their doing that all that happened. Yeah. Well, they haven't you know? questioned them at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> so they don't really know the facts of the case. I don't really think they're even handling the case. I mean, they're working it, but I don't think they're trying to solve it. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. It looks like they're they're into, like, apprehending the suspect and protecting mm-hmm. the witness, but not really, like, solving the crime. Yeah. Because you're right. There's no, like, crime scene scene. Yeah, there's they, no interrogation or, yeah. you know, there's none of that stuff. Like, okay, Saeed, what happened? Yeah, it wasn't even about that. It was just like, okay, you're in a cell, you know. And Jen actually killed one of the people, so, you know. This is what happens when you when you dissect the show too much. You see the flaws. <laughs> yeah. The lousy yeah. police work. Right, right. But, you know, I have to say, since it's purgatory, I can let it all go. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it doesn't really have to be that great because it's like sort of a fakey police department. And, you know, same thing with the police who question Claire, you know, and that little scene with her in the hospital. Like, they're kind of fakey mm-hmm. police. And Kate's just like in her little purgatory world. So she has to, like, deal with her problems and she's not going to be caught right then. So, like, it sort of, it, it sort of makes some of the weirdness of the Flash Sideways make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and the timeline too. The timeline doesn't seem like as much of an issue when, when it's when it's a weird, crazy place. Mm-hmm. You know, because that that whole thing with Sun and Locke arriving at the same time at the hospital, like it's like, well, okay, why not? Three days pass for Locke, one day pass for Sun, and they got to the hospital at the same time. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? So yeah, it's all all that stuff. The police don't know it, don't really investigate anything. It's you know, it's it's a weird it's a weird place. Yeah. All right. Well, but this is to the concert. Um. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, Milesy Saeed. Like, it doesn't matter at all. Like, Saeed's so not in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know. It's so ridiculous because it's like he sees an escaped criminal uh, and he doesn't even go after him. Right. He just he just calls and tells somebody. Right. Yeah, and it's like that's the thing that gets Sawyer to the hospital mm-hmm. to meet Juliet, and that's almost like you know the it's almost like the purgatory is trying to put him there. Yeah. You know, so he can so he can have his his little wake up moment and. Wind it's up almost dessert. like that. It's almost like that. Very close to being like that. So close, it is like that. Like, all the shit I was worried about, I was like, okay, Desmond's got charges. He's going to have to deal with it. He's releasing potential murderers. These people have crimes. <laughs> yeah, like, you got really caught up in the implications of what they were doing, and I'm just like, it's not going to matter. Totally, totally. I mean, for me, it was like, for me, it was, it, it was a clue that something big was coming. 
you know. Mm-hmm. They weren't just they weren't just going to kind of go on with their lives at the end of this because I, I just I really thought they were putting it all in and going way farther than I feel like those characters would normally. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just that I felt like something crazy was going on. So it was just yeah, I started obsessing over the details. Like oh shit, these characters are in trouble if they just you know they're going to be on the run forever. Like that you know. That, that's why I thought it was something. I mean, of course, I thought it. I didn't think it was what it turned out to be, but I, th- I thought it was more like they were gonna, you know, open up a portal or something. And I, I thought there was gonna be some kind of crazy event at the at the concert where they they'd all realize they were on the island and 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 that the man in black needed to be stopped. And it's lucky that they had the incident and they were created so that they could you know, bring Smokey into their universe and sacrifice themselves or I don't know, some kind of thing like that. That's, that's sort of what I thought, where I thought it was going. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I was wrong, but you know, I, I was only right in the small way that something drastic was coming. Yeah. But that's obvious. It's a serious finale. I mean, you don't really have to even see an episode to say that. Yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, so this this whole thing, it's like, it's weird when I watch it again, because, like, the, all these scenes were so different the first time when I didn't know where they were going, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I was legitimately worried about Saeed, and, I, you know, I knew Sun wasn't going to get attacked, but I was like, okay, that'll just be an excuse for Sawyer to run into Sun and Jin, and, you know, I thought they would end up at the concert, which is kind of weird, I guess, if the killer's at the concert, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. All that stuff is just, uh, it's just I guess, over. I guess we don't see Saeed anymore. After after uh, Miles sees him at the concert, we don't see Saeed till the end again, huh? Well, there's a scene with him and Hurley and Shannon and Boone. Oh, they haven't done that yet. That's yeah, funny. yeah. After his big wake up, then we just see him again at the church. All right, so that must mean okay. So they go and drop Charlie off, and then they go do the Boone yes. and encounter. Okay. Oh, good point. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Really, like I forgot that's what was going on. Yeah, I guess they dumped Charlie out to go play his concert, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, go to their go to their Shannon Boone mission. All right. Um, okay, so. That's right. Saeed doesn't really go to the concert. Um, the concert didn't matter. The concert was a red herring. Um, it only matters for Charlie and Claire. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. But it wasn't like the concert per se, you know, it was about getting those characters together. Yeah. You know, so now I thought the power of the concert would matter, but Yeah, that was weird for you to think that. <laughs> There's a drive shaft and Daniel Widmore. Why is that going to be the big event? They have to pay people to show up. Right. Ouch. <laughs> that hurts. It really hurts, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next scene? With enough time and money, you can get Anyone to come to a drive shaft and Widmore concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. next scene. Ouch. Um, okay, next scene. Sun wakes up. Sun is sore. 
Jen tells her a doctor is coming to look at the baby. Enter Juliet. Juliet says she's there to make sure the baby is okay. Then she realizes they don't speak English. She asks Sun to lift up her gown. As she uses the little uh, sonogram machine, Sun remembers the original. I put the original timeline. Maybe I mean the island memories. Um, Jin has the same realization. Uh, We see a little Sun and Jin montage uh, from sort of the beginning of the show all the way up to uh, their deaths in the submarine. Uh, Sun asks Jin if he sees. He does. Juliet points out their baby to them. The baby's fine. We realize Sun and Jin can speak English now. Sun says it's a girl. Jin says her name is Ji-yeon. Ji-yeon. Juliet congratulates them, says their English is fine, and leaves. <laughs> I think it's a little bit more than fine, Juliet. I think it's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have no problem speaking English whatsoever. Um... Fine is not enough to describe. Fine is not enough. I mean, fine is fine for her to say that because they only said a couple words, but yeah, it's a little more than fine, if you know. But in reality, right, right. Uh, so you know, Juliet, what are they gonna do? Um, it's always it's always a good scene if Juliet's in it. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was nice to have her back. As soon as I heard her voice, I'm like, there she is. Yeah. When they said someone was coming to look at the baby, I immediately thought it would be Juliet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like we should have guessed something like that. Like, oh, okay, Juliet will yeah. on a grandma's son. Like, that that should have been obvious. Totally. Totally. It seemed obvious until, mm-hmm. you know, after they did it. Yeah, when they're doing it, it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was trying to figure out, I, I never really imagined how Juliet would fit into the story. Mm-hmm. I just I was sure she was David's mom, but I didn't know I didn't know what yeah. they would have her doing. Yeah, you know it's funny because I remember saying somewhere like it makes sense that Jack and Juliet would get together. You know they both had similar interests. You know Juliet was medical research and all that stuff, and I should have assumed she was working at the hospital. You know in this world, of course she works at the same hospital as Jack. You know right. probably where they met or something like that. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was and I, you know I forgot. Uh, about that thing she had with Son, you know, but it's like it's a total mirror of of Ethan examining Claire. Right. It totally. Totally. It's it's yeah, I didn't I guess, you know, Juliet went through a lot after those days. Mm-hmm. And I just I sort of forgot about Juliet's origins. Yeah. You know, that she was there to study fertility issues and that and that she, uh, you know, there's that whole thing about how pregnant women die, and she takes Sun off to the medical station to, you know, to determine when her, when her date of conception was, and you know, I, I just that that plot just fell by the wayside for me, so I just didn't think of it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's pretty old stuff, but you know, I think it's interesting that this isn't where Juliet wakes up. You know this mm-hmm. this encounter with Sun isn't isn't the strong bond that she needs to wake up, right? You know, but for Sun and Jen it is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So so basically, uh, yeah. So basically they okay. Yeah. So Juliet's back. That's great. I definitely thought she'd be in the finale, so I wasn't surprised, but definitely uh, pleased. 
mm-hmm. to uh, to see her there. I think she, you know, definitely needed a place uh, on the show at the end. Um, so that's good. And uh, so Sun and Jin sort of wake up here. They get their little thing with the with the baby. A little, little surprising since that wasn't exactly their first priority in the original part of the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but okay. I mean, you know, it affects people. Um, that was probably their their big dying regret, though. I would say. Yeah. As they both died, I, I, that's probably what was on their mind. They're, they're, they're themselves and their kid, you know. I, so I, th- I think in that sense it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Since that was the sort of big thing they didn't get to have. The same with, you know, Juliet and, and, and Sawyer sort of not getting to have each other or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's – um... Uh, but they, but they I mean this is this is the one where I was like oh shit something crazy is going on because they remember their deaths mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and I'm like oh fuck you know because we've been talking about how deep you know the things go and the, the latest one before this was Ben's little thing with Desmond on the docks but they hadn't surpassed the incident yet and yeah. uh, when I saw this it was like oh shit there they are past the incident <laughs> so that's not gonna work anymore. <laughs> Mhm. There's something something else going on here. They're remembering dying. Why are they alive? This is weird. Yeah. And then they know English all of a sudden. It's like, okay, so they're remembering the original, you know, Sun and Jin. And I, I'm still not all the way there, but I, it's it's clear to me at this point this is not what I thought. Mhm. My my theory is is dying. Yeah. I do think it's odd, like. I think you pointed out earlier that when when the characters realize what's going on, they they just kind of serenely accept it. Yeah, I mean they have this. You know, as we're watching the scene with Jet when John Rock wakes up, and as soon as he wakes up, he's like, "I gotta go." Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like, there's no thinking about it. They just know they have to leave. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's like, God, our deaths really sucked. <laughs> and I never got to see my kid. And, mm-hmm. like, that's really crappy. <laughs> but it's not like that. Yeah, no, they're not upset. No. No, not at all. It's And so it's just a little, little strange. I Like, I, I'm imagining myself, and I just feel like I wouldn't react that way. But I don't know. I've never been to purgatory, so who am I to say, I guess? Yeah, like I said, I was trying to think of how much I would care about a past life that I had, and it just, you know, I think it would seem so final to know you already died that you might not, I think intellectually you might have something to say about it, but I think emotionally, I don't know, I feel, I feel like I can I can almost understand not not having the sort of obvious reaction people might think to have. Right. You know, because it's so... I think it would seem you would you would like remember it, but it, you would seem so disconnected from it, you know. Yeah. Because I, I do think they have their own memories of this place, you know. And I think that's what something else that's kind of strange is the idea that you know they they that they have they, they get awakened and they sort of like there's no sort of conflict about who they are anymore, you know. It's not like oh, I have these memories of a past life. Is that who I am? Or is the person right. that I'm in this world who I am? And, and you know, it's just like, nope, they already know. It's fine. Yes. You know, there's no, no like, conflict. 
Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's another thing that gives me the impression that these are like implanted memories or something. Like they're not, you know, I mean, it looks like some of them are sort of real, but, but like, like a lot of the stuff that's their history is sort of like something that is put in their mind to make the world make sense to them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and, and as soon as they realize what's going on, it doesn't matter to them anymore. Yeah. You know, like Jack, Jack isn't like, Oh, where's my son? I'm abandoning him. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, there's no like sense that they really, they were, you know, you know, Locke is like, I'm leaving Helen behind. You know, there's, there's no, there's no sense that they're really like, you know, seriously connected to their original, you know, the way they portrayed the Flash Sideways characters. Yeah, I, I like to chalk that up to the strong pull to, towards the afterlife. Like, like I said before, they just have this instinct that they need to go, and that sort of nothing in this world matters. They just need to to go to the next side and. They can help their friends move on if they can, and you know, but but their but their their imperative is just to it, it, I don't know. It, it seems like just sort of like a weird uh, sort of sort of you know instinct, so sort of you know conscious life instinct. Like their consciousness is saying, if I want to continue, I need to go to this place, and so it, it sort of overrides any other other thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, and, and influences their actions and makes them do really extreme things. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's pretty interesting, considering like, you know, they just they just seem to to feel and to know that that's the right thing to do, but they you know obviously don't have proof. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. It's 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 like once they once they know who they are, and also I think they sort of know they're dead. They understand mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. And and sort of seemingly just kind of know where to go as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, I, I mean, there's several people we don't really see get, you know, taken to the church. Yeah. They're sort of just there. It's like you have to imagine that some of them just kind of knew to go there. You know, I like to think Desmond told them where to be because I like to think they didn't have to transition at the church. Maybe that's true, but I don't know. I like to think that it was just about them all being together and wherever they were together, that would have been the place to leave. Right. Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah I thought the church, yeah, I don't know if the church specifically mattered. I, I, I mean, I do think the point was getting the characters together, but the church was the place where they were getting together. Yeah, the church happened to be the place, but I don't think it, it needed to be the place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't either. I don't either. But that, you know, that was the place. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I like to think Desmond, you know, since he had the manifest and he was trying to find all these people, that he, he coordinated everyone getting there. Okay. 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 Oh, so what about the uh, what about the scene where Desmond leads Claire to Alana's office to do do you think differently about that now, or is that still just a weird coincidence? Um, Desmond going to take Claire to Alana. Uh, I don't really think it think differently. Um, I mean, I guess. Well, let me think. What would be the what would be my new thought on it? That Desmond. 
Desmond was just trying to get Claire to meet Jack or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's true. I mean, I think the coincidence is, you know, that Alana was already looking for the, her. You know, um, I think, like, you know, if if that wasn't true, then, then you just have Desmond taking her there, which makes sense because that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he, yeah, I, I think he wants wanted her to go, ultimately wants her to meet Jack. The thing is, does he, I guess, I guess you you would say he he just has some cosmic sense that this will lead her to Jack. Yeah, I mean I I put it in the category of him knowing that Jack, you know, lost his dad and and he's and the coffin's missing and so he arranges for it to go to the church and you know, he just he's able to like find these people in various places and sort of like coordinate things and put them together and like he really seems to know more than ordinary Desmond knew, you know, he seems to, mm-hmm. you know, once he's sort of woken up by Penny, like, it seems like he's, he's kind of the guy on the mission to round them all up and get them together. So, yeah, I put, I put, like, him knowing about uh, the fact that Alana is looking for Claire and, and that Claire's there. You know, the thing is, I mean, the coincidences to me now look more like, desi- you know, look more like the, the way the world was designed, not coincidence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So, so I, like, to me, I, I sort of reinterpret, I mean, I thought, you know, definitely he, that's what he was trying to do originally, but now it's like, no, it's sort of more than, like, it's, it's, that's what was supposed to happen. Like, that was sort of a setup for Jack and, and Claire to connect. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like that's definitely true, that the world was set up for them to find each other, and, and that explains the coincidences. It just, you know, and, I, and I think it, it is also true that Desmond doesn't sort of want that to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's true. It just, it just came off to me like he wasn't specifically trying to do it, but that's just, that's just how it came off. But I think in terms of intent, I think, I think it's true. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to see if, if that, you know, because finding out what it is, like, it really made me look at the, all of the sideways stuff differently and, and – you know, since that was something we uh, we talked about, I just wanted to see if it if it looked any different in light of what the world is, basically. Yeah. You know, um, uh, like yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't know. It's <laughs> you know, in the end, in the end, it's it's uh, it's about uh, you know, it's about getting them all in the church and and moving on and stuff. So like. That could just that could easily just be a an aberration in the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. you know Claire ends up at the concert, really because she's with Jack. Like that's sort of her entryway. I guess that you know that part is sort of important. But it's really Charlie and the connection with Aaron and stuff that wakes her up. Yeah. So that that's sort of the thing she really needed, and and Jack needed something else. Mm-hmm. You know. So. I don't know. Thought I'd bring that up. Alrighty. Um. Okay. Oh, you know, another thing I was gonna say um, about these wake-up moments, like at a certain point, at a certain point, I'm I start to get the a slight vibe of clip show from them. Mhm. You know, it's like 
it's like a, a montage of all the touching moments from basically from seasons one through three in large part, but there's other stuff, but you know, that's, that's another thing. Like I liked those moments when I didn't know what was going on, but now it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like they show a little too much or maybe it was just a little too protracted. Uh, Cause I, I, I don't know. At a certain point I get what's going on. I don't need more footage like that. And it mm-hmm. just and it just feels like they're reusing stuff. Yeah. You know, and I'm not getting anything out of it anymore. Yeah, I think it's only really good at a certain point to let us know exactly what they're seeing, you know, exactly how how many how how, how far their memories are going, you know, especially when it gets important like Sun and Jen going remembering their death and, and Sawyer and you know, I think it's really important with Sawyer and, and uh and Juliet. Mhm. Sawyer and Juliet they, is is good. Yeah, because their whole thing is about, you know, losing each other in that final moment. Right, exactly. And then reconnecting and, and sort of reliving that moment. So I, I think it matters there, but I, totally. I see what you're saying. I, I didn't really have a problem with the flashes. I kind of liked I kind of liked how they, you know, you know, they would just intercut these flashes every now and then and, like, you know, you, you get this. I don't know, the editing, you get an interesting sense of, of what that's like to just sort of be looking at things normally and all of a sudden seeing something else. Right, right. See, Sawyer and Juliet got to, you know, they you know they don't have season one through three good times to replay. Mm-hmm. You know, their relationship didn't even start until late season five, so it's sort of like, the, you know, there isn't that much to even show with them. But, you know, it was, it was three years in the sort of actual show, but on the show it wasn't that long. And and But the thing that was good about it to me was, they reconnected over when she died in his arms, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sort of completing that. Like to me that what I liked about it was it was actually tying in the tragic part, mm-hmm. you know, and sort of, and sort of, I mean, it was, they're reuniting after the tragedy, but it was at least acknowledging the tragedy, yeah. which I felt like a lot of the flashes weren't doing sufficiently. Yeah. For me. A lot of the flashes were just focusing on the happy moments. Well, you know, I, you know yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think, it, you know, if you think about the editing, it's like if they showed them looking at tragic moments, I mean, their resulting emotion is happiness at realizing the truth, right? Yeah. So it'd be weird to get flashes of all these tragic moments, and then they go, ah, yes, I'm happy I woke up, versus, I think, seeing the happy moments and then being happy right. about waking up. So I, I think it just is a continuity of emotion. Right, right. Yeah, no, I yeah, I understand that. Um, it just it just felt like they were sweeping the misery under the rug. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess I don't necessarily need them in the in the montages. I just I don't know. I just want a better sort of. Uh, I want that to have more impact than it feels like it does. Because mm-hmm. it's sort of like the tragedy didn't matter because they all ended up together and happy in the afterlife. And I, I don't know. That's just too comforting for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that much comfort. <laughs> you know, to me, stories are more powerful when they have real consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that, but that aren't just a race. It's not going to change that fact, is it? I it, it it changes it in that they have a happy afterlife. You know. Yeah, but I mean, if they show the tragic stuff, then you you could say, well, it's like the good times never mattered. I mean, it just seems like no matter what they show, it's still true that they end up happy and 
and in some some sense, it didn't really matter what happened on the island. Yes. No. 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 It's it's a separate thing. Like, first of all, like I'm just generally unhappy with the purgatory ending. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like I feel like the purgatory removes the, you know. So so what I'm saying is. What I'm saying is pretty much a general thing. Like, yeah, I don't the, – for the purgatory ending, what they did is the only thing that makes sense. But one of the things I don't like about the purgatory ending is that it, is that it takes away that, that impact of the, of the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? And I guess, like, up to this point, you know, I don't know what's going on here, so it seems like those tragic things might, might not end happily, necessarily. You know, I don't know. I don't know where I am. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, you make a point. Uh, they shouldn't, given the ending they're going for, they shouldn't do that. It's just, it's just. I would have liked an ending that had that in it. I agree. You know, that's. I said it before. I'll say it three more times, uh, and then I'll never say it again. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, wow. Uh, three more my times. Biggest, yeah, count guys. My biggest complaint is, you know, no real connection between the two worlds. You know, no sort of cause and effect. So I agree that's a, that's a huge problem. Um, but it's like I, I think you can argue that the, the tragic stuff and the good stuff both way both are integral and 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 what's the word in joining these people or you know having them be connected. So it matters in that sense. But I agree they didn't yeah. show they didn't show the clips as much as they could have. So it makes it seem like they're not acknowledging that it matters. But I think. Yeah. I think they would have to acknowledge both the good and bad matters because ultimately because it it it, it joins these people together. That's part of what the bonding was, but yeah, yeah. Sort of, it's sort of like those little silly moments on the beach. I just don't think they were enough. Like the fact that it was a life and death situation, a lot of times I think is what really makes people bond like that, and in, in mm-hmm. a way that it's like the most important thing in their lives, you know. And so just it seems to me like those moments are just not, I don't know, not right to convey the weight. But again, you're right. They're not emotionally consistent with what what they're going through. So Yeah, and it's like, and it's about the characters connecting, and so they'll show the scenes of the characters connecting, not the scenes of them running for bullets or, or trying not to get hit by flaming arrows. Or, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's, it, I, it's like, I think it's, it, it has a lot to do with the writing and, and the production of the show that, for what they show, you know, more than sort of, what are the big? What is the big list of things that you know for the two people that are connecting or whatever, or you know who's ever remembering this stuff? Like, what's the big list of things that they should show? It's like they're just going for more of the emotional consistency and sort of like, you know, what makes what what makes sense to show in terms of the you know the the, the video footage, right? You know, the clips of them looking at each other longingly and touching and mm-hmm. being happy and sort of sharing these small moments versus like the big crazy tragic things right yeah. right i mean there, there is a little to be there is a little bit of that i mean in the sun gen i think they show the freighter blowing up mm-hmm. and and you know they show them dying in the submarine so it's i mean you know that's that's pretty that's pretty tragic stuff uh, you know there, there's yeah. a little bit of it in there um it just felt like it was definitely tilted very heavily towards the towards the happy stuff yeah, but it, but those even those tragic moments are about those two characters. Yes, you know. So I, I think it comes back to finding things about the characters connecting. Yes. Or you know, in the case of the freighter, 
and the death. Disconnecting. Uh, disconnecting so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, you're 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 right. You're right. Well, that's the only reason I do this podcast is to hear you say that. So. <laughs> well, you're gonna hear it three more times. Ooh. <laughs> Use it well. All right. You can always right. be right I'll, three I'll, more times. I know. I know. I'll I'll be I'll try to be wrong more. Yeah. That'll 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 make it make it a longer podcast. I think Smokey killed the Jira passengers. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I'm just trying to be wrong more. Oh wait a minute. <sighs> I kid, I kid. <sighs> All right. So, um, uh, anything else about this little scene here? God no. <laughs> Is it that bad? Okay. Uh, next it's not scene. bad if Juliet's in it, so it's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, next scene, Sawyer runs. Sawyer finds Jack and Kate and Hurley. I'm sorry. Did we just go back to the island? Yep. I hope so, because that's getting crazy. Sorry, I didn't notate that very well. Okay, back to the island. Sawyer runs. Sawyer finds Jack, Kate, and Hurley. Sawyer tells him about Locke and Desmond. Jack decides to go to the light cave to meet Locke there with Desmond. Yeah, so this is the beginning of the strangeness in the plot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of like, oh, well, the bad guy wants what we want, sort of, so we don't have to, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to hurry up too fast, guys. We'll get there in the end. It it was really like, huh, okay. All right, Jack. Maybe you know Jack has like too much faith now. You know he's a man of too much faith. John Locke is coming back from the grave, being like, "Okay, Jack, you know, sell it down a notch or two. And I didn't even have that much faith myself. You know, I did try to kill right. myself, so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Although maybe that was proving his faith. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even though I thought the button didn't do anything for a little while. Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, where is it? But yeah, you're totally right. I thought the same thing, that the plot was strange. This is the kind of thing that I wouldn't have thought it was strange before we started doing this podcast. But Mm -hmm. now that I actually think about story occasionally, it's like, really? Like, the analogy you brought up earlier is perfect. Like, like. Like the rebels and the empire both build the Death Star together. They're like, yeah. I just know this is going to help us in the end, and I just know this is going to help us in the end. So we'll just build it together. <laughs> we'll just build it together. Yeah. It's so it's so weird. It's really weird. I, it's I've never. I I really can't think of a plot that's anything like this. I'll just mm-hmm. let him take Desmond there because we're going to the same place. So we both want the same thing, except we want the opposite thing because. <laughs> I want to kill him, and he wants to kill me, and he wants to destroy the island. I want to protect the island, but we both want the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, at this point, this is the beginning of it being weird, and at this point, it's not quite weird, because I I, I definitely think Jack makes sense in saying, okay, we're going to the same place. It makes no sense for us to go try to track down Desmond, you know, because he's going to end up with this, you know, it's like he, he can trust that Smokey won't do anything to Desmond, until right. they get there. Because he's got to use of course, them. once they actually get there is when it's in full full board crazy mode of like, <laughs> what are you guys thinking you're doing together? Right. Right. 
you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, trying to get two outcomes out of one thing is so weird. Two different outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. But they kind of are right. So, you know, I think that's why the writers did this. You know, it's wor- it, it works on some level because they are both are kind of right. Yeah, and they're both a little bit wrong. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's weird. Like they 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 both don't know what's going to happen. They both get a little of what they want and a little of what they don't want. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's uh I don't know. I guess I guess it's fair what ends up happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's you know it sucks for Locke because the island doesn't get destroyed before he gets killed. True. You know, it, Jack has the easier job of 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 his his goal is easier to to accomplish than than Smokey's goal because destroying the island takes longer. Right. It and can be stopped by putting the the plug back. Right. Uh, yeah. And I guess we could theorize whether or not putting that plug back would have given Smokey his immortality back. Yes, we could. And in fact, I kept thinking he would come back. Oh, and, really? And then they put the plug in. I'm like, okay, now he's now he's going to be alive again. Oh no, I didn't think that. I'm like, there's no way you can't you can't kill the villain and then have him come back. That was just that was the one time I just didn't think he was dead. Mm-hmm. Just didn't buy it. He's coming any second, guys. Yeah, I I, I figured once they made him mortal, that was it. You know, if he if he died mortal, then you know, then there's no coming back from that. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, you know, the way they have, they push him off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really thought, you know, and then they have, like, Sawyer look over the edge. It was, it was it's just like the ending of Halloween, like, the, where, where, the, where the killer's, Spoiler like, alert. laying on. <laughs> Spoiler alert, indeed. Sorry. 1978, guys. Hey, some of us haven't gotten around to it yet. There's other DVDs in our queue. <laughs> No, I kid. It's a classic. Check it out. This is sort of spoiling the ending, but yeah, I think it's fine to spoil classics. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I, what I'm saying, I think, doesn't really take away from the movie very much. But mm-hmm. if you don't want to hear it, skip. You know, skip for 45 seconds. At the end of the movie, he, uh, the, you know, the killer's sort of like on the, you know, he's been pushed off like the second floor of a house and like shot multiple times. And he, and he, you know, they cut to him, like, laying on the lawn, like, apparently dead, you know. And then there's a little dialogue, and then the, and then the guy goes out, look again, and he's gone. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I thought they were doing when they had Sawyer oh. go, like, look. Well, you know, I, I thought something like that might happen, because anytime somebody falls off of something, you yeah. know, it's not it's not for sure. But when Jack looks over the edge, you see his bloody skull, and I'm like, okay, he's dead. Like, you know, if they didn't show his obvious wounds, I would have been, you know, I would have been more apt to think, okay, something might, you know, we might get a surprise here, but he was lying there lifeless with blood coming out of his skull, and I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty clear sign he's dead. <laughs> well, you were right. Hey, that's, that's number one. one. <laughs> I got to stop being right, because I don't want to use up all my, all my your rights so, so quickly. Yeah, Jeez. sorry, I, I shouldn't have, I should have, that was a bonus. I'll, I'll do that more. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Actually, yeah. technically, I think that was a you were right. True. Not a you're right. True. Because so, I'm okay. saying you were right when you watch, you knew you were watching the show. Yeah. Yeah. Not you're right now with your theory. 
Exactly, exactly. Because we shouldn't we shouldn't have to theorize about whether or not he was dead in the end. No. Although, but yeah, no. <laughs> well. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, uh, <laughs> I really. Well, I will will say, you know, I I don't want you to think you made a bad choice into trying to second-guess what you were seeing on screen. I think that's a good instinct. So I applaud you for having the instinct to say, hey, just because he looks dead doesn't necessarily mean he is dead. Totally. And it was like, I've seen this before. Like, they show, like in Halloween, they show the body apparently dead. I mean, he's been shot like eight times. He's been stabbed in the eye with a coat hanger. It's ridiculous. He really should be dead. It's a running gag in the whole series, really. He just does not die. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, but he's going to be in a whole series of movies where he doesn't die after getting shot and killed and stabbed. Right. That's his thing. It it only works. It only works if you don't know about the rest of the series. It's 1978. Yeah. It works really well for you. Totally. Totally. So yeah, even even that alone is sort of a spoiler that he doesn't die. But yeah, I I, <laughs> I mean basically because he's the big villain, you know, and mm-hmm. I just I was surprised he went out like that. I really I just yeah, thought I mean yeah he had I, more I, in him. Yeah, I agree. He should. <laughs> I you know again it goes back to the idea that the man in black just really wasn't evil incarnate. He really wasn't this big bogeyman. Uh, and uh, Bogeyman? You heard me. Okay. And, um, <laughs> Barely so. And um, I don't know why I said it like that. I heard that somewhere. Okay. Um, and um, and yeah, he really, he really, you know, he was he was fortunate in the sense that he was a smoke monster. Like aside from that, he had no sort of, you know, I mean, he was cunning. He was smart. He was, in, you know. He yeah. had these sort of, you know, tactical qualities, you know, but he wasn't that great of a fighter, you know, like he was only sort of as good at fighting as maybe John Locke was or something, you mm-hmm. know, like he's still in a, you know, 50-year-old's body or something, you know. Right. But, but so, yeah, I mean, I think, like, it made the finale really sort of made him seem a lot less like, like a, like a uh, you know, unmovable force. You know, and uh, and so yeah. So when and when Jack is fighting him and then kills him, and it's like that's it. It's like okay, wow. He really didn't have much except for this, you know, power to be immortal uh, that was connected to the light. Yeah. You know, but once that's gone, you know, it's like Darth Vader not able to use force powers or something. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, now we can just fight like two men. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's totally. definitely you know it's not something you see coming. You know you expect you expect him to have a trick up his sleeve or totally. or something like that. Yeah, because he just he's been the villain all season. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I'm just sure he's got more. And also I'm sure we're gonna see the smoke monster. Mm-hmm. You know it's the finale, and I know he probably can't turn into the smoke monster anymore, but. I'm sure that somehow it's going to work. And then, yeah, my second thing was once he puts the thing back in. Okay, mm-hmm. here comes Smokey now. But, yeah, that doesn't happen because he's dead. Um, you know, Locke should have just jumped off the cliff, uh, which wouldn't have killed him. I mean, I think, you know, obviously Caden Sawyer did it. They were yep. fine. But, like, I don't think he, even if he got hit by a rock, he would have been fine. Oh, I guess totally. at that point he was mortal. Sorry. At that point he was mortal. He So yeah. he, he had something to fear. but. He could have just jumped for the boat, and, yep. and you know, instead of trying to kill Jack, he could have just jumped for the boat and let the island, you know, 
try to get destroyed. Yeah. But yeah. his ego got in the way and he wanted to kill Jack. Totally. Yeah. He he uh he decided to take Jack on. Mhm. That was that was that was his uh last decision, I guess. Fatal mistake. Yep. Yep. I yeah, I because you're right, he's just a guy. He doesn't he, think he's just a guy. Yeah, he's just a man. You know, I, that's another thing that's weird. Um, I didn't really get this. I mean, we already knew this in Across the Sea, but just a general observation that, like, to me, the Smokey was, and, I mean, he does come out of the light cave and all, but to me, Smokey was, like, part of the island, mm-hmm. you know? Like, in some intrinsic way, I mean, it's kind of true, but, but like, you don't have the island without Smokey, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, but we really learned that before Smokey, there was no Smokey. And no. once Smokey's dead, I don't think there's another Smokey. Yeah, they set up the island like this place that had that intrinsically had set up this good versus evil, these good versus evil entities or something. And yeah. And that that's just sort of true from the, the beginning of the island, you know. Mm-hmm. Effectively, the, the beginning of the island, that just was true. And it's just, that's not true. The beginning of the island started with, as far back as we can tell, the Egyptians. Right. Coming there, trying to figure out what's going on, building, you know, building some, uh, some, 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 you know, uh, structures on the island, you know, and obviously having, you know, pre- presumably having problems with fertility themselves and, and building that statue to tower at the fertility goddess and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And it's just like, this is, you know, most likely centuries, if not a couple of millennia before Jacob and, well, at least before Mother gets there. Or I might say before Jacob and, and uh, Man in Black get there. Right. You know, so. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that to me is what's interesting. Like, that's, you know, setting aside the the flash sideways stuff, the the reveal of that, it's like just just the sort of normalcy that's made out of the island. You know, the like obviously there's still some supernatural stuff, but you know, Jacob wasn't a god; he was just a man who had some powers. So was yeah. Man in Black. You know, they weren't. You know, Man in Black didn't have this 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 awesome crazy you know. Uh, connection to, you know, people or anything like that, you know, like he could just do a couple of things that, that gave him some advantages, you know, that made him, that made him very threatening and, and a force to be reckoned with, but that, but, you know, it's like Superman, you know, with, with kryptonite, or really Superman without the sun. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to m- come up with more analogies by the end of this. Uh, <laughs> so just be prepared uh, okay. for that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. To me, that that's really interesting, just on a story level of saying, of peeling back the layers and seeing how sort of like non-crazy these characters are in a way, mm-hmm. and saying, okay, well, they're not, you know, they're not anything more than anybody else could be could have been, right? You know? So I, I think that's really interesting. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and and you can track through like, you know, they kept going back. Like I sort of like that. You know, even though I, I, I do want to hang on to certain things about the island, I sort of like the little, like, okay, Tom, he's the leader. He he must know stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, it's Ben. Ben knows everything. Come on, Ben, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, you can track through all the different strata of people who supposedly know things. Yeah. As far back as you go, no one knows anything. And it's like Richard, oh, well, he's been on the island for forever. Mm-hmm. Like, he mm-hmm. must know all kinds. 
kinds of stuff. Clearly, he solved the mystery of the island. He's been on there for a long time. Nope. He knows. He knows more than some characters, but he doesn't know that much, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's it's little little bits that he has on everybody else, and and you know, he's not responsible for being immortal. He's not intrinsically special. He's just mm-hmm. a guy, you know, who ended up on the island for weird reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, and same thing. Uh, so then it's like, okay, okay, fine, fine. Jacob, Jacob, come mm-hmm. on, Jacob, what do you got? Oh, he's just a guy who ended up on the island too, and, yep. and and just you know got invested with the power by this other woman, this mother. You know, she mm-hmm. she made him who he is. He was just a baby. He was just like a Roman baby. Mm-hmm. Big fucking deal. Lots of Roman babies out there. Yeah. Well, not right now, but you know then. Yeah. So it's it's like, and and you know, Man in Black too, of course. You know, Smoke Monster, same thing. Just a guy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who who got transformed into this smoke monster through a series of weird circumstances. And it's like, okay, Mother, she's got to know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course not. Of course of she course doesn't. Not. By the time you get to that, it's like of co- you you know she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because because they keep peeling it back, and it's like she there's probably someone before her who knows where this all started. We'll never know. Yeah, you know, but it doesn't look like it doesn't look like anyone ever knew exactly what was going on on this island. It's yeah, it's just a history of a lot of people going there, discovering some stuff about it, and you know, trying to you know just do you know do whatever they think they should do with that information. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's that's the bulk of the show, <laughs> you know. It's just it's about people coming to the island over the centuries, uh, who you know who are just trying to you know trying to make the best that they can out of the situation. You know, some try to leave, some try to stay, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know the the people who get involved in the mysteries only learn so much, and they never they never get a, a, a clear sense. You know, because now that Jacob and Man in Black are dead, you know, like the the history of the island that that they know is gone. Yeah. You know, like no one's gonna know about Mother anymore. Right. You know, no one's gonna know she was sort of the big head honcho or something before Jacob. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, you know, they're really, you know, they're really just unable, you know, to to really be able to to solve these these, these they just don't have the tools necessary. You know, now they don't even have sort of the oral history and the ability to to tell the you know to tell the history of the island that way. Right. You know, because right. I'm sure there's a lot more mother could have said or or may have said to Jacob and her, and you know to her two sons over the years about the island, but but nothing was very specific because you know how specific can you be about something unless you can do you know really some like tests on it. Right. You know, um, just because you see light, you know, you don't know what's causing it unless you go down there. And if you think it's bad to go down there, then you're not going to go down there. Right. Uh, and even if you go see the light, well, you don't really know why, what's making that happen unless you can get some equipment to tell you more than your senses can tell you. You're just you're just not going to find any concrete answers. Right. Right. So yeah. you know that's the thing that that makes the lack of you know ultimate answers fine with me is because it's it's an actual theme of the show and it's not just like a letdown or it's not like they just didn't want to tell us. They're actually saying we can't tell you <laughs> at least in terms of the characters finding out. Yes. Um, because the characters won't be able to find out. No one knows. 
no one knows. Who's, who could possibly tell them? Yeah, and that's they don't have the equipment to figure it out themselves. Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me in season one that, you know, just the small idea of everyone who comes to the island is trying to figure out what's going on, but no one, no one, no one's going to know. No one's going to get close. You know, and I, I think that wouldn't have necessarily even ruined the show, but it definitely would have placed a, a lot more, a lot less emphasis on the mysteries, or I should say, the answers to me you know, of knowing, okay, even though Dharma is doing some interesting stuff on the island, I know that they didn't solve it. So I'm not expecting them, you know, uh, season two or season three or whatever to, to or, you know, season five or something to um, to give me the answers via Dharma if I already, if I know beforehand that they didn't figure anything significant out. Right. Ult- well, some significant stuff, but, you know, ultimately significant, like. True. Yeah. Huge, huge answers. So it's like. Yeah. I wish I wish I kind of knew that was the theme of the show, which it, it, you know it's a theme. Of course, you see developing, but you still hope that at the end of the end of the road, you know there is an answer there, and it's like, yeah, no, the road just keeps going, and you sort of never get to the end. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I just kept thinking the next thing was the thing that was going to finally give us the explanation. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that all the way to the bitter end, and. Uh, yeah, it just it just never happened. But uh uh I mean originally I thought, you know, the others probably knew a lot of stuff just in general and you know, then I thought Dharma knew a lot of stuff and you know uh it, it seems like Dharma it seems like Dharma got somewhere but it 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 also seems like they they were plagued with conflicts internal and external and you know, probably never really their projects probably never really came to fruition. Totally. Um, you know, I was just thinking real quick about the about Dharma and the Orchid Station, which was built above the the um, the donkey wheel, right? Right. So they were doing time travel experiments there, and they 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 were sending the rabbit to the future. Correct. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, it makes me think, like, were they actually sending it to the future, or were they sending it to the afterlife? Bah! <laughs> Said the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't see that coming. Um, that was, you could... You can roll credits after that line. Jesus. And <laughs> then <laughs> the rabbits of the afterlife. Fuck. Uh, I mean, maybe that's not true. I mean, obviously, there are some time travel properties of the island. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, like, the donkey wheel did do some time traveling. You know, like, yeah. ben, ben went about seven months into the future, and Locke went about, I mean, it was kind of convenient for the story, but Locke went about three years into the future, mm-hmm. you know, or actually, actually, I guess it was more than that with Locke, it was three years into the relative future, but, like, he actually, he actually he transported out of, like, I don't even know when the fuck. <laughs> it, it oh, was, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was some some indeterminate time period on the island, I don't know when it was. Well, yeah, I think it's weird because it was like it was after the donkey well was built, but before the well was dug. 
Yeah. Which makes no sense now that we know now that we know about <laughs> the building of that. That looks like a whoopsie daisy. So yeah, and I almost want to say, you know, the only time we saw the well dug and then filled back in was with Mother, mm-hmm. but, the, but the donkey well wasn't in place yet. Yeah. So that can't be it. Um, nope. Yeah, what does that mean? What the hell? Oh, that means, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> I I almost feel like that means that Sawyer and Juliet and those guys above ground Flash to before the donkey wheel and the well were built, yet John stayed at a time where the donkey wheel was there. Yeah. That, yeah. That's almost what it seems like. Otherwise, totally. it's some weird... Otherwise, somebody came in and filled a hole back in at some point, which makes no sense. No, no, that's just weird. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like it could just be a goof-up um, for for the timeline, but uh, what you're saying sounds right. The other thing, I meant to mention this in an earlier podcast. I don't, I don't want to dwell on it because I think, again, it might just be a mess up, but, you know, uh, Christian Shepherd appears to, to John down there um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, tells him to, you know, about the sacrifice thing and he's got to go get everyone back and, you know, and basically that's, that's Smokey. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, if it really is before the well got built, that <laughs> really shouldn't be smoky. <laughs> you know, like that's that's too much. Uh, you're saying like, so you don't think Smokey can time travel? Oh, did Smokey time travel with them? I assume he time traveled with them. Oh, shit, that's interesting. Oh. Wait, wait. Does it make any sense? No, I can't buy it because Uh-oh. here's why I can't buy it. Well, unless he time traveled in a different way at a certain point because he is, you know, he goes, he's with the Ajira people when everybody else is in the 70s who is time traveling. Mm-hmm. So at some point he's not in sync with them. If he was time traveling with them, he stops at a certain point. Well, but isn't this, wait, what did you say? He's, he's where? That makes him. He's with, he's with the Ajira passengers, you know, when he appears as Locke. Mm-hmm. And and at that point, everybody he should be in the seventies if he's time traveling with everyone. Well, but at what point? Well, but isn't but time is weird though because because all the people in the seventies end up coming back to the future. So at what point do they come back? I mean, do they come back to the future after he wakes up? They co- they come back to the future after Jacob's dead. Okay. And we basically mm. know that because, like, shortly after they come back, Jacob appears and said he died an hour ago. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So that's like you know that's so that's basically when Smokey should have reappeared, but of course he's there before that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, isn't he also like? It doesn't make any sense anyway, because cause he, you know, he's there as Locke, and then he also he also transitions as a Christian when they're at the Dharma camp. Yeah, you know, talking to Son and Frank. Yeah, but I guess he can do that. He, he Jacob can, isn't dead yet. Yeah, I think he appears as Alex also as Ben. Um, 
Hmm. Then how can he how can he how can he appear to Locke in the past? Well, that was what I was bringing up originally. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Because okay, here's what here you know. One thing you can say is if you assume that this is a time period. I mean, the Swim Monster's been on the island for a long time, you know, basically like 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. So if it's any time during that time period, Smokey can be there, but he's impersonating Christian, which he shouldn't be able to do until Christian is dead, which is 2004. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, and it doesn't look like that's 2004 because the well isn't there. Yeah. On the other hand, if it's different times, you know that makes it work. It's weird, I guess, if the if the if it affects, but maybe he's he's down there nearer to it, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's why it affects him differently. I mean, it, it also looks weird that the well's not there, but the but the wheel is. Like that's that seems like a problem, and then Christian showing up is another problem. Um, maybe when Locke turns the wheel, it makes it makes Smokey go back to the future. Ah, because he's right there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That'll do it. So that means he time-traveled with them. Wow. Wow. Time-traveling Smokey. I guess. That's crazy. That's crazy. Or maybe he's appearing as Christian. Like, he could... I, I just I don't buy this at all. He scanned he scanned Locke then and there and got the image of Christian oh. from 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 the future, <laughs> you know, because Locke has already seen Christian. Right, right. And so he goes, "Oh, I know that's me. Mm-hmm. So I'll be him again." I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So. Ah, well. <laughs> because he'd have to like he'd have to sort of guess what his future self has planned for this Locke character. True. Totally. Yeah. In a very short amount of time. In a right. Seconds. Right. And he appears and already knows what to say. So it's like, no, I, I, I would rather say he's either he's time traveling with them or he's or he can sort of do some weird time travel stuff because he's connected to the light. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to bring up because I think, you know, the donkey wheel is connected to light and that's what's causing the time traveling. So Smokey definitely has some connection to that. So, the, like, the thing is, he, he uh, like, I also wondered how he knew where to go find original Locke, you know, to have Richard stitch up his wound and mm-hmm. give him the compass and tell him that he's supposed to die, you know, mm-hmm. like, I never really understood how he knew that. Either original lock or Smokey. Well, the Smokey lock knew that because he knew when John Locke got shot. Yeah, but how did he know at what time on the island that was? You know, I don't think Locke Oh, yeah, we, knew. we talked about that. I, I think it's only, you know, the only explanation I think we came up with before was he's just in touch with the island and he can tell... He can tell he he could tell when that was or something. John Locke is, you mean? No. Or do you mean the Smoky. monster? Okay, okay. Okay. I buy that more. But yeah, I, I was basically gonna say since since Smokey's ties to the light that's causing the time travel, which is what put Locke there, you know, that might be some kind of 
some kind of part of an explanation of of why he knows where and when to find him. Yeah. I mean, the reason he knows what to do is because of Locke's memories, but like it's it's the it's the knowing where to go and when to be there and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess, you know, now that I think about it, or am I wrong about that? Is that is that the period of time when the outrigger thing happens? It's close. I don't remember exactly. Because it is the future, you know. It is the time when the Ajira stuff would be going on. Like, is, what, is that, what's, your, what's your question specifically? My question specifically is when Locke is shot and then he and then Richard goes and stitches up his wound, is that the same time flash that uh from from when the uh when the other the rest of them are, are on the main beach and take the outrigger out and then get shot at. Is that the same time flash? Period. Before Yeah, I think so. I think because they go back and you know, John Lyon goes back in time to when, when Ethan is there before Ethan, you know, meets him and all that. Yeah. And shoots him. So that's in the past. And I right. think that might line up with when the Losties take the outrigger and then they go out and on the on the uh on the water and get shot at and then that flash I think is the same flash as when Locke flashes out of being saved by Richard. Okay, okay. Okay. So uh flashes out of being saved by Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Because the outriggers have the Ajir bottles, so they can't be there, I think, when Ethan is there. Yeah, but don't, aren't the outriggers, didn't the outriggers come with them from the future or something? Because they were near them or something like that? Well, uh, well, the, the one they were in did. Yeah, but when they originally find them, I mean. Uh, well, so what are you saying? I'm, I'm getting confused here. I'm saying, okay, so Locke gets shot by Ethan, right? Uh-huh. And then he flashes. Uh-huh. Okay. On the, so the, the time when he gets shot by Ethan, that, there shouldn't be outriggers with the Jira bottles on the beach during that time period. No. Right? I'm really confused on the timeline during that part. It's, you know, there was, you know, I think because, like, they flashed a couple times on the beach, and one was like, hey, our camp isn't here, and one is like, hey, our camp has been here a long time. Right. It was was confusing when that was. Right. So I'm trying to line it up. Like, their camp isn't there. That should be the Ethan time. Uh Uh-huh. You know, because Ethan dies shortly after they arrive there. Yeah. You know, so so um, so I think that's that's camp not there. Camp there with with outriggers and Ajira bottles is the next one where he's he's in the future. He's in 2007 basically, and and so are they, and and that's why the Ajira, basically what I'm trying to get at is this seems like a clue that I've never thought of before, but it was there in season five about where where the outrigger thing should go. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you look at it that way, it really should be really early in season six. The Outrigger shootout? Yeah. 
Well, because they were they where were they headed? They were going to Hydra Island, or were they? Uh, no, they I were going to go. They were they were going to row around the island to go to the Orchid. Oh, they were going to the Orchid, of course. Yes. Um. Okay. Yeah, it's really confusing what's going on. Yeah. So so at that point. I think I almost have it. At that point, let's see, when Locke flashes out of there, that's when the people on the outrigger flash out of there. And, you know, they end up in the rain and then, you know, and then they, they go on the beach and all that, and they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so here's what I say, I guess. Um, I feel like the closest thing we get to that is when Alana – you know, kidnaps Frank and uh, brings him over there. Uh, you know, they they go to the they go to the beach first. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks it looks to me like it's that group that's the shooting at it because that's the closest thing to that time period of people in and out rigger with guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it looks to me like it's sort of a Lana's group like coming back and and shooting at them. And, like, maybe they shoot, I don't know who, Bram or something. Mm-hmm. But nobody I, got shot. I know that's not what happened, but what? So you're saying that would have been, yeah, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to say, like, they sort of told us where in the timeline it is, because if we just follow where Locke was, if that's the same one, then that tells us where the outrigger thing is, too. Because we yeah, sort of know what's going on on the island during that time. But does that mean? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I, I have to see a timeline. There's too much going on for me. But I think I get what you're saying. But that just means that they didn't show us the outrigger shootout before we even saw the people who were involved in the shootout. Is that what you're saying? Because, like, it's like this whole time we've been waiting for the, you know, the timeline to catch up to the people in the shootout. Yes. But you were saying we already passed that point. Yeah. The shootout should have happened when Bram and Alana came with Frank to to the beach yeah. to, go, to go show Locke's body to Jacob. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really work. I, I don't see how, I mean, with the story they told, I don't see how to actually make it happen. But it looks to me like they're the prime candidates for who it would be because they're the closest to having an outrigger on the beach, having the guns, and potentially, you know, shooting at people who steal one of their outriggers. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that looks like, as far as, like, that time period, that looks like the best guess of who it would be. But, yeah, the, the weird thing about it is with the story they told us, that seems impossible. Like, yeah. even, even even in season five, it looks like they're already, like, doomed from ever showing us that because they've sort of already passed the point when it should have happened. I'm just surprised yeah. it never really occurred to me until now to try to actually time it out. And maybe they just would have fudged it and, and met, you know, had, the, had them separated by a few days or something. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. it does sound like they tried to do it or at least gave some thought to doing it. Yeah. But by my story, it was too late to do it by LAX. 
Yeah. I'm going to just agree with you. Okay. I get I get most of it. Okay. Okay. I'm not 100% sure about my facts. Like, I'm not sure if those are the same flash. That's sort of what I'm leaning on, and I could be wrong mm-hmm. about that. But basically, since they're both flashes to the future, it just seems to me like they very well could line up. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I'd have to actually look, you know, I'd have to go into detail of of the scenes and stuff to see if that see if that actually fits. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I would say is they they just from what I heard, it, it, they made it seem like, you know, or I don't know, maybe I was just wrong, but they made it seem like they were leading up to the Outrigger shootout and that, you know, they got to a certain point in season six where they realized they couldn't show it or didn't have time. And I, it didn't. They didn't make it seem like they had already passed that point, and that's why they weren't going to show it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's that's the only weird thing to me for your theory. But right. other than that, like it seems to make sense. Yeah, yeah, and and that's why I would say maybe they, you know, maybe they would have just fudged the timeline a little bit, because it wouldn't be off by much. I mean, it'd be off by a few days. In the grand scheme of things, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, but. But I think technically that's where it should be. And yeah. maybe that's some kind of clue of who it would have been. Well, but, but you know, the... It, it kind of, I mean, think about it from this way. Whoever was, whoever was firing at Sawyer and Juliet and Miles and, and that... You know, in that group who were heading to um, to the Orchid seemed to be, you know, following them coming from the beach. Yes. So, so it would have been like Bram and Alana and those guys come land on the beach with 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 Locke's coffin, yes. and then sort of leave to go do whatever. I mean, they yes. really should have just headed straight to Jacob, but then but then for whatever reason they come back. Yeah to the outriggers and then go chase these people for a little bit and then those people vanish and then they come back and never say anything about it. Like, that's a little bit weird because I was thinking, oh, okay, Alana's group is firing on them as they approach the beach, but they should have already landed at the beach. So that means they got to leave the beach again. Right. To go chase these people. Yes. So that's a little weird to me. Yes. The whole thing is just weird anyway. It's a lot weird to me. Of the time traveling. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it basically, what I'm sort of saying is they would already committed themselves to not showing it in season five finale, but they don't seem to think that. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. I like to think the shootout would have been with Miles and uh, Frank and, and Richard. Cause since they were, they were headed to Hydra Island Anyway, you know, it just it just seemed like, you know, the people who were firing on that crew were sort of, you know, either following them or heading in that direction. So with with the with what we see in the finale with, with Miles and Richard rescuing Frank, it's like they're sort of heading in that direction. So if there was a flash there that brought the other boat in front of them, that would have that would have somehow made sense. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know why Frank and, and Miles and Richard would have just start firing on a random boat in front of them, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think you're right to the extent that, that they definitely made a decision at some point not to show it and maybe because it just 
you know, didn't line up right. I don't even know. Why did they even have the shootout? I, you know, I don't even know what sense that made anyway, besides just the drama of right. the shootout, you know. Totally. Didn't really help with the plot at all. Totally. Yeah, my first thought was, well, they just shouldn't have sent him to the future. They were committing themselves to something, and that, that was just a bad plan. But mm-hmm. then I realized, well, there's the lock thing. They got something out of that. They made that work, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the shootout thing, it was harder. It was more complicated. And they had all these dead characters in that boat. And it just, like, it came across to me like they were shooting at them because they stole the row rigger. Was like, That's like, hey. I came off. You know, you stole our outrigger. Come back. We're going to shoot you. But when Graham and Alana come, they only come with one outrigger. Well, I know. That's why I'm saying it's not even... Yeah. It's not even consistent with what they showed us at that point. Yeah. I mean, I think we assumed that since we didn't know who the outriggers belonged to and our losties took one and then people are shooting at them, we put two and two together and said, okay, well, they're shooting because they stole their outrigger. Yeah. But I think... I don't think that's the case at all. I think there there has to be some other reason they're shooting at them. No matter, because no matter who's in that boat, like if it's Bram and Alana, they're not shooting at them because they stole the outrigger because they didn't bring two outriggers. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's it's confusing. I mean, I, I feel like they... I mean, they didn't include it in the story, so it's. I feel like it's a hole in the plot. So, I mean, you could say they didn't bring two outriggers, but, like, I feel like they should have to make the story work. You know what I mean? Like, they, they well, should... if, it's Bram, if it's Bram and Alana shooting, it might not be Bram and Alana shooting at them. Yeah, true. True. But if you're talking about Miles, Ben, and Bridget, like, they're not even – you know, they don't go anywhere near the main beach in terms of the outrigger. You know, they're not on that. They're not in that area, you know, so. Well, but they're heading, they're heading towards the, uh, they're heading towards the Hydra. Right. So, I, I you know, I assume they, they might have to pass the beach camp anyway. If they're, I don't know. I don't know the geography of the island that well, but, you know, from just the way they shot it, it looked like they, they could have been coming from that direction. But they should have. They should have got their outrigger from the main beach, which they didn't. Why do they have to get the outrigger from the main beach? Well, okay, I okay, I guess they don't. I guess they don't. I it it's you know, since there were two outriggers there, I assume the people were in the other one. Mhm. You know. But it could be wrong. I guess there's, you know, that outrigger could still be there, and then there's another one. I almost feel like one of those outriggers might be a duplicate of the other. <laughs> some weird, some weird product of time travel and and bringing, you know, the stuff that's near you with it or something. Like it's the same outrigger, and now there's two. And right. I don't know because it, it's it's definitely weird. It's definitely weird because I don't think anybody brought, you know. Wh- did we ever see two outriggers there except for that scene when they take one of the two? No. There were yeah, two. So there were two on Hydra. There two on Hydra, yeah. And that's the thing. Bram and Alana only leave in one. Yeah, that's right. So, that's so right. that means that they they you know they would have come to the beach and there's already a, 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 a outrigger there. You know, the, the stole the outrigger but, thing like just works better for me because it's. It's a reason why they shoot it. Like it's just weird. If oh they... yeah, it, I agree. There's, but that's my that's my that's my point. Is 
that's just our assumption on the team because it makes it gives a motive. Yeah. But it, but but if you think about who could have been in there, it still doesn't ma- it still doesn't make any sense that 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 they would be shooting at them. Yeah. You know, I think it just you know we want it we want that to be true, but it doesn't make any sense that that's true. And since they they're fudging the plot. I think it makes it it makes sense that that's the case, but and they want that for the drama, of course, you know. And they, I mean, they set that up for us to think that anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. But I think it's just it just shouldn't be true. Even if Bram and Alana had two boats, it shouldn't be true that they stopped what they were doing to go shoot at somebody who were, who was taking an outrigger they didn't even need. You know, it, that just shouldn't be true. They had more impre- important things to do. They had to go show. Jacob, who he was up against, you know, right. the face of who he was up against. So, yeah, any explanation to me does not explain why those people were shooting at them. So, I think it's just it's just a fuzzy plot. I I want to say at that point when they wrote that scene, I want to say they didn't have all the detail. I mean, I think that's episode four or something that uh, they didn't necessarily have all the details of what Alana and her group were going to do. Uh, worked out, and you know maybe they envisioned that that she would take two outriggers, you know, and 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 originally that that's that's what was going to happen. But maybe with the story they developed, she only had one to take or something, and you know they just kind of went with it when they got there. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's I like because I feel like they wrote it before they fully had all the details worked out, you know, even though it doesn't work what they did later, you know, they they might have intended it to at one point. Yeah. Well, they should have made it work then. <laughs> I don't see the problem with giving her a second boat if that's what they intended her to do, intended, you know, to do, but... No, I don't either. I, I, I think it's just, it's just weird writing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as it stands, it comes off as sort of cheap drama. Yeah. You know, with with sort of no payoff. And, like, personally, um, I'm okay with it. I, I can live with that they didn't actually do it. Uh, I just like them to say what they were planning to do. Yeah. I If I knew that, I'd be totally satisfied. I, you know, just like a clear explanation of, okay, it's these people. Here's what, here's what we had in mind. Mm-hmm. And and even if they want a, for a bonus, here's why we couldn't make it work. Yeah. You know, like that. I I would be I would be cool with that. Um, if they could, you know, do sort of a Ron Moore thing and kind of go into detail about what their plans were and why they changed them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that kind of stuff would just would just help me because when they're vague about it, I just have to try to guess from what we see in the show what happens. Yeah, and uh, it's hard to do, but yeah, that's I don't know. That's my uh, that's my new outrigger stuff, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, I know this. I don't think this scene has anything to do with the outrigger. I don't know. Oh, it's all about the outrigger. (laughs) The outrigger is the key to understanding this scene. (laughs) Love this. We talk about a scene, and it's like, okay, outrigger. Why not? Um, Okay, so. Uh, yeah. Oh, we got off talking about the white cave and the weirdness of the plot. Yeah. I, uh, back to that, Rigger, real quick. I just think okay. that, 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 you know, I think if anything, you know, I mean, I think you're right. They might not have had all the details down, but I feel like the Al Rigger with the Jira bottles, 
they're, I, I feel like they're thinking, okay, that's Alana's outrigger. That's the one they came over in. Obviously, that's the one that came from the, the Hydra Island, where the Jira plane is. And I yeah. think the other outrigger is only there so Miles and that group can take it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think there's a good reason why there's a second outrigger there other than so they can take it. And, uh, and I think that's the beginning of the problem. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, because they flash out with it. Yeah. Exactly. So that outrigger disappears. Yeah, and remember, the Zodiac Wrath was there before. Right. You know, that's what they would have taken if it was still there. Right. Right. They needed a replacement for the Zodiac Wrath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just all kinds of mess. Man. Yeah, it's messy. Wow. We're just going to put two out. This outrigger is just for them, and it's going to flash out, and then have to explain why it's there. Oh, God. Wow. Wow. The mess. Okay, so is that enough? Do you, any more on the outrigger? Or yeah, I think we're done for Final hours. concluding outrigger thoughts? Yeah. Maybe may may say a final word about that later, but, yeah. Um, let that die for now. So next scene? Mm-hmm. Okay. Next scene, uh, we go back to the island. Um, I'm sorry, we don't. We go flash sideways. Uh, Jack talks to Locke, who's in a pre-surgery state. Jack talks, Locke, fuck, I'm not tired, guys. Locke talks about Jack's dad. Jack tells him, uh, sorry, Locke asks about Jack's dad. I can't read. I, I'm, I'm outrigger crazy for some reason. Locke asks about Jack's dad. Jack tells him they found the coffin. Jack says um, if he can fix Locke, that's all the peace he'll need. All right. Boom. Yeah, so uh, this answers the question that I had, which was, are they literally going to do the surgery that day? Answer, yes. (laughs) They're Mm -hmm. literally going to do the surgery that day. Yeah. Uh, But again... Sideways world, it's crazy. They can do anything they want after what they told us about it. So yeah. whatever. Well, that's not that crazy doing the same day surgery. <laughs> I mean, obviously it would be more uh, more apt if it was emergency surgery. Yes. Or something like that. But uh, doing day, same day surgery, Jack can set his own schedule. Uh, I'll buy it. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's unlikely. I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's an experimental procedure. It's it's a delicate procedure. I think that's something you schedule and you sort mm-hmm. of prepare for, like in typical situations. But, yeah, he wants to do it. I understand. But, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, you want to do it? Boom, let's go. I got nothing else going on. Like, that's that's a little weird. Yeah. You know. Yeah, a couple-hour surgery. He, he He's abnormally uh, usually confident anyway. Right. I think I can, you know, he, he, he seems to think he can fix them and, you know. He's already been in there, so he knows the lay of the land. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. But, again, I just, you know, there's there's no reason. There's no reason he can't just fix Locke, go, you know, go to the concert, go see his father. He can do all. He can do it all in one day, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and he's going to succeed, of course. Everything's Everything's just going to work. There's just no... There's no peril here, and I I uh, uh, I didn't understand how that would come together, but mm-hmm. it does. There's not a there's not a big thing about it. 
Um, yeah, so, well, I guess I'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that later, too. And, yeah, okay, that's all I got. Anything else on this? So, Jackson, if I can fix you, Mr. Locke, because all the piece I'll need. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, I'm wondering if, you know, if fixing Locke is tantamount to to believing Locke or something like that. Like, Jack, Jack fixing Locke somehow is Jack investing in Locke or, you know, being being interested in Locke's journey or, you know, I'm just trying to tie it back to the Jack and Locke on the island. Uh, yeah, you know? I was going to do that, and then I then I decided to save it for the end. But, yeah, um, uh, yeah, I think uh, – um, yeah, I'm not sure how to take it because I, I feel like Jack – Jack came to believe in Locke, you know, by the end um, – he didn't get to tell him while he was alive, but it's almost like he, yeah, he needs to, he, like, I almost want to say he feels like he needs to, he needs to fix Locke, you know, like he, he feels somehow responsible for what was wrong with Locke. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's that he needs to help Locke become whole, which is something he didn't do on the island. Yes, yes, yes. Like Locke really wanted Jack to believe him and, mm-hmm. And and sort of to believe in him and to sort of be invested in his issues. So yeah, it's sort of it's it's him working that out in some way. I think. Yeah. And and Locke, I guess from Locke's point of view, it's also he you know he needs Jack to believe in him and and you know something like that. Mhm. So yeah, it's sort of it's sort of allegorical. I, and I caught that, and I I thought that was a writing thing, which it is, but. <laughs> It's it's also part of the plot. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, guess that's it for this scene. Okay. Um, next scene, we go back to the island. Richard and Miles prepare to get into the outrigger. <sighs> Miles pulls a gray hair from Richard. Richard looks at it, says he realized he wants to live. Miles says, good timing. Richard and Miles row. Suddenly a dead body floats to the surface. Then we hear someone yelling for help. It's Frank Lapidus floating on a life raft. They pull Mm -hmm. Frank into the outrigger. They tell Frank they're going to go blow up the plane. (laughs) Frank suggests they just fly the plane off the island instead and points out that he's actually a pilot. He is a pilot. In case they didn't notice. Surprise! <laughs> I've been not wearing this uniform costume. all season, guys. It's not a Halloween costume. <laughs> yes. Okay, so this show, is, this happened before the cork was pulled. Oh, this was before, yeah. I, I didn't mm-hmm. really remember, so I figured we'd see it when it came. But yeah, this is this is before that. So it looks to me like there's some... Some other explanation. I'm going back to Jacob's death. Yeah, I'll go back to that too then. Okay. Okay. Um, 
so then he just got miraculously saved in the jungle. When 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 Locke tried to kill him or threw him in the thing, he just happened to not die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, maybe Smokey wasn't trying to kill him. He was just sort of knocking him out or something. Well, you throw someone in the jungle, even if you're not trying to kill them, you run that risk, I think. <laughs> sure, sure. Clothesline him with that speed. But, I, but yeah, maybe he wasn't necessarily trying, but I, I, I don't know what he was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, so I can't be sure. It feels like a fake-out to me. Yeah. Probably because I was faked out. But. Mm-hmm. Still, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, they sort of wanted us to – Leave Richard on an uncertain note. Is he dead? Is he not dead? And you know. But so, but didn't didn't Richard try to kill himself after Jacob was dead? He did. I mean, yeah, but the, so then that means it didn't work because of Jack. Jack, yeah, yeah. So that means Richard could have set his own dynamite, most likely. I think so. That's what it looks like to me. Hmm. Yeah. Oops. But, of course, now he decides he wants to live. He always wants to live when somebody tells him he, you know, somebody shows him something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Oh, I want to live. <laughs> right. 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 I think you, I think you might have brought up earlier that uh, it's sort of like he says the same thing in the scene with Jacob. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, when he says, I want to live. Yeah. When Jacob is putting him under the water. Yeah, and he's like, why do you want me to stop? Yeah. Yeah, sort of trying to convince him he's not dead. Classic Richard. Classic Richard. <laughs> Always wanting to live when he's faced with death. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's just a thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what he most wants to live. Yeah, he doesn't want to live, like, when he wants to kill himself, it's fine, but when other people want to kill him, oh, he wants to live. He really wants to live then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's weird, but that's Richard. What are you going to do? That's who they gave us. So, yeah, I think uh, it's, you know, um, he uh, he just didn't realize that that would happen. Yeah. When Jacob died and... Uh, and so he thought the, that he still couldn't kill himself, but he was just wrong. And he didn't ever try to do it when Jack wasn't around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but or this scene is out of order. Or this scene is out of order. <laughs> I'll do a crazy theory. <laughs> yeah, although if they had earthquakes and stuff, you know, that would that would tie it in definitively. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got Frank here, miraculously rescued. I was holding out hope. You know, I was I was holding out hope. I figured, you know, if they were ever going to use the plane, they needed Frank. So yeah, he got that. Uh, you know, it's funny too because um, I remember seeing seeing the the life vests wash up on shore. You know, after after the um, the sub sank, mm-hmm. and I was thinking something made me think that was that was a clue to Frank. I'm like, oh. okay, there's live vests here. You know, is, are they telling us that, okay, the live vests are here and nobody's on them, so that means no one is alive? 
you know, but I don't know. Maybe it was a little hint that, you know, Frank had a life vest. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, am I a Ben? Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, since that's how he's there, I guess he's been floating there for several hours. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was at night, and Jacob had his talk, and you know, all this other shit happened, and and there yeah, he I is, trapped in the current or something. You think he'd paddle the shore, but I guess he couldn't. He couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess not. Um. Yeah, I thought he'd turn up on the island if he was going to be alive. But honestly, once again, I just thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. I was I was so sure that he was dead. I thought he took a door to the face, and that was it. <laughs> no more Frank. But uh, and I didn't. Yeah, I thought I even thought the debris was like, yeah, they're all dead. Oh uh, yeah. That's yeah, like that's the way I took that. But uh, nope. Frank's back, and in fact, Frank survives the fucking mm-hmm. whole series, basically. Yep, not too bad. Him and Miles. Yeah, really, really, that was a shocker for me. Yeah, I of of the freighter people who showed up originally, I wouldn't have guessed it'd be Frank and Miles who'd make it to the end of the show. Nope, that was uh, that was a surprise. I didn't even think we'd see Frank again after season four. <laughs> he did say that, huh? He's like, if I see you again, I hope to see you never or something like that. Yeah. He said, yeah, he said, like, something like, good luck, Jack. I hope I never see you again. Yeah. So it was like, it was like, okay, that's goodbye, Frank. You served your function. Mm-hmm. And then then he turns up on the goddamn airplane. It's like, okay, well, I guess Frank's on the show now. We're stuck yeah, you with know, him. you'd think Frank would be connected to these people since he, you know, saved some of their lives here. Mm-hmm. But no. No, he wasn't there in seasons one through three. Mm-mm. I think those are the key times. Yeah. So, yeah, he didn't, he didn't. I mean, none of the none of the freighter people got tied in. So one of the things I want to say really quickly, now the show is over, is I, I still don't get during the time flashes why the Losties were the only ones flashing. You don't get that. Might, I thought that might make sense at some point. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, like Jacob is doing this, or oh, he's, yeah. trying to, he's trying to get the Losties to the seventies so they can prevent the incident. You know, some like overall reason, mm-hmm. but it just seemed to be random. Like, yeah, for whatever reason, these people are moving and other people aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does kind of look that way. It, it yeah, I um. I mean, in part, you know, we talked about, in part, like, I think there was, there was, you know, they didn't want certain characters to be, like, if everyone on the island were time traveling, it would get kind of crazy at a certain point, Um, you know, with the others particularly. I think it was a good decision to leave the others, because if you had two groups of others (laughs) on the island at the same time, that would be a little insane. Um, uh, So they, you know, they left that out. I think the closest I can get to that is that uh is with 
with the plane, with the Azure plane, it, it looks to me like the candidates uh, flashed out of there and the rest of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'm not really certain that Jacob had anything to do with it, <laughs> but it does look like that's the pattern. Yeah. Um, I thought somebody who wasn't a candidate was flashing with them, but I guess that's not true. Well, like, on the island, oh Juliet, I, the the people the people on the island who were flashing. I mean, it looked to me like it was just all the A15 survivors were flashing. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that. It doesn't look to me like there's anything particularly special about the people on the island who were flashing. It was just kind of everybody except the others. But um, the, it's the Ajir people where it was more more selective. Yeah. In terms of well, just taking four people. A, their thing seems to be a little bit separate because they they seem to only flash. Well, they flash because they were there, but I mean, they seem to only go to the seventies because I guess the prevailing theory is that they didn't recreate the event close enough. Yeah. So that's why they went to the seventies. Something but like I mean, that. you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms, in general, it wasn't just the candidate to a time shift thing. No. So no. that doesn't really make any sense. No. I mean, I, I guess I would explain it. I, I guess I'll just my own little theory will be that only the people on the island who were in the current time frame when the donkey wheel was turned were flashing. Like the flash affected those people on the island. Like it coded them with whatever time shifting energy, and then that's what made them flash. And so, since it didn't happen, you know, during the seventies Dharma time or something, that's why you know those people weren't time flashing. You know, other Dharma people or other non people. Oh, oh, oh! Yes, yes, right, right. But yeah, and Dharma was pretty much. I mean, uh, the others are pretty much wiped out at that point, right? What point? Huh? What point? Uh, when the donkey wheel was turned? Or were there still... When the donkey wheel was turned? When Ben left. When Ben left? No. Uh, the I guess there, were were, still, there were still others. The others are definitely there. I uh, locked right. to talk to them. So my, my, my theory doesn't explain why they don't move. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, from, the, from their perspective, Locke just disappears. Yeah. As they as they discuss later, Richard. Because I mean, yeah, it's, it. it's not just the eighteen eight fifteen survivors. Like Juliet flashes too. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. I no. I'm gonna stop looking for meaning in that. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks to me like they, you know, they had the people flash to do what they wanted to do with the story. What? <laughs> yeah, I agree. It doesn't look like there's a good like general theory of. You know, if you if you if you made them answer it, they'd probably say some stuff. But I, you know, I don't know. You know, they might just say it's random effects that just happen to give us a good story or something. But I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, it's yeah. I I didn't I didn't really think we'd get a scene where it was like, okay, here's why here's why these time flashes happened and here's why the Jira people flashed and to that point. And I, I never really thought we'd get that, but I guess I did think we'd get a better kind of explanation of the time travel phenomenon in general. I thought um, we'd get a reason why they were time flashing. 
Yeah, basically. Other than the wheel wasn't set properly. <laughs> I which can't is believe something that you have to just you know, nobody said that. You know, that was just something we saw and right. assumed to be the cause. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's the thing. Lots gets really subtle for like strange reasons. I'm like, yes. this is important. Why won't you state why this is happening? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like sometimes, sometimes they'll go like hit you over the head, obvious, mm-hmm. and and then like on on a little thing that barely matters, and then like and then they'll change it up, and like a huge plot point will just be like, okay, if you can really work, you can dig it out of what they show you. Yeah. Okay, here's the explanation, you know. Like, I think this isn't quite the right example for that, but on a sort of related note, like, they still get questioned about the polar bear a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think partially that's from people who didn't really follow the show, but, you know, th- there was never actually a point on the show, I think, when anyone stood up and said, aha, now I know where the polar bears came from. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I think there was. When? Or, or at least somebody referencing the polar bears coming from the cages. I thought they talked about the polar bears, but there was never there was never a character saying, "Aha!" When when we saw you know when Sawyer shot the polar bear when we first got here, that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone ever said that. It was just it was there for you to connect the dots. Like, okay, these are polar bear cages. Dharma bought polar bears there, you know. And you can fill it in, but there's never, like, a definitive statement of that's the answer. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure about that. And so I think that's at least in part why it's still lingering as a question, because they never actually had anyone stand up and say it on the show, even though the answer's in there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So, I so I I think I'm not sure what to make of it. I guess based on the end of the show, I partially conclude like that. You know, the plot wasn't wasn't that important, so they just didn't feel the need to get specific about plot points at some stages. Like, why they were time-flashing was not important to the story. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we're supposed to still believe that the pol- a polar bear turned the, the donkey wheel? Yeah, I think so. And maybe we're supposed to believe that that's what they were training the bear to do in terms of being in the cages, trying to get the food? Like, that was supposed to be sort of the same, you know... Oh. That, that, that that was the goal, like training the bear to get the food from the machine would be, you know, the bear would have the necessary skills to turn that wheel or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I never really thought of that. I guess I I thought it was more like the, you know, there was an inquisitive bear who who just discovered the donkey wheel and figured it out just the way they would yeah. figure out something in the cage. But Yeah, uh, but... You know, how would a bear get down there? I just, you know, I, I feel like Dharma's probably doing science experiments. You know, well, they obviously are. But, I mean, like, approaching this scientifically. So I feel like it would make sense to train a bear to, to, to push the, you know, you don't know what happens when you turn that donkey wheel. So, you know, train the bear to do it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't explain why you couldn't train some other animal to do it, but. 
Uh, or maybe it was cold down there. So they, you know, maybe that's why they got polar bears. It was know. cold down there. We still don't know why that was. Yeah. It wasn't that way when, uh, you know, when Titus was building it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why it suddenly got cold. That's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that. But uh, but that's a good point actually in terms of in terms of the polar bear going down there. Mm-hmm. That's it just seems like the kind of thing, and in, 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 in if, you look, if you step back from it, it seems to make sense. The details sure. are a little weird. but Yeah, and, like, I'm not convinced that Dharma ever actually got to the donkey wheel, mm-hmm. you know, because we sort of show, you know, they show Chang telling, you know, he sees the little printout with the donkey wheel, and he tells him to stop because they're going to, like, do whatever to it. And then later, you know, it's dangerous or something, and then, and then later we see in the orchid, like, you have to, like, blow up the little chamber to get, into the cavern, you know, to get to the donkey wheel, basically. Like, it, it's it's not readily accessible, and the well's filled in, you know. Like, mm-hmm. they could have gotten it, but I'm not convinced they actually found, you know, they actually went all the way to the donkey wheel. Looks to me like they built around it. Hmm. You know, with it, sort of, with it sort of nearby, you know. But, I mean, it's not a great explanation. I mean, I you know, the best I can do with the bear is, uh, you know, Christian... And locked, like it sort of looks like there's some kind of cave system or something that goes to the wheel, and so I, I would have to say that you know some some bear just kind of crawled through some caves and stumbled upon the donkey wheel mm-hmm. at some point and was just you know decided to to turn it out of curiosity or something. I mean maybe they're smart bears from being with Dharma and you know you're sort of on the right track. Yeah, that it, it it never seemed like that that cave was connected to anything to me though. It just seemed like it was just sort of a carved out area. But yeah, maybe maybe it was connected to something. I, I I just don't know how a polar bear would get down there unless Dharma Dharma got it down there. Right. That just that's weird to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a bad theory. Yeah, but and their scans their scans should have shown that too or something you know. Oh look, their cave has an opening somewhere. We can just go around and go down there the other way. There's sure. a back door. <laughs> sure. Sure. So either the polar bear turned the wheel somehow or Dharma zapped the polar bear in the in the in the orchid station yeah. time travel machine. That's an alternative. Like they sort of they sort of harness the power of the wheel. Yeah. In a way that had the same effect on the bear. It's weird to use a polar bear for that kind of experiment. It seems totally unnecessary. Like, it seems better if they have the polar bear turn the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, because of the cold, you know, it uh, bunny's not going to have the strength to do that, um, that the bear would. Uh, the bear's, you know, probably going to figure it out more easily. So I, I, I think that part works better. It's just it never came across to me like they actually – you know, they got all the way to the donkey wheel. It looks to me like they sort of stopped, you know, short of that because Chang thought it was dangerous to dig mm-hmm. farther, you know. But they could have yeah. done more. I mean, that was the 70s. Yeah. So so they could have they done, I don't know what else, you know, after that period of time. There's a, there's a giant gap between that and the purge, so... There was something with the polar bear and the donkey wheel at some point. I feel like that's safe to say. Yeah. 
On the blast door map, there's a reference to the polar bear, Ursus uh, Maritimus, that says, stated goal, repatriation, uh, repatriation accelerated deterritorialization of polar bear uh, through gene therapy and extreme climate change. So, well, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. So, I mean, so returning, so the, the polar bear, let's see, repatriation accelerated deterritorialization. So, so bringing the polar bear back to some place made it not feel protective of that place faster through gene therapy and extreme climate change. So, like, bringing the polar bear to a tro- to a tropical location as opposed to a, uh, you know, an ice cold location along with gene therapy made the polar bear less, toril- less territorial, something like that. Okay. I don't know why they would be doing this. I don't either. I don't trust the Blastor map. Yeah, it's just a bunch of shit. <laughs> Ouch. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, oh, it's just painful. It. It's, just, it's just stuff on the wall. It is. It is. Rodzinski and Calvin just scrawled some shit on the wall. Mm-hmm. They didn't really, neither one of them really knew that much, I think. Oh, geez. That's an understatement. <laughs> There was a time when I was sure that they did. Mm-hmm. And if you told me, like, you know, I was like, I don't trust the blaster, right? You're like, the blaster mess a bunch of crap or something. Like, oh, if you told me that in season two, I'd be so disappointed. Yeah. Even though I quickly realized they weren't going to get a lot about the, you know, out of the blaster map. I mean, it was, they disposed of it in the plot very quickly, but I was convinced that somehow it held clues to the overall show. Mm-hmm. That really mattered, you know. I'm still confused about that whole Cerberus thing. Like that. That was that's totally smoky. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that really made me think that Cerberus was a Dharma thing. Mm-hmm. Which it's not Cerberus. <laughs> it's uh, some some Roman guy. <laughs> Doesn't have a name. Or maybe he does, and we don't know it. Yeah, according to the casting call, he's Samuel. Yeah, yeah. Not that that really counts, but... It, yeah, because they always use, like, fake names in those casting call things. Yeah. Jacob Jacob had some other name, too. Mm-hmm. And that, that Zoe had a different... Zoe had some other name. Like, they, they just do that. So I think that's... That's sort of, yeah, that's the closest we can get to a name, I guess, but it's not really. You know, that map that says, I am here, I'm thinking, you know, pointing to the swan, I'm thinking, this doesn't have to be true, but it seems like that's the kind of thing you write if you're alone. Mm. As opposed to we are here or something? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Maybe Calvin did that after Radzinski died. Mm-hmm. Or Radzinski did it before Calvin came. Or that. That works, too. Because I figured if he's going to start drawing this thing, you'd start where you are first. That makes sense. 
I imagine uh, he did this whole elaborate map, and then Kelvin came in. Where am I? Where am I? I'm here. Actually, yeah. that could happen. <laughs> I mean, Rosinski might not need to show where he is if he knows, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just as likely as anything else, I guess. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. Although, I love a mini-series about Rosinski and Kelvin in the hatch. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I just, I think there's good drama there. Listen, I could press this button if you weren't snoring all the time. Well, you know what? I could get some sleep if you would just do the dishes all, you know, once in a while. I just, I could just see the drama. That's not really the show I wanted, but okay. I'll take <laughs> That's the show it. you're going to get. That's the show you're going to get. Okay. I'll take it. It's good enough. You know, in between the other interesting stuff, that's, I think that's what's around. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it'd be great to. Oh man, some dreams just have to die, I guess. Yep, that's one of the things I love about Lost. I think one of the things I'll take away from it in the end, like that, they were really good at, at like suggesting interesting stories mm-hmm. <laughs> that they never actually show. Yeah, you know, like there's just a ton of stuff where it's like, God, that seems so interesting, but you never showed that. No. You know, um, so I, I I really liked that they did that, and really that was true of a lot of stories that we eventually got. You know, but they were they were interesting before we knew what they were. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think I think that's one of their one of their uh, you know good uh, traits. I mean, they're definitely good at like suggesting there might be something interesting there. Yeah, and getting getting your interest. You know, making you want to say like. Okay, I really want to know what that what's going on there. Mhm. You know, there's there's got to be something there. And it's like it's like I imagine if they actually wrote the Rizinski Kelvin stuff, it'd be like, "Uh, whatever." It'd be like what you said, a bunch of stuff about doing the dishes and <laughs> I don't know. I would watch that, but <laughs> it's uh, you know, what the way it is in my imagination seems more exciting. Yeah. The stuff they would actually show. Yeah. 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 Like I would want like I would want I would want them to talk about like the signals, like how does Kelvin know that's not real? Like what where did that even originate? Like I'd want a little stuff on that, you know, maybe a little something about the button. I think in the end they'd have to resolve like what happened with Rodzinski. Kelvin shot him. Kelvin shot him. <laughs> I maintain he killed himself, but uh that's uh that's up for debate, I guess. We'll never actually know. Yeah, I like. I, I think it's. I, I like the drama and conflict of Kelvin shooting him. I see. I see. Versus Rosinski just saying, "Oh, I'm going to kill myself." He just didn't seem like a guy who would kill himself. He really didn't. But I guess I would. I would imagine getting to that point somehow, mm-hmm. showing how that develops. Yeah. You know, and that would be the the dramatic part, I guess. I mean, there would still be conflicts with Kelvin. There'd have to be. It'd be a really crap show. Yep. So, um, anything else about this scene here? Wow, what scene are we on? <laughs> Sawyer, Miles, and I'm sorry, Richard, Miles, and uh, Frank. Uh, no, 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 there's nothing much here. Okay. 
Yeah, it's kind of a transitional thing. Big thing is that Frank's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, well done. He has a function now, so he gets more lines. Yep. Which is nice. I, I do feel like, you know, once I see what he does in this episode, I understand why Frank was there. What do you mean? Besides the obvious. I mean, he didn't really contribute much this season. Mm-hmm. But he plays a vital role at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like I, if they if they had him die on the submarine, it would have been just like, what the fuck? Why? Why did you have Frank hang around for that? Mm-hmm. You know, like it didn't really, you know, could have had him die at the temple. Could have had him die any other number of other times. You know, and it wouldn't have mattered. So, but they he does something. So yeah, they. Uh, uh, they end up paying that off. Um, okay, so next I think scene. They, I oh. think they end up paying it forward. Paying it forward. <laughs> um, is that a pay it forward? I'm just kidding. Next scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I haven't seen pay it forward, so I don't even know how that works. Uh, it, it's pretty much like you think of it. It's somebody does something nice for you, paying it back would be doing something nice for them. But paying it forward would be doing something nice for someone else. Oh, okay. So that's, okay. that's yeah, that's the difference. I see. I see. So you As opposed to paying of, it back. Yeah, paying it back is repaying a person who did you a favor. Right. Paying it forward is doing a favor for someone who hasn't done a favor for you yet. Aha. Okay. Okay. Oh, Wow. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense when they, yeah, he, they explain it in the movie, and it's actually the core concept if, if, if it works, you know. It's basically like if everyone pays it forward, then everyone's doing good stuff from everybody else, you know, and then, like, you know, everyone gets good stuff done for them, and they can just, instead of, you know, you sort of having a closed loop of good deeds of people paying it back to the people who, you know, paid it to them, you get the sort of forward momentum of good deeds spreading right. sort of exponentially or something. I see. I see. Yeah, I just, I always thought pay it forward was a weird phrase. I didn't understand the, you know, where it came from. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. That's what it means. Okay, okay. I hope they explain that early in the movie. Yeah, they do. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, sorry. Okay, okay. (laughs) Wow. Um, (sighs) Yeah, um... I know you're just making a little comment, but yeah, I got caught up on it. Um, so you ready for the next scene? Mm-hmm. All right. Locke, Desmond, and Ben walk. They see Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley and look at each other. Kate pulls out a gun and starts shooting at Locke to no avail. Locke approaches Jack and says, so it's you. Locke thinks Jack was the obvious choice. Jack says, uh, he didn't choose me. Uh, Jack says he can't stop Locke, but he wants to go with Locke. Jack tells Locke he knows his plan, but it's, but the plan won't work. Jack's going to kill Locke. Locke asks how he plans to do that. Jack says it's a surprise. Locke says, okay, let's get on with it. All right. Save your bullets, Kate. Please save your bullets. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess she. I guess she didn't really see that happening before, so maybe she isn't really aware that that's a thing. 
Yeah, and I don't think she cares, even if she did know. Okay. Uh, she's really not thinking. She's just, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to shoot at you with this gun until something happens. Like, you know, she didn't care who was around her, who was around him. She wasn't even, like, aiming, you know, like, through the sights. She was just letting it go. Yeah. <laughs> trying to shoot him. Uh, I, I, I liked her fervor, but... Um, Me too. Uh, I was yeah, shocked. Was, uh, yeah, totally. I, I love how how, how uh, Ben and Desmond just, like, jump to the ground. <laughs> yeah, hit the floor, and, yeah. Yeah, but you think Desmond shouldn't really care, right? Uh-oh. I mean, I don't want to, you know, call out the turkey, but gobble, gobble. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just made that up. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Desmond should just be serene. Ah, it doesn't matter. It'll be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I'll end up there. But, yeah, it, you know, it works to see him hit the floor with Ben. It looks, uh, it looks appropriate. Yeah. If you don't think about Desmond too much. Because then it's like Locke standing there not caring and everyone behind him is ducking. Yeah, you know? yeah. It would be weird for Desmond, too. Yeah. I think instinctually it makes sense for him to just duck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was really I was one of those things where it's not going to work, so she can do whatever she wants. But yep. Uh, <laughs> still though, I I did like that. I think Kate uh, Kate had a couple good moments in this finale. Oh, totally, totally. Pretty pleased with with her uh, in the finale because yeah, I think. Uh, you know, I liked her more early on, and then she had a weird middle period, and uh, it was nice they gave her stuff to do. Yeah, totally. That was worthwhile. Um, uh, so the other thing is, uh, Luck has this line about Jack was the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Um, felt like a fourth wall line to me. Like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's legitimate for him to say that, but at the same time. It feels like the writer sort of, you know, jump, you know, saying something to the audience. Like, we realized that Jack was the obvious one, mm-hmm. you know, because he was. I mean, I, I saw everyone saying that. I thought the same thing. It was not at all a surprise to me when he stepped up. Yeah. And I'm just going to have to say that, uh, you know, you jumped in in the, uh, in the uh, last podcast, the one about what they died for, and said, you know, wouldn't be surprised if Jack has to hand it over soon mm-hmm. <laughs> and it ends up being somebody else. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's Jack. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of thing where I, I, I figured Jack would get the role, but it, like I said on that podcast, it just made sense story-wise for him to die at the end. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, well, I, they, they need to be able to have both. And that other thing I think I said that at least we talked about at some point of Hurley trying to, you know, be the leader and the, the little bit of inroads they made on that front of Hurley having responsibility early in the season. And I'm like, right. yeah, you know, that that, that would make sense. I, I, I also like this line, you know, and and this is the kind of line I like that it, it does seem like it's directly from the writers trying to telegraph to the audience something. But it's a total character line, too, because, you know, he says, you know, he didn't say, like, oh, I'm surprised you're the obvious choice. He said, Jacob being who he is, I expect it to be more surprised you're the mm-hmm. obvious choice. So 
he he put it they, you know the writers put it in 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 the context of the characters and and it is you know it does make sense that he that he would say this because he has been surprised by Jacob. Yeah, you know Jacob. Jacob does surprising things to him. So right. I, I did. I, I I like lines like this where it's not just the writers talking; it's the characters saying something that's truthful, but it's but it's also the writers talking. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then I like Jack's comeback line of "He didn't choose me; I volunteered." So mm-hmm. I, I thought that kind of was a good way to to sort of uh, re- rebut that line. Yeah, of like, okay, well, he sort of wasn't the obvious. I mean, he was the obvious choice, but he wasn't chosen. <laughs> He wasn't chosen exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't Jacob who said it's you, Jack. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I kind of like these two lines together. It, it sort of brings up the topic and then and then sort of flips on its head and say, well, he did. You know, Jack. Jack volunteered. You know. And then you know, of course, Jacob probably knew Jack would volunteer, or at least he yeah. hoped he would. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, but he didn't choose him, so that's that's still true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's sort of, it's, Jacob, uh, I guess Jacob, uh, nah, I don't know what I want to say about that. I, I agree with you completely. <laughs> um, so the next little bit here, when Locke says, I assume you're here to stop me, and Jack says, I can't stop you. In fact, I want to go with you. So, <laughs> you know, I you know, I really like when characters, especially a character like Jack, like, sort of realizes their their limits and then, like, sort of puts faith in whatever decision they're going to make or whatever the circumstances is, you know. It's just like, uh, you know, he's like, well, I can't stop this guy from doing what he wants to do, yet I know that there will be a way I can stop him. So he's just going to go along for the ride until the opportunity presents himself. But this whole thing of, like, uh, you know, then it, of course, continues, and, uh, you know, the line when he says, you know, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Jack Shepard saying he's going to kill the smoke monster. Please tell me that in season one. Please tell me that he's going to talk to the smoke monster in his face and tell him I'm going to kill you. And then the smoke monster yeah. says, how do you plan to do that? And Jack says, that's a surprise. That, that, this is, this is that's probably one of my, you know, one of my favorite Jack Jack moments ever. You know, Jack having a trick up his sleeve of all people, you know. He's yeah. not the kind of person who has that kind of, you know, who who sort of, yeah, this, that's like a Sawyer thing to do. Totally. You know, to have this alternative plan or to have this secret plan or something. But, uh, yeah. And, of course, he's just sort of stalling, but it still comes off really cool when he's like, yeah, that's a surprise. And then that the look on Locke's face of like, Urgh. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely doesn't like that. No. It's it's because uh, he is a little bit uncertain. He isn't 100% sure what's going to happen. And, and you know why? Because he's just a man. Because he's just a man. And the insinuation that Jack might actually have something in mind or might actually be right is, is probably, a, you know, worrying him a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the look that Tara Quinn gives when he's, when he when he's uh when he's smoking and he, he, he hears something he doesn't like and it's just sort of that blank face but it's also sort of scowling but not really yeah. it's just it's this weird face that's not really doing anything. <laughs> I know. And yet it conveys something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like that. Yeah, he really doesn't he really doesn't overplay the villain. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. make him 
he doesn't make him like really overtly evil a lot of the time. He's just, but you still, you still get the sense of, of the, uh, you know, the, the gravity of the character still comes across, even though he's not playing big a lot of the time. Yeah. He's just doing, you know, making little faces like that. Mm-hmm. And it, and it still comes across. But yeah, I agree. I, I, I like that part a lot. Um, so yeah, but this whole bit about, so this is when it gets a little bit weirder when he's like, okay, I'm coming with you. And, uh, then Jack tells him exactly where the, the light is pretty much. Um, and I don't even, I don't think Locke knew that, but I guess, I guess I have to believe he was going somewhere, but I don't know how he knew where to go unless he remembered where Jacob took him. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so so yeah, so there's uh <laughs> thank you. There's my theory that maybe he actually knew where it was. Yeah, maybe he did. I mean maybe he, he knew where it was from uh from when Jacob took him there, but what was your theory again though? Yeah, that was basically my theory. But I mean why was that important? It's not important. <laughs> Oh, it's not important. It was just my theory. Oh, I thought you were saying I thought that was a point for something for another point or something. Uh, I think it was it was supposed to be a point about like maybe he knows what's in the cave. Oh, that he's been back since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I I mean I don't want to take that very far. I mean I I definitely don't think he knows a lot about what's in that cave. Yeah. I don't think he even knows very much at all. I just imagine maybe he just knows what it looks like down there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's my best guess. But I, yeah, I do want to say, no, I didn't, I didn't have a great, there's no, no great theory leaning on it. Yeah. It's just, it's just a minor point that maybe he actually knows where the cave is since he actually came out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's pretty much it for this scene for me. Um, then let's get on with it. But for whatever reason, he couldn't... I mean, this is probably a silly question, but he couldn't go down there as the smoke monster and sort of pull the plug out with one of his tentacles or something. Like, I guess, I guess we're supposed to think that wouldn't work. Well, I mean, then I would say to that, why couldn't he do it as John Locke? That would be question number two. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be smoky somehow, but yeah, okay. Honestly, I just don't think, I, I really don't think he knew where it was. I, I, I just, I, I mean, I, honestly, I think that's part of the reason why Jack is going with him. <laughs> and that they meet up here on the way instead of meeting up there already together, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I sort of, I sort of think he really didn't know where it was and that the right, the, you know, the story is just sort of not making that clear. Okay. It, it ends up being sort of like him waiting for Jack and Hurley to show up to the camp. Mm-hmm. He had no reason to do that, but he kind of needed to do that. Yeah, exactly. For the story to work. So, yeah. No, I'll buy it. I just I feel like there's there's at least a bit of a case that he knew where it was, but yeah. uh I, he doesn't have to and and there's no there's nothing conclusive that he knows. 
He didn't ever say he knew. He was walking somewhere. It's a little weird if he just kind of walking, but I don't know. Maybe he knew where Jack was. I don't know. Maybe he was really trying to find them. So he has some connection with the Jacob figure or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like he seemed to know that they weren't all dead, you know. So it just it. I don't know. It, it it might be that you know that explains where he was going and not necessarily the straight to the cave or something. Yeah. Um. So, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I was gonna say, I realized that uh, one of the one of the staples of Lost, like if you go through the series, one of the one of the standard things they do a lot is just having characters talking while they're walking through the jungle. Mm-hmm. Like that's I've seen a, a scene or two of that. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, I hope so. As long as you've watched the show, mm-hmm. I, I, it's, I, I ne- it never really hit me until this episode how much that is, you know, how much they get done with scenes like that. Yeah. You know, they're always the transition scenes. It's always about where we're going, and you're, you know, the interest is in where they're going, but they get a lot of story done on the journey there. Yeah. With the characters talking to each other, they talk about issues, you know, whatever's going on. You get character stuff, like a lot, just treks in the jungle, that's. Like, so much of Lost is about that. Mm-hmm. So are you saying it's not about the destination, it's about the journey? <laughs> I wasn't saying? saying that, but I'm going to say that now. Oh, okay. I was just, I was making the simple point of what Lost, is, you know, the, the, the conventions of Lost, but it, it you've tied it in into the overall theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's what I do here. Well done. I make your rambling seem relevant. No, I thank you. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, just because it's another. This is another like jungle walking, moves the plot along scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Jungle walk seems like a dance. (laughs) Yeah, does jungle walk. Jungle walk. Yeah. All right, you got anything else for this? I don't. Are you done with it? I am done with it. I'm done with it forever. Okay. Goodbye scene. Goodbye scene. Next scene, flash sideways. Uh, Juliet approaches Jack. She gets the concert tickets. We see that uh, uh, Juliet is David's mother. Jack is doing the surgery. So he suggests that they take Claire to the concert. Uh, Juliet wants to meet Claire. Juliet and David leave. Then uh, Sawyer enters, and Sawyer asks for son. Yeah, uh, Sawyer and Juliet pass each other on the elevator, and um, and uh, you know it's a good thing they didn't touch each other here because uh, they would have been uh, probably having a couple flashes real quick. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's just interesting how some people can, some people look at, at their loved one from the other time and they can sense something, and then other people can look at them and not sense anything. Yes. Yes. So I don't know what that means, but, uh, well, it means nothing. 
So yeah, so here's the scene with with, with David playing playing the the role. I mean, it's so weird. I mean, they have Jack and Juliet, and I guess for half a second, the the audience who isn't paying attention is thinking, "Oh look, there's two separate characters who are not married, and uh, or not divorced." And uh, and then David comes in and sort of stands in between the two of them. Yes. <laughs> And then looks at Jack and says something to him about the ticket and then turns to the mom and is just like, oh, geez. Yeah, Jack goes, I just gave him to your mom. And we're supposed to be like, yeah, David knows that's his mom. Right. Yes. I hope he does. I hope so. That's not my mom. Who's that? Uh... So so yeah, this is the big this is David's mom reveal. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I mean I think we everyone called it. Yeah. The entire world was right about that one. Yeah. But it's an anti climax to me because I think it's just totally irrelevant. It doesn't matter at all. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's sort of a fake mystery. <laughs> well, like, I'll say maybe it matters just on a character level that Jack actually was a good dad, like Hurley said he would be, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The The relationship with David matters. Yeah. But who David's mother was, I don't think that oh, matters at all. No. No. I, I, I think the David thing, I mean, it, it still has significance. It's definitely Jack, you know, it's definitely Jack working out problems and, you know, you know, working through things about himself, and and as far as Jack is an important character, I mean, that's you know that matters. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I just I just think you know some of the a lot of the questions we're asking about the larger plot sort of of the Flash Sideways are, are are just not relevant anymore. Yeah, and and that's one of those. So it's like we get this reveal, and I, I'm sort of excited about it, but it was it was very short lived. By the end, I was like, oh. Yeah, that that was that was that was not a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. But it was really obvious, uh, I guess, because there just didn't seem to be any other choice. Yeah. In the uh, in the matter, and it was I it's kind of it was almost like Michael in the boat, you know. It's like, yeah. It's like there's this mysterious person. Who could it be? It's sort of like just you know, process of elimination. Totally. Um, but yeah, you're right about you're right about the the flash thing. It's it's not really consistent. It's bizarre to me that Libby, you know, Libby knew Hurley for like half a you know a few days or something, and she just sees him and you know. Although I guess I guess Libby didn't fully awaken. No, no. She, any of the people who just saw their loved one, none of them were fully awakened by that. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they got flat. It's like they got flashes, and they understood yeah. that. They understood that they had like these other memories of that person, mm-hmm. but they didn't get all the way to the end. They didn't get to okay, I'm dead, and I need to go move on now. Yeah. Like presumably she gets that later in the off screen or something, since she's there at the end. Yeah, you know, something, I think Dan, the scientist, you know, who, you know, like, like if, you know, we in the Flash Sideways, we see sort of Dan, the musician, 
But I think if it was Dan the scientist, he might have tried to come up with a list of probable like reasons why you know he came up came up with these quantum mechanical drawings and and uh, equations and stuff. And um, you know, one possibility is well, we did this and it worked, or one possibility is we did this and we're dead. Mm-hmm. And I just I would just it'd be interesting to be that scientist who has to contemplate that reality of. Maybe I did this, and then I got us killed, or, you know, I'm dead because of that. (laughs) Yes. No, I love the idea of, like, being in purgatory and trying to figure out what's going on scientifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like, doing doing science in the middle of purgatory, that's that's just fantastic. I feel like he almost did that, not directly, because he didn't know anything, but... When he wrote the equations and then brought them to someone he knew, you know, mm-hmm. Caltech or something. Like he, that's the closest we got to like someone trying to like do the science of the, uh, of the purgatory. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. If it, it seems like, I, I'm somehow the musician thing. Um, it seems like that ties into like the relationship with his mother, and she didn't want him to do that, and. So that's sort of like she pushed him into doing the physics thing. So it's sort of like it's sort of like that's why he's not doing that in the in the purgatory world. Yeah. Yeah, he gets to have his music and his mother and his and his father. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we don't we don't get that that whole scene. But it does seem like that would be possible. You know what we didn't get either is a Penny and Winmore scene. True. You know, of like, just a scene of like, hey, our relationship is good. All right, bye. You know, yeah, you were talking about Charles Whitmore. I Charles Whitmore. I, 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 uh, Whitmore is Charles Whitmore, but I, I, I think it's true that Penny and Charles have never shared a scene. On the on the show ever. Yeah, I I can believe that to be true. Which is pretty amazing, but yeah, I think I I remember reading that they hadn't shared a scene up to a certain point, and I you mm-hmm. know it was it was season six when I read this, but so I was like, okay, well you know, this is their last chance, and basically the last chance was the flash sideways. Yeah. You know, and they, they never did it. So so. uh yeah, it looks like they, they were father-daughter that never were in the same scene together. Yeah. Very odd. Mm-hmm. But I guess they were totally disconnected from each other. So. That's what happens when your daughter doesn't want to ever see you. <laughs> Pretty much. to do with you and actively hides from you. Yeah. Yeah, like Desmond had a bunch of scenes with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but not Penny. So yeah, you're right. There was no. I mean, Whitmore wasn't there at the end. He wasn't. He wasn't ready to wake up. Are you saying like that's an issue they should have needed to work out or something? Well, yeah. Well, I assume you know uh, that you know Dan got to have you know an extended good relationship with his mom, and he got to do his music, and then of course he never had a relationship with his dad aside from Whitmore supporting his uh, science research. You know, right. during the Cambridge days, and that's. Oxford days and that stuff, but um, yeah, I just thought, you know, in terms of this being sort of more or less a place where people can have the thing they didn't have, that would be the thing for Whitmore is just a good relationship with Penny, and I feel like she was around, so that's probably true, but we just didn't, we didn't see it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All righty. Well, I enjoyed Jack's line of uh, telling Juliet she, he, uh, she's going to love Claire because Claire's extremely pregnant. Oh, did he say that? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And it's like, what? Oh. You like pregnant women. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the idea. Yeah, and then Sawyer comes in, and then that's it. Sawyer, yeah. I wonder if him and Juliet will meet again. Probably not. We'll have to wait and find out. But, yeah, I agree. Probably not. No. Um... Are you ready for the next scene? Mm-hmm. Okay. Next scene, back to the island. Sawyer asks Jack what's going to happen with Desmond. Uh, Jack just thinks that Desmond is some kind of weapon. They arrive at the bamboo. Uh, Locke tells Jack... Um, Locke, Locke, Locke tells Jack and Desmond it should just be the three of them from here on. Locke, Jack, and Desmond start to leave. Hurley says, I believe in you, dude, to Jack. Jack leaves. Locke says, uh, it's going to be a bad storm. Then they uh, they arrive at the light cave, uh, Jack, Locke, and Desmond. Uh, Jack, Locke, Jack and Locke prepare to put Desmond down the cave. Desmond tells Jack it doesn't matter. Jack's going to lower Desmond into the light, and Desmond will go somewhere else. Desmond tells Jack about this other place and that Jack is there. Okay. He tells Jack that they met each other. He's talking about the flash sideways. He suggests that he suggests he might be able to bring Jack there. Jack says, what happened happened. All of this matters. Locke wants to get started. Desmond enters the cave. Locke and Jack follow. All right. So this is a pretty interesting scene, the last part especially. Yeah. Um, yes. I, my parenthetical comment was he's talking about the flash sideways. Uh-huh. That's not literally in the scene, but I realized that when I was reading the details of what he's actually saying there. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, Desmond says none of this matters, and you go, okay, he's talking about the flash sideways, so none of the stuff on the island matters. And I, I'm like, okay, that's fine to – believe that and then jack says no it does matter mm-hmm. so it's like well what are they telling us is the truth besides they want us to think it's either <laughs> i think i think doesn't doesn't end up being wrong about what's going to happen so mm-hmm. i think doesn't is wrong that none of this matters mm-hmm. i think he just kind of misunderstands what that flash sideways world is yeah and jumps to the wrong conclusion. So I, th- I think Jack's right. Yeah, playing devil's advocate, though, does it matter? Well, I think so. Well, how does it matter in terms of the flash sideways, though? So you're just saying it matters for them at that point. Yeah, it, it okay. matters. Yeah, it matters for the characters. Mm-hmm. That they, you know... Jack needs to, you know, fulfill his sort of what he what he wants his destiny to be, you know, to sort of have a 
fulfilling life and and you know the people need to get off the island and do their thing and you know Hurley takes it like all, all that stuff I feel like matters you know for the yeah. characters I mean I want it to matter I do think the afterlife undercuts it a bit but I I I don't know <laughs> I I'm I really want to say that it matters yeah, it's interesting, though, because neither one of them really know what they're talking about. Like, Jack doesn't really understand what Desmond is trying to say. Uh, it's almost like Saeed's really different. Yeah, I guess we're all different now, whatever the line was. you know. Like, yeah, that was it. But, like, Desmond's trying to say something specific, and he's sort of off in his interpretation. But on top of that, Jack doesn't really understand what Desmond is saying anyway. Right. You know, Jack seems to be trying to say, explain how you can't change what happened. Therefore, everything matters. But Desmond's not really saying that. He's more saying, I think, you know, the end result is is fixed. So it doesn't really matter what we're doing at this point. Yeah. Uh, so it's like they're kind of having a different conversation, which is interesting. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's uh, yeah. I, I liked it. It was interesting to see them to see Desmond you know, approach it that way of saying, you know, and I think that goes back to his state of mind, you know, his sort of ser- serenity of none of this stuff matters. If I go with Saeed, whatever. If I go with Whitmore, mm-hmm. whatever. If Locke captures me and puts me in a well, whatever. Yes. You know. This is our big answer on that question. Yeah. This is why he doesn't, this is why he doesn't seem to care mm-hmm. what, what's happening because he doesn't think that anything matters. Because he thinks he's going to go to a light and go to this other place. Mm-hmm. And Jack's going to be there. And what he's describing definitely sounds like the flash sideways to me, which is to say the purgatory, not the light part, not the sort of next thing. What do you mean? Not, not the, the next thing? Yeah, the the place they move on to, you know, the place they go. Yeah, none of them none of them know about that place. I don't think I don't think they're aware of that place. Yeah. Until until it happens. Like I mean, you know, I mean, obviously they're aware they need to move on, but until Christian opens that door, I don't think any of them know that what's gonna happen there. Right. So yeah, I think he's talking about the, the, the purgatory meeting place. Yes. Yes. Me too. You know. And that's what's weird is like Desmond Desmond's only wrong in that he's he's sort of inaccurate, like thinking that he can actually get there this way. But he's right in the sense that he will get there. True. You know, so that's why it's like I don't want to say that he's just completely wrong, you know, um, and I want to give some credence to his idea that it doesn't matter because he's he's right in a way. He's just wrong about the actual uh, details, you know, of how he's going to get there. Yes. You know, it's really like someone could just shoot him now and he'd go there maybe. But um, I but I think it's I mean, I think you know, the thing is though, a part of the afterlife is predicated on what happened in the actual life. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they don't have certain experiences, the afterlife isn't going to be the same. You know, so I feel like to me at the end of this story, um Desmond's still alive and and they really leave it like you know, Ben or Hurley or whatever suggests that, you know, they bring Desmond back. Like, that's the first thing they should do. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, I'm imagining they do that, and Desmond actually reunites with Penny, and they have a, some kind of life, to you know, together. And I, I, I feel like that matters, 
you know, for Desmond. Yeah, I, I would say it matters, but I would also say that the bulk of experiences that seem to bind these people have already happened, you know. And, of course, all the stuff that Desmond saw in his flashes with Penny was stuff that, you know, we saw. Of course, they're not going to show future stuff. Right. That detracts from the drama of whether or not he's going to live. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would argue he's already connected to Penny by what he's done so far, so it doesn't even matter if he dies at this point, you know. Yeah, but I, I think in terms, but I think you're right in a general sense that it, it matters that they, and I think to me that again that that really goes back to one of my problems is, it does seem to matter that they get to this island and they have these big experiences so that they become connected. But I think, you know, I think it's true that they are already connected beforehand. So it's like, you know, if Jacob doesn't bring them to the island, I feel like they will. Be they're already they're connected whether he brings them to the island or not, you know. And I think the island solidifies that connection and strengthens it. And I don't know what it would look like if they didn't go to the island. And maybe that means they would have had a lot harder time waking up in the afterlife um, without these shared these really strong shared experiences, you know. Because uh, I think you know if they would have all just landed at LAX you know, they might intermingle in each other's lives sort of intermittently or something over time, but it's not going to be the, you know, what they, the sort of concentrated experiences they get from the island. So that's right. sort of my big problem with the show. Back to that is just really being able to decide whether or not their experiences on the island really matter in terms of the creating the flash sideways. I see. Since, I, since it seems like they were, they're connected anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I would want to say that if if the plane hadn't crashed, then I I think I mean to me to me the reason they're connected is because of their experiences on the island. So if they don't go to the island, I don't think they have this. I don't think they have this afterlife. I mean, maybe the people the you know the few people who are connected maybe maybe share something, but. I, as a whole group, I don't think you have that if you don't have a plane crash. Because I think in real L.A., you you don't have stuff that like what happens in the flash sideways. I think in real L.A., you know, people can easily just go their separate ways mm-hmm. and and not really cross with each other very much. I mean, maybe sometimes it's not not doesn't never happen, but you know, I I, I feel like the reason they're connected is their shared experiences on the island, and that's. You know that's why they get this this purgatorial place to to meet, mm-hmm. basically. So, but but as far as I can tell, it's not the island per se. It's this. It's they have this shared group experience. Yeah, which that's that's sort of my point is when you take the island out and put something else in there, it seems like it'd be the same result. Yes. You know, that, so that was my point. If the plane doesn't crash and it goes to L.A., I feel like they still will be connected and, and you know, run run into each other intermittently, but it would be less concentrated, less strong. You know, they might see one or two or three of the other people sometime, but it might be another year or two before they run into somebody else or, any, you know, something like that. Like, you're not going to get the same concentration of experiences that you get from them being trapped on an island and, trying to escape and coming back and stuff like that. But it seems like, I guess that's the question is, are they connected because of the island? Or are they connected already, just intrinsically? I see. And I, and I want to sort of say they're intrinsically connected 
outside of them having to go to the island. I see. I, yeah, I don't. I want to say there. So my version of that would be, yeah, if they just land in LA and go their separate ways, I don't see any reason that they're that they're really connected anymore. But if they if they also, you know, if they had some other experience where they were, you know, stranded somewhere uh, together, you know, um, and and had some some shared, you know, experience of that of that nature, you know, um, uh, you know, their plane crashes you know, in the middle of uh, some, you know, some large mountain range or something, you know, in in the middle of South America or something, and they have to fend for themselves and survive and stuff for an extended period mm-hmm. of time. I think you you can you get you can get that same same connection yeah. out of that. So, but, but I think just landing in LA, I don't think that's enough. I think I think okay. that's I think that's gonna that's gonna lead to them just having their own separate stuff. Okay, so then you, so then I think that 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 notion also I think ties into the flash sideways interpretation of saying that that's their flash sideways that like other people sort of don't get a flash don't get a purgatory like that like theirs is special and like you know because to me I'm thinking I'm thinking the, the the main idea here is that that people are connected there's a certain you know you're you're everyone's connected to a certain group of people sort of no matter no matter what happens. And when you go to purgatory or whatever, you know, you need to find those people to move on. And that the Losties sort of more than most people got fortunate enough that they were on the island together, got these strong bonds, which helps them in the afterlife, but doesn't necessarily trigger the this afterlife for them. Like I feel like other people who die in the world get to come to an afterlife like this or this afterlife or something. And, and have their own people that they need to find. Like the losties yes. aren't special in that. Yes, I agree. So that's why that's why I want to say they're not connected just because of the island. Because I feel like everyone's connected to to different people, True. and that these losties are connected to them to to the you know they're connected with each other outside of being on the island. And that you know that's why I feel like being on the island helped them get to you know ex- expedite their transition in the purgatory world. But like, if they were like I said, if they didn't crash and they were just in L.A. and went about their separate lives, I feel like they're still those people are still connected to each other. But they're not going to get that concentration of shared experience, which would help them in the afterlife. Yeah, I I don't think they're connected. I don't think they're any more connected. If they land, I don't think they're any more connected than they are to any other flight they take in their life. I mean, I think it's just uh, the strangers you have around you at any moment. You know, I don't think you have a connection with those people. So to me, really, the connection is, you know, what we see on the show. I mean, we see the connection being formed. And I, I see that as being something they bring about. You know, they happen to be sort of chosen by Jacob and brought to the island and stuff, and that's what you know, led to the connection being created. But I think, you know, you have to have that circumstance. And, you know, maybe you could say that they would all meet up and share a lot of experiences together, but it doesn't look like that to me. I mean, it looks to me like they were all kind of in their own separate worlds for the most part before. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like I said, you'd have to believe the conceit that they're connected to, to say that they would find each other again anyway. So if you don't believe that, right. then of course you believe they'd go about their separate ways. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I mean, there were crossovers, of course, but I, I mean, they were much more, much more sporadic and much smaller, you know. And and I don't that that doesn't look to me like enough to you know be something that you could really, you know, that that would really kind of 
solidify or, or be something you'd look for in the afterlife. You know, I agree. Be- I, I I agree. I don't think they would have. That's what I'm saying. Like them them getting trapped on the island was a fortunate thing for them in terms of the afterlife. Yes. But but I I want to believe that that it and again you can go two ways with it. You can either say people just become connected to who's ever around them, or you can say people are intrinsically connected to a set of, group of people, and that's it. I and see. that these people will sort of, these people are in your life because you're connected, not not they're in your life and then you become connected. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going with the other one, I guess, mm-hmm. that you're just connected to the people that you're connected, that the people that you happen to be connected to. Yeah. Not sort of that it's you're connected first and then you share the experiences. Yeah, I just got the sense that, you know, the show is trying to tell us they're sort of cosmically linked, you know, already and that's that's sort of why you know, that's sort of you know, why things happen the way they did. I, because they're they're sort of already linked. Yeah. I mean, I got that sense too. I've just I've just changed my mind about that. Because mm-hmm. it just it doesn't look like that to me. I mean, you know, they they're linked in the sense that a lot of them were chosen by Jacob, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a link. But eh, I don't think that's you know that that's Jacob's little decision. I I feel like that's not something sort of intrinsic to the character. Like that's the people he picked. Yeah. You know. So beyond that, I don't think they really have a connection to each other until you know they actually crash on the island. Mm-hmm. And and start you know interacting and sharing the experiences and all that. That's that's what I'm saying. But you're right uh, that there's you know there's no reason you can't say they're intrinsically connected. It was something I believed uh, mm-hmm. up until this episode. So I, I've only recently given that up, and I, I think it's there's no you know there's not strong there's there's not really evidence to to say you, you can't believe that. It's just that's just kind of my interpretation of the thing. Mhm. All righty, well. Uh, what else is going on in this scene? Um There's a couple of comments about the storm coming. Oh, uh, let's see. Storm. Yeah, I don't know what that storm is about. It's just, you know, atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. They they were doing something with the weather, but I think they kind of dropped it. So I don't know what to do with it anymore. That's a hell of a long con, Doc. I can't believe he actually said the name of one of his episodes. Mhm. I really uh I really didn't catch that. Um all right. Oh, uh, so the thing I was going to say was uh since since I now agree and agree with myself as well uh that Desmond really is talking about the flash sideways purgatory world. Um, um, I think you're right that the light, the reason he expects a light is because that's what he saw when he was transported there. Mm-hmm. His line earlier when he says, I assume it's a very bright light where you're taking me? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, what, what I'm saying is I think you're right that when he went there before, that's what he experienced. So he's just connecting that. When he when he when when Widmore flashed him with the electromagnetism. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And even in general, like when those things happen, we get the bright light. So. Yeah, yeah, we totally get the bright light. It's uh, it's consistent. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really. I wasn't sure until I actually read what what happens in this scene. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. All right, next scene? Yeah. Okay. Uh, We go to the flash sideways. Uh, Hurley tells Saeed he can't explain the situation because of the rules. Hurley tells uh, Saeed he trusts him because he thinks he is a good guy. He thinks he shouldn't let other people tell him he's bad. Uh, Saeed thinks Hurley doesn't know him. Hurley says he knows a lot about Saeed. We hear some fighting. Two guys are fighting. Then a woman comes out, and one of the guys hits her, and this causes Saeed to come out and subdue the guy. Saeed then helps up the woman, who is Shannon. They both have their little island memories. They say each other's names. Boone thanks Hurley for taking his time. Uh, Boone got Shannon there from Australia. Saeed and Shannon make out. Hurley wants to give him a minute. All right. So this is probably the worst awakening to me. Doesn't <laughs> uh, mean it's bad. It just means it's on the low end of the list. Yeah. Um, I guess that means it's bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was just, you know, okay, so I don't know. Let's start with Boone. Okay, Boone. What's up with Boone? Why is he awake and what happened? Boone's already awake. I don't He's know. He's already awake. I don't know. We didn't see he it. He wasn't awake on the plane. He was so not awake on the plane. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll probably never know. Yeah. Let's see. Is there a gas? <sighs> nope. He went to Australia. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. So he went to Australia to try to get Shannon out of a bad relationship she didn't want to be out of, and so he left her there. Right. And then he comes back, and then I guess Desmond contacts him at some point. Desmond or Hurley contacts him at some point and wakes him up. Uh, yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of the experiences that would have made him wake up. Here's a question. Well, yeah, I, I got know. nothing on that. I was going to say him and Shannon, but Shannon wasn't awake, so. Right. But actually, it can go one way and not the other. So it is possible Shannon woke him up. But that problem is he went back to Australia already woken up, and he wasn't awake when he came from Australia, so it doesn't sound like that. Well, I was, thinking, I was thinking Shannon eventually came over after he came back. You know, maybe Shannon was like, oh, Boone, you're right. That guy sucks. I'm coming back to L.A. You know, oh, shortly after Boone left. But there's this line. Well, now I'm going to have to find it. Oh, what was it? Oh, um, the pain getting her there from Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't mean he went there, does it? Well, I guess not. doesn't seem like much of a pain if he didn't even have to go. Well, you know, again dialogue but you know uh you know being i mean i don't know i don't know what it is i'm trying to make it make sense but 
you know, if he's on the phone arguing with her to get over here, that that could be a pain. You can be a pain. You can you can be get a pain from arguing with someone on the phone. But I mean, obviously, it makes more sense if he went over there. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did originally. Um, but okay, I mean, regard even if he didn't go, he he was woken up without her. Yeah. So. To me, there's not much left. I feel like all it can be is Locke or Jack, mm. which I don't doesn't look like he had a lot of contact with either one of them. But it seems like those are the people he had the most uh, connection to. I mean, he wasn't really – he was barely on the – like, I barely buy that he deserves to <laughs> – end up in that in that church with the rest of them. I mean, it's like, yeah. Lucky you were there in season one. Like, any character who was around for that short of a time, like, the Freighter characters had more than Boone did, you know? Yeah, but, but, I mean, that's really feeding into my theory that people are just intrinsically connected, and it doesn't matter that much about their experiences, because, yeah, some of these people really weren't there that long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, it seems, seems to me like they're they're mostly putting the season one characters in there. There there are some exceptions to that. Yeah. Um. So so yes, yeah, so you got so I guess Boone just picked a fight with some guy, and then was like, "Hey, let's take this outside, buddy," because he knew Saeed and Hurley were out there, and then Shannon just of course, intervene because the guy's beating up her brother. Right. Something like that. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I didn't really like this. I mean, it was cool in the sense that these characters are back and, you know, and then then Saeed, you know, Saeed doesn't want to help, you know, this guy, get, you know, who's getting beat up. But then he sees the he sees Shannon get knocked out, so he jumps to her rescue. He's so chivalrous. And um The woman in trouble. It's a woman in trouble. You can't so. resist. A blonde woman in trouble. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and uh and as soon as he touches her he realizes who she is and uh and that's that. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. He can't I even mean, remember he can't even remember Nadia's face. <laughs> I don't even remember what she looks like. I mean, the thing is, you know, maybe you're right that they're intrinsically connected, but the thing is, okay, the people in the church, I guess, that's what you have to say. Because there's a lot of people in the Flash Sideways, you know, besides the people that were mm-hmm. on the plane. Yeah. That's why I feel like people have to, you know, just because you're on the island didn't get you in the church, you know, people have to deal do deal with their own sort of like their own stuff in that world. You know, you have to find the people to, to cross with together. You know, maybe Ben even realized, you know, he didn't have who he needed. He needed Alex and Rousseau or something, too, or or at least felt like he couldn't leave them behind. Right. But it, it does seem like it's partially about the experiences because you have, I definitely like, think it is. I mean, I think, like I said, I think the the, the difference, my, my sort of general theory is people are intrinsically connected. If the Lossies had lived their lives with not going to the island, the, what happened in the purgatory world would not have happened the same way. They wouldn't have had those really strong, specific connections that allowed them to find each other sort of fast, even though time has no meaning there, but sort of like generally quickly within a week or two or something relative, uh, they found each other and were able to cross. And I feel like other people in that world don't have, don't, don't get that. 
you know, they don't they don't get to have that quick of an awakening and working out of their problems and realizing their past and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like the island is important because it gave them that, you know, but it didn't make them, but I feel like it, it's not responsible for them being intrinsically connected per se. Okay. I see. I see. So, I mean, it still matters that they went to the island, you know. It matters a lot that they went there. Right. But it's just that they that they're just that people are that a group these group of people are just connected anyway. Okay. 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 I see. But it's like, yeah, I mean, it's not it there there is more to it. Like basically you have stuff like like Libby, you know, she uh she gets to be there but Anna Lucia does not. Mm-hmm. You know, um the marshal isn't there. Uh the uh Arst isn't there. You know, uh, uh, Nikki yeah. and Paolo aren't there. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of characters who are on that plane. Michael, of course, ugh, bitter, bitter, that 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 aren't there. So it just it seems like that that isn't enough. There there's more to it than than just the fact that they were on the plane. I agree with you. <laughs> I think you're proving my point. Well, what I'm saying is, if there's an intrinsic connection, it's not applying universally. It seems. It seems. Well, to the, be... the intrinsic connection, or is with the people who made it to the church, not everyone who was on the plane, just so, or so went like, to the island. I, but just, I mean, so Libby was intrinsically connected to the people, but Anna Lucia wasn't. Like, that, really? Uh, like, uh, oh, well, how do you explain it then? How do you explain what you just said? Well, she she had she had a specific experience with Hurley. Uh-huh. You know, and I think that connection is why she's connected to that group of people. Okay, but what about the other people who had big experiences on the island who didn't end up with that group? Why why don't they get to go with that group if they're intrinsically if they're connected because of their shared experiences on the island? It's like some people didn't get enough shared experiences with other yeah, people. Like, I mean, I like mean, there's some sort of qualification. Yeah, it seems like there's yeah there's certain kinds of experiences that qualify. I mean, it's not it's not totally consistent, but yeah, it's like the ones the ones that matter more or are more important to the characters or something. Like they have to have a certain kind of shared experience that affects them both in some particular way or or affects the group in some particular way that that bonds them together. Like it it's not it's not just the fact that they share experiences. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know it, it it it's it has to go deeper than that but but you know that's the circumstance they need it you know this desperate situation to to bring that about so it's not automatic I mean maybe I maybe I, I sort of want to go down the road but just because people are put together in a situation like this not only is automatic that they're going to have that happen but it's it's you know setting up a circumstance where it could happen. Mm-hmm. So basically, like the characters who who go you know just had the requisite experiences together you know and 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 the people who don't just who don't didn't mhm yeah so for me change records that experience to intrinsic connection <laughs> okay i just i mean why is why is Libby intrinsically connected i i don't understand i don't know <laughs> why does it, why is anything 
Because I, 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 I don't think there's necessarily a rhyme or reason why. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I think that, you know, I'm just giving sort of a cosmic explanation, you know. And like Penny, too. Like Penny, like I don't think she's connected barely to anybody. She didn't even go to the island ever. You know, mm-hmm. she gets to be in the well, church. Well, I would say, I would say, you know, she finds Desmond and she's connected. She's connected to Desmond because, you know, she's intrinsically connected to this group or at least to Desmond. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just sort of a general idea that. Despite what series of events these people might go through in their lives, that like they're a group together that are dispersed into the world, and because of the island, they get to be in the same place. Most of them get to be in the same place around the same time and have these huge experiences, which lets them, you know, find each other relatively quickly in the afterlife and move on. But but outside of that, those same group of people. Are st- would still be connected throughout the world, and they might not necessarily find each other. You know, it might take them two more lifetimes to find each other. You know, I mean, it could be that that could be the point that the island gave them the ability to find each other so they can move on in the afterlife. Whereas other people who never find their group of people in the real world move on to the afterlife when they die, and then they have to sort of start all over. You know, they may have to you know try again to find these people. You know, that's how I want to look at it. I don't want it to, just to be that the Lossies are the only special people and they're the only ones who are intrinsically connect, you know, who are connected to each other because of their experiences on the island. And, you know, 99.9999% of the rest of the world just, you know, don't get sort of screwed on that because they didn't get to go to the island. You know, I want to believe that they, everyone has a group of people they're connected to. Like, I feel like that's what the show is saying. Everyone has a group of people they're connected to regardless. But in this case, and what we saw with the show, these group of people were uh, their connection was was strengthened, which gave them a, a benefit in the afterlife. I can't believe I summed up lost like that. That's so weird. But that's that's sort of my general general view of, of the show. Okay. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think there's something there. Um, for but I. I think I think the experiences have to matter to some extent. I I think just kind of an arbitrary you're intrinsically connected thing is not enough for me. I I, I would need more. I I do think a weakness of this is that makes it look more like your theory is you know some of these some of these fairly weak connections being being the you know the catalyst. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, it's just it's for, particularly with the Saeed scene. You know, I, I know he cared about Shannon to some extent, but I, I'm just I'm not prepared to believe that um, that he had uh, more of a connection with Shannon than he did with uh, Nadia. Yeah, and I, that's the thing. I'm not saying the island doesn't matter. I'm saying it it is the single most important thing that allowed them to do what they did in the in the in the uh, in the in the purgatory world. Like it does matter a lot for their end result of moving on to the afterlife. No, I know so you're not saying the island doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, I mean it is very, very important that that they that they that the the connections that they have get strengthened. But I feel like they already had connections that may or may not have played out in different ways depending on you know if they went to the island or not. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think I I would just I would just uh lean more on the on the actual experiences being the thing that should matter because I I think for me it would be to extend it to the rest of the world like everyone has their own group of people that they're that they have experiences with and they have relationships with and stuff like that and sort of those are the people that they would find, you know. 
in, mm-hmm. in the afterlife. And it would be it would be like this, you know. But in the case of Lost, they you know they had a very intense, you know, shared so, kind of experience. So you're saying the Losties could have been connected to other people if they didn't crash on the island. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Penny sort of proves you didn't have to get on the island to, to end up in this group. Yeah. Which uh, I think proves my point that they're intrinsically connected. I think it proves my divorced. point that it's about her experience with Desmond, and that's what gets her in there. Yeah. Because she's um, not intrinsically connected. To so she's not connected to the group. She's connected to Desmond. So yeah. why, is that, why is that strong though. enough? But why, why is that strong enough to, since it's about the group? Well, I mean, the thing is, it's it's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's about the it's about the group individually, you know, because like all the group isn't connect to me. All the group, each member of the group is not equally connected to all the other people. Like they're mm-hmm. more connected to some than others. And I think the flashes of them waking up sort of made that clear. Like there's certain things that are are more crucial to them in terms of connections than others. And so I think yeah. with Sun and Jin, it's definitely Sun and Jin. They're connected to each other more than they are to any of the other characters. And I think that was pretty clear from what they mm-hmm. showed. So to me, that's what it is. It's, you yeah. know, they are a group, but the actual connections they have sort of go, you know, are not totally symmetric with everyone else. Yeah, but it seems to me that that would mean Sun and Jin could move on by themselves if they wanted to. Yeah. Whereas it seems like, they can't. They need. They need the power of the whole group to do it. Yeah. Like they have. They have to wait on everyone else to be ready. They can't just say. You know, as much as people wanted to just leave as soon as they woke up, they realize they have to all leave together. Even if their spouse or their loved one is is their most significant person. You know, or even with Locke, like who is his most significant person? Like, you know, I, I guess Jack. But it's or you know, but you know, who would you pick for Locke? I feel like he's just connected to that to that group of people. You know, I feel like it's 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 the sum of the parts that's important. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I I guess that I guess that works. I guess that works. I just I need I need some room for the experiences to matter, and it's not like some kind of lottery, you know. Here's the here's the ten people you're connected to. You know, hopefully you meet them at some point. <laughs> Otherwise, you're screwed in the afterlife because you won't remember them. Like that. That's I don't like that sort of mm-hmm. arbitrariness. I feel like they have to share some experiences before they're connected. It just bothers me that if they don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a slight difference of opinion on how to look at look at the the show, but I feel like, you know, like I said. I, I don't. I don't want to think that the Losties are the only special people because they got to share their experiences on the island. And if you don't get those those huge experiences with people, you know, I mean, most people don't go through that kind of drama in their entire lives. Yeah. You know, so it's like I don't think you need to have that kind of drama to get what they got in the afterlife. You know, like I don't want to think that that's true, but I want to. I want to think that they got it because because of their important experiences on the island. Right. You know, and I feel like if you went through your life and you died and you go to the afterlife and, you know, you know, I feel like I feel like that might be the point that you have to you have to find these people and you have to have these big experiences, you know, and if you're alone your entire life and you never find the people you need to move on, 
that, in my opinion, you're intrinsically connected to, then you, you know, I don't know, go to the next life and you just keep doing it until you until you get that. Okay. No, I I don't know. I mean, that's just how I'm trying to view the show. Okay. 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 No, I, I mean, I think there's something there. I I almost, I don't like it, but I almost want to say the show is telling us they get a special thing because mm-hmm. of what they're, because of what they went through. And yeah, everyone I mean, else doesn't get something this. special. But what I'm saying is I don't think they should be the only ones to get purgatory, you know, to get this meeting place world. Like, I, I feel like that shouldn't just be for them. I think they get out of it faster because of what they went through on the island. But I feel like, you know, other people should be there. Other dead people should be there working out their own problems and yeah. doing their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But I, I, I do think they have, you know, they do have some kind of some kind of leg up or advantage or something special, uh, special privilege or something because of because of their experience. I, I kind of feel like that's what well, they're telling yeah. us. Oh, so, I believe that, yeah. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not really happy about that. I think that is kind of ridiculous, but whatever. I mean, it's the show's, you know, it's the show's sort of uh, theory of the afterlife, and, you know, they they don't have to make it so that I like it. Yeah. Um, you know, they can say whatever they want, and, I mean, I don't think I don't think it's true, so it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter if it's sort of unfair or something, but, because it's, I mean, they're under no obligation to make it fair. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think... I think there's something to the idea that these characters were connected before the plane crash. I mean, I think there's something there. I just, yeah. it's just, I can't, I don't want to throw out the experiences. I, I feel like that needs, I feel like that needs to matter to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, well, I agree, I agree with you. I, I feel like we're agreeing, yet you're disagreeing with me. <laughs> like, you're saying things I agree with, but then you're saying, somehow saying something different than what I'm saying. So. I, I think I just have a slightly different weight on things. Like, I think I'm okay. just, I'm leaning more on the experiences and you're leaning more on the intrinsic connection. Yeah. But but we're both admitting the, the other thing matters to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I'm I, saying in terms of the show, I think the the island is more important. Like, like I said, in terms of what they get out of it at the end, if you if you want to say what's more important, you know, if you have to, you know, gun to my head, what's more important? I I would say the island. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just I just choose to believe they're they're connected before that. I just okay. I just choose to believe in a fanciful cosmic sense of the whole thing that right. you know these people are going to walk through the the light at the end and they're going to go through some other life where they might not even you know it, it might be another scenario of them having being different people and finding each other again and realizing, you know, who knows what the afterlife is going to, you know, the, the real afterlife is going to be, but I feel like these people will be, you know, uh, sort of, sort of since, since this place is outside of time, it just seems to me like cosmically these people are kind of linked. Okay, so I, I barely, I don't, I'm not even sure I disagree with you. Okay. <laughs> I, it's one of those things, I mean, as you, as you elaborate, I, 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 misunderstood your position a little bit. So it it sounded to me like I disagreed more than I think I actually do. Yeah. I, there there might be a minor difference in how much I want the intrinsic connection part in there. I, mm-hmm. I maybe I want it in there a little less, but I agree it's got to okay. be there. I mean, it, it there, there's too much in the show to really throw out. I, it's just kind of depressing to me cuz I feel like it it isn't there in the end, but but you know, you sort of rehabilitated it and I kind of want it there anyway, so. Yeah. I think so. it's nicer. 
I agree. So maybe I'm biased. I think it's nicer if they're just intrinsically connected and, you know, uh, so, you know, and I think that that gives them that gives them a leg up, you know, in terms of what's going on. I agree. I, it's it's it is nicer. It is nicer. I just I just need the experiences in there, but they're there. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Uh. So so yeah. You know, it's one of those things. I don't know. Talk about it long enough, and I just I just start agreeing. I'm just too rational. I get it. <laughs> too <laughs> rational. <laughs> Gotta stop that. Yeah, I'll try. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. All right. So. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. So under the intri- like, I, you know, Saeed just wasn't intrinsically connected to Nadia, I guess. Um, Oops. Yeah, because I just I feel like their experiences are are stronger. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I guess he's okay with Shannon. He doesn't seem to particularly. Yeah. I think I think it I think it says something to that effect that you know he did he doesn't get Nadia in this reality in this uh, excuse me in this uh, purgatory world and uh, yeah because I, uh, I feel like he has as much right to get Nadia as Desmond does to get Penny or Jack gets to have a son or any any of that kind of stuff so I feel like well that might... Jack's son wasn't there in the church at the end I mean you know oh, okay. Like having Nadia in the church, I feel like is as valid as having. Oh yeah, in the yeah, church. yeah. I, I just meant in terms of people sort of seemingly getting things that they want or need to work out their problems. Yeah. You know? Like people seem to to most people seem to have gotten that except for Saeed, and it seems to be you know you you take that idea with you know the fact he doesn't get Nadia in the flash sideways, plus he gets Shannon for eternity seems to mean okay well he really wasn't connected to her like you know that just wasn't the person he was supposed to end up with you know, for uh, for eternity. And, it, you know, a lot of Saeed's whole thing with Nadia, I think a lot of it seemed to be, yeah, he loved her, but there also seemed to be some guilt there, you know, uh, from his days in the Republican Guard. You know, it seems like she, she, you know, she was tied into some of his guilt that he had for the actions that he did. And, and it was almost like he was trying to make up for that by by reuniting with her, you know, the one he let escape and all that kind of stuff. You know, so it could have been, his love for Nadia was sort of tainted by these other emotions and these other things that weren't just whatever pure connection he had with Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, yeah, Nadia started out as a prisoner of the Republican Guard and Said was supposed to be torturing her and stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way that that's not going to remind him of his past. Yeah. And it's like, I think, weren't they childhood friends or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, you know, he's got this this love for her, of course, but I think there's so much else involved, and you know, he's running away from his past and trying to make up for it. And so I think, I think that kind of stuff, you know, plays a role. And uh, and I think maybe that's 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 sort of the difference between him and Shannon is, you know, he didn't sort of have all that extra baggage as a as a reason to pursue her or want her or anything like that. Right. Right. But because uh, I would say, you know, in the flash sideways, if he was with Nadia, and then he meets Shannon and he takes her, like that's that's a weird, that's a, you know, that's to me that's contradicting the point. But I feel like since they say, okay, he doesn't get to have Nadia, and then he gets Shannon, then that that seems to say, okay, well, Shannon's the real one. 
Right. I mean, it did show that he still cares about Nadi. I mean, it didn't didn't mm-hmm. totally go away, but he, but that, but what did he do though? He basically, you know, it's in a world where she's married and has kids, right? And effectively happy, but of course, you know, they have they still have a history, and he decides not to be with her. But but it's like you know, if, if he's responsible for the circumstances of her being there, you know, the same way like Jack's responsible for David being there, uh, then it's almost like you know he's giving her the happy life she never kind of had. Yeah. You know, and then he leaves, yeah. 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 And also, like, it looks, you know, I mean, I caught that when we watched it, but that whole thing with his brother and Kimi and sort of having to get him out of that jam, like, it really looks like that's, you know, that's directly playing into that, that scene with him and his brother and the chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's it's the same kind of thing. Like, I mean, that that's the smallest thing we got with his brother, but... That he he had some he had some need to protect his brother, you know, or to like yeah, his brother getting into a situ- needing a in a situation and he needs Saeed's help. Yeah, to 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 help his brother out of difficult situations that he couldn't handle or something. Yeah, that was some some weird way of him to for him to to deal with that or go through that or something like that. But uh, I I think uh, I think you're right. It's just you know. I don't know. Feels like a last minute kind of left field, what the fuck kind of moment. Yeah. Because like I don't know, the Saeed Shannon relationship is just weird. Like I just to me, Saeed and Nadia seem so much better together. They they have uh, they have a, a certain uh, uh, quality that I buy their relationship. Uh, whereas the Shannon Saeed thing always struck me as odd and kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It was not. It was never great, and for them to say that's enough for them to be connected eternally, you know, that's why I go back to in terms of connection because it's just like that. You know, it was tragic when she died in his arms and stuff like that. But you know, they were around for what a week or two or something yeah. before that happened. It really wasn't that much time. It really, really wasn't. Because, cause, I mean, it was. It started a little bit. Uh, it started a little bit early. I mean, it, it was very slow to develop. There was there was the tiniest hint of it, like when they were going over Russo's map and stuff, and mm-hmm. and there was some you know a little scene I remember with Saeed and Boone where he tells her tells him to stay away from her, and you know so then Boone when Boone dies, Shannon has to go through that you know whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually she tries to get Saeed to kill Locke or something. It's a whole oh yeah whole drama um, there. But you know, it's not about the romance again for a little while because she's like grieving for Boone. So, so it's it's sort of later before they get back to that, and it's really like a few episodes of season six before she's dead. So, mm-hmm. I mean, oh my God, season two, not season six. Well, she is dead in season six. <laughs> That's yeah. at the end. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I, and I actually did read on on Lostpedia that. But that relationship was Naveen Andrews' idea. Oh, really? Yeah. And he basically said he he, he wanted to do it to, quote, shock middle America. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that that's basically where that idea comes from. And when I learned that, it's like, well, of course it plays weird. Like, that, it's, yeah. it's, it's not an it's idea. It's not natural. It's not organic. Yeah, it's not an idea based on the characters to begin with. It's it's, yeah. it's something that Vin Andrews wants to do for his own reasons. And you know, he, you know, I saw him on Jimmy Kimmel, and he's, he's, he's you know, he's never seen the show except for the pilots. <laughs> so he has no oh, idea. Oh, he's never watched any of the episodes? That's what he says. Oh, wow. He's a weird guy. You know, 
uh, in the recap, you know, he was in the recap, and uh, he has a couple of little talking head interview things. And, you know, you would hear other people say things about the show, like like when they first got the pilot script. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this looks really interesting. You know, what are they doing? And then you you cut to him, and he seems so, – he has this, this very untrustworthy take on things. He was like – what did he say? He was uh, – I forgot which one he, what he was talking. I don't know if he was talking about the pilot or something later in the first season, but he was like – I don't know what, you know, with some plot twist, and he goes, I don't know what they're doing. Are they just trying to be clever, or is there something here? You know, like, he, he had this really sort of skeptical tone about, you know, the way he was the way he was referring to the early days of the show, yeah. you know, where nobody else had that tone, but he had this, like, weird tone of, like, just sort of not trusting and not really thinking it'd be good or, like, really wondering when it was going to get cracked. Like, I don't know, so it's not surprising to me that, he would choose to do something to shock people because um, he seems he seems I don't know he can't he comes off like he's got an interesting personality. Totally, yeah, yeah. There was that that weird Barbara Walters interview where he like made her uncomfortable and was talking about how you know something about how being sober is anathema in England or something, mm-hmm. and that's why he had to leave. She's like, surely you're not saying you know everyone there is. Yes, I am. It's true. I live there. <laughs> yeah. It just it got weird, and he was very blunt, and you know, and the, the, I remember an interview where he he sort of he he criticized the show in season three, and yeah, he seems he's a weird guy, definitely. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not he's not very like he's not he's not very political about things. Like he seems to really just say what his opinion is. Yeah, he seems to. Conference is scheduled to be broken down automatically in five minutes. To extend the time by 60 minutes, press star eight. One more. Can I get a fourth one? Oh, can I get a fifth? Ooh, okay, let's see if that actually works. All right. I think you can get more than three, but okay. Nice. I yeah, so. I guess the word I'm looking for is he seems full of himself. Oh, okay. He seems okay. to at least think very highly of himself, which that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when you come off like that, I think that's a strange thing. Yeah. Um. So so that's how, yeah, if you, if you watch the recap, you'll see his, his comments about things, and it just seemed like, why are you the only one who's questioning things like this? It's totally <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't really get the full of himself thing. To me, it was more like he – he doesn't pay attention to like those are the kinds of things I could see someone thinking, but not saying in a talking heads interview, sort of at the end of the show, like looking mm-hmm. back nostalgically. It's like he's just to me, he's just sort of bluntly stating like thoughts that, for the most part, I think actors would would keep to themselves. Yeah, and may, maybe that is a bit. Maybe that is a bit I think arrogant. Yeah, I think that's it's arrogant when you just say things you should keep to yourself. Like, yeah. It's it's in the same category somehow. Yeah, he's yeah. British though. Yeah, I know. I know. They, you know, their navy ruled the world at one point, so yeah. they, won't, they won't let us forget it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, whatever his thoughts are, I I liked him on the show, and uh, I'm glad he didn't just leave. I mean, he stuck it out to the bitter end. Yeah. So, you know, he could have pulled a Mr. Echo or something. So I I, I you know. I mean, I, I've heard, uh, you know, when actors make weird comments on that show, it's always weird. But in the end, I'll, you know, I'll take, I'll take the, 
you know, the show itself and what you did there over whatever you say in real life. But he is a weird guy. Yeah, I, I try to separate actors from their characters. And if, you, if you're a cool person in real life, that makes me like your characters better. But, like, you know, if you are an asshole in real life and you have good characters, then I, I can, I can do, do, as long as you're not, you know, anti-Semitic or racist or something really <laughs> horrible. Yeah, yeah, But if you're yeah. just sort of a, you know, a, a, you know, a guy that I wouldn't, you know, I could have one drink with and not all night drinking, you know, like, or something, you know what I mean? Like, you're just an okay person or you're an asshole. Like, I can deal with that and separate that from the acting. Uh, so positivity right. in real life gets you, gets you points. Right. Negativity right. won't, won't take you down too much unless you're just a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, you know, there, there's a number of people I like who I, who I don't, I don't, who I think are good, but who, who personally seem reprehensible. I, I, I think I can even go further, even if they are, you know, whatever, have some views. I mean, if they make something good, it's hard for me to sort of deny it. Um, you know, it, it, to the extent to which it sort of expresses some horrendous viewpoint, I, I guess that can, that can mar things, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll, it doesn't mean they're not a good performer. It just means I'm not going to necessarily want to watch you in something, yeah. you know, versus, you know, Someone like Robert Downey Jr. who seems cool, I'll go watch stuff he does because I think he seems like a cool person in real life, and that 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 charismatic quality comes through. Yeah, you know, versus you know someone who's like you know I can't even think of somebody I just I, that's horrible in real life. I'm not I'm not sure who I could think of, but yeah, because um, I probably don't like that. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, you're not a fan, presumably. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, with Naveen Andrews, it's really just it's really just his personality. I don't yeah, think he necessarily... it's nothing horrible. It's really nothing horrible at all. Yeah, it's within like I said, he's British, so yeah, I feel like that's the least part of the story. Because <laughs> I've heard Alan Dale say similar things, although he's not actually British, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, New Zealand. Yeah, he's one step removed. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think mean, he's got a similar thing going on with like just. I don't know. It, it just seems like a different a different way of approaching publicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Than than uh than what than what's normally done. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh Did you did you see the Jimmy Kimmel thing? I saw part of it that night it came on. I have not rewatched it, so I, I definitely missed parts of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I uh I I sorry, what did I do? I went to ABC dot com and I watched it. Oh, uh, that you're gonna say you downloaded it on iTunes. Oh yeah, I I might have done that too. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if it is on iTunes, I don't even know. But uh, I don't either. But I I must neither. have done one of those things. Yeah, must uh, have. Must have. <laughs> anyway, I went I went back and watched it. It was it was uh, it was interesting. Very fluffy, but uh, oh yeah. But it, but it was interesting. Um, <laughs> To, you know, they got a huge number of cast members there. Yeah. Um, and he spent a little bit of time with uh, with each one of them. And uh, uh, and then there's a thing online you can watch with questions from the audience. Those questions are atrocious, but... There always are. They never pick... They always, you know, I bet 90% of them will questions people should already know. Yeah, totally. totally. You and, know, they just, and, and they were just silly questions. It was like, can you recommend a restaurant for me in Hawaii? Oh man, you're kidding me? Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> Even That's Jimmy what... Kimmel was like, "I thought you guys were gonna ask about Lost. Like, you're asking horrible questions." 
I thought he had people who would who would like you know screen the questions and pick the good ones. Jeez, it, it looks like he didn't. It looks like they just you know had you know people raise their hands and and thought. You know, oh, so it was in the audience. Yeah, it was from the audience. Oh, okay. It wasn't like people emailed in questions and they no. screened them. It was on the spot. Yeah, on the spot. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Kimmel yeah, himself know. was the only one who asked a plot relevant question. Oh God, that's awful. I'm, you know, I do like him more. I, I always, he's always been, you know, okay to me for a late night host. But I, I, I do enjoy the fact he's a big Lost fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's always nice to see, you know, when you have a someone. It's like Bill Maher, you know, when, when you see someone who has a TV show and they get to sort of have on people you know they generally like or are interested in. It just, it's more interesting yeah. to watch when they're just like giddy about the experience. Right. Uh, it was yeah. it was interesting to me to see all the lost characters there because I'm just like part of me, you know, when all of them came out at uh, at some point, like I'm just like I just want to collect you all up and stick you in a room and never let you leave. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, it's like I can't believe so many of them are just here right now. Okay, just just somehow grab them, make them perform Lost live. Go. Totally. Yeah, it, it reminds me, like, there's this thing on the Twin Peaks DVD of the cast on the, a lot of the cast on the Phil Donahue show. Oh, you know, geez. From the early 90s. Dating yeah. it a little bit? Totally dating <laughs> And uh, I, 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 I was watching this thing, I'm like, this is going to be like that eventually, you know? These, this mm-hmm. cast is going to kind of go their separate ways and do their own thing, and this is going to be, like, one of those things you can watch years later of them, like, together right after they finish the show. Yeah. You know, still talking about the show and stuff like that, sort of like making history and, you know, doing the last sort of round of publicity for the show. Mm-hmm. You know, because pretty soon, I mean, they're just going to be – but, yeah, I, I have the same thing, and I definitely – I was a little skeptical of Jimmy Kimmel, uh, but uh, he definitely convinced me that he he knows the show. I He – it, it's really not coming off like he's bullshitting that. No. I don't think you can have as much loss as he had – you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like he really he, he seemed more clued into the show than a lot of the audience was. Yeah. Which is which is weird. I feel like, you know, I guess the weird thing about it was I think they taped it before the finale. You know? Oh, so the audience didn't get to see the finale. That's no. always lame. No, and they but they like they open it up with the audience watching the last scene of Jack's eye closing, spoiler alert. And they show, like, people in the audience crying, and it's this big moment. And then you realize, you realize later, you know, like, I thought, okay, maybe they watched the whole episode. You realize later they only watched that last scene. So, so they didn't get to watch the whole episode? No. Wow. No, like, they, I guess he just showed them the end of the show. The Like, I'm assuming a little more than that, just just so they wouldn't be spoiled. <laughs> By the show, mm-hmm. you know, but but not the whole thing, the whole like two and a half hour, you know, episode. It, it, it's like when at the end of uh, was it the was it last season's finale or or no maybe it was something this season when they revealed who the smoke monster was, and Carlton and Dame and Carlton and Dame were on that Jimmy Kimmel that night. And so they, you know, they pre-taped it so the audience hadn't seen it. And then Carlton was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Then you find out John Locke is a smoke monster, and the audience was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. You know, and it's just like, yeah, it sucks for the people who who are such big fans or whatever. They want to go see, you know, they want to go to Jimmy Kimmel to see this stuff. But then, yeah. like, it's usually when they can't actually have been up to date as they could have been if they would have stayed home or something. Right. Right. So exactly. It's like, a, it's like a weird trade off. Yeah. I think what you're talking about is from is from early like LAX. Yeah, time. I think it was after the premiere or something. Yeah, Some, something big. Because that was when we found it out. Yeah. So I think uh, I think it was it was right before that aired probably, and uh, uh, so that that's that's probably why they were doing that. But yeah, uh, uh, it, it's um, uh, it's uh, oh there there's this whole thing with the, with the the alternate endings. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Damon and Carlton are in that, and uh, there's there's a little. It's clear to me they filmed it. Uh, they filmed it in that room. They shot the Wired article in, because um, mm. you can see the board behind them, and it's like the same stuff. Mm. Um, so I I was definitely trying to read the banner. I was there was not a good shot of it, unfortunately. I really wanted to read the uh, island to island thing. But I, 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 I hope that's a real room and not like our lost production <laughs> office set. <laughs> so you know I, I, like, <laughs> I just, it's, it, it could so just be a set, but I guess, you know, it, I guess it should be real. It's a lot of detail for a set, but uh, yeah. Just I mean, have detail. <laughs> sure they do. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess you'd have to just ask them to find out or something. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, you know, it's sort of like it's supposed to the, – the, the gimmick is it's them trying to write the finale. Mm-hmm. And so they, I didn't see that one. They go through various options, and it, it's, uh, it's not bad. There's, there's some good, good parts there. Uh, oh, then I saw part – I saw some of the alternate things, so I guess I saw part of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to spoil I didn't see it. The, for I didn't anyone. see the setup, but I saw I saw part of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it's not. Is that really a spoiler? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> spoil a fake thing. I guess it's a fake spoiler. Spoil so. <laughs> a fake thing. Yeah. No, I think they announced like Jimmy Kimmel sort of announced they were going to have alternate endings, mm-hmm. and I think David and Carlton got some pretty serious mail like worried about that, like the idea that they had alternate endings. Mm-hmm. And so they had to actually say on their podcast, it's not serious. Don't worry. We only had one ending for the show. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, they were floating that out there. So anyway, that part's pretty good. Uh, the whole, the whole thing, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of typical late night stuff, pretty light, but, uh, I thought it was worth watching personally. So yeah, gets my, I like it. Seal of approval, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to go back to the scene that we were on? I realized that wasn't exactly relevant to the scene, but uh, well, I think uh, it's been like an hour since we were talking about that scene, right? Uh, yeah, what, it's been a while. What scene are we on? Oh, Saeed and Shannon. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. It was from Saeed. That was my thought process because he, you know, Naveen Andrews is on the Jimmy Kimmel thing. Yeah, that's what happened. That's where we 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 got uh, diverted. Okay, yeah. back to this. And he's weird on it too. There's a whole thing with him. Like, if uh, if you're watching it, if you keep an eye on him, like he's he's like talking in the background. He's got there's something going on with him. He's drunk. 
Yeah, he might be drunk, actually. Because he's doing a I lot saw of him kiss. Who did he kiss, Ben? Yeah, he kissed... Um, oh, who did he kiss? Was it Ben? It might have been. I think yeah, it was, I think actually. Somebody was, Jimmy was talking about ben, Ben's character being bad or getting... Oh, he was the most... Beat ben up. said he's the most beat up. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He, and yeah. then he, he gives him this awkward kiss on the, on the forehead. Yes. I think you might be right. He might have been drunk. A little, little, you know, everyone in the UK is, right? Yes. <laughs> That's what he says. So That is. He learned from the best. That's true. Yeah, there's probably all the free food and alcohol they can drink back there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Why didn't uh, Josh Holloway show up? I, I saw the clip of him not being there, and I'm like, yeah. he couldn't come. What I are you not. doing that's so important? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They had a whole skit with him. Um, I I really have no idea. Didn't it wasn't everyone else there? Pretty much. I mean, was I, Matthew Fox there? He, yeah, he was there. I mean, if Jack shows up, come on, sorry. I know. I know. Really. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't. Uh, let me think. Was, was there anyone who was not there besides Josh Holly? Yeah, I can't. That's pretty much everybody. What? It was. There were some what tertiary characters that they have. Well, Widmore. Um, like, Miles wasn't there. Miles wasn't there. Charlotte. Dan, Dan was there. Dan was... He had the hat on. He totally had the hat on. He had one of those musician hats, and I'm thinking, <laughs> maybe that's why he had the hat on in the show. That's what I was thinking, he just, too. He just... Either, either, either they put the hat on him in the show, and he grew to like it, or he already liked it, and he told them to put it on in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Which came first, the chicken or the hat? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, Michael uh, Perro Perno was there. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That was kind of weird uh, since he was barely in this last season. Um, uh, let's see. Claire was there. That, I guess she was a character. Um <laughs> Yes, she was a character. Sorry, Claire. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I was thinking she was like a side character. Uh, she's technically um, sort of not. Um, uh, well, just by definition. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I'm not seeing anybody else that's not like a main character. What about Juliet? Oh, she was not there. Elizabeth Mitchell? No. Not there. No. Yeah, she's on V. Oh, maybe V's canceled. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, V might not be canceled. Is it? I thought it was. Oh, really? Maybe it was. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe it got brought back again. If it got canceled again, ouch. Yeah, just give it up, guys. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's just not working. Got to be something else there. Um, I guess, yeah. Oh, I guess, what? May 13th, ABC renewed V for a second season. The return date has not been confirmed, however, it may be in November. So, looks like it's back, according to this. All right. Go, Elizabeth. Wow. Well, that's good. I hope it works out. Yeah, she had a better, uh, she looks like she has a longer lasting show than uh, Charlie and Penny. Mm-hmm. Dead. So, yeah, that's the one that uh, Flash Forward. Yeah. Yeah, Flash Forward is canceled, as is Heroes. 
Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, if V died, too, it would be like, damn. Everything. That's every show. Everything. Right it's only three shows. Isn't that? It was four, but Lost is over, so. Yeah. There's only three left, so, Three yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. And they're all canceled. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Good luck, America. Yeah, this is definitely canceled. Yep. The biggest mistake was uh, putting Joseph Fiennes in the Jack Shepard role. You know, when you originally said Joseph Fiennes, I thought you meant Ralph Fiennes. Oh. Rafe. Uh, Sorry, Rafe. Fuck. Yeah. uh, Pardon me. Uh, Because, you know, I've seen him in a lot of stuff, and he was good. And I was like, why is he bad on this show? Mm -hmm. But uh, it was his brother. No, 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 no. Ray, Rafe is is the good is the good find. Yeah, <laughs> he's good finds. Yeah, he's good finds. Yeah, yeah. No, I I never actually watched Flash Forward, but I I don't know. I I didn't really I didn't really like the idea. I know there's Flash Forwards on Lost and all, but I didn't really like the premise, and it just didn't look like a show that that I would want to watch. Mm-hmm. So I just steered clear of it. Uh, most people seem to agree with me, apparently. Yeah, ratings-wise. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried to watch it. I saw the pilot. It was pretty horrendous. Like I said, mainly because they he I, I say he's the Jack character because he's sort of the main one who's sort of involved, and he's like you know he's the guy who after the first big uh, incident uh, of, of people passing out uh, like tries to figure things out and. He realizes he's, you know, in the future trying to work on this investigation. And that was a big point for me that I lo- that lost me. Whereas it was like, he has flashes of himself in the future working on this mystery. Mm-hmm. So part of his information about how to solve the mystery is coming from his future self. And I just I didn't like that. That was just too much for me. And his acting was bad because they they made him have an American accent, and and he's trying to be emotional in this American Uh-oh. accent that he can't pull off. They should have they should have kept him British. They should have just let let him have his awesome British accent and be a cool British hero. Like that, we didn't need an American GI Joe hero. Like it, you know, I feel like they were trying to recreate Jack Shepard, and they failed. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. If they can't, if if they have trouble with it, if it trips them up, then it's really best to just let them do the original accent. It'll be better. Yeah. There, there's some actors who do that really well, but but not everybody. Some people, it just starts getting distracting, the words they don't say right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can, I can, uh, is he actually a doctor? No, he's a, he's a, uh, in the show. Yeah, I assume you mean because um, in real life he's an actor, but uh, <laughs> okay. on the show he is a he's a detective. He's a detective. You know? Oh, okay, he's a detective. All right. Yeah, fancy that. Yeah, a detective trying to solve a crime, what? trying to solve a mystery. Yeah, I know. Those guys. Weird. What do they think of next? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. So. So yeah, R.I.P. Flash Forward. Um, R.I.P. Uh, and Jimmy Kimmel, I don't know, go watch it or something. Yeah, I didn't get to see it the night it came on because I was doing an initial reaction. Oh, were you? Which you can listen to if you want. That. 
Um, if you haven't already, you probably have already if you're this far in the podcast. Um, so anything else about this scene? Nope. Okay, so the next scene, uh, we have uh, Miles calls the, on the island. Uh, Miles calls Ben's walkie. Miles tells him uh, they're going to go to the plane to fly it off the island. Claire comes out of the jungle. Um, Kate takes Ben's walkie. Claire shoots the gun in the sand. Claire thinks they're with Locke. Richard tries to get Claire to come with them. Claire says no. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty crappy little uh, setup here where Claire's shooting and we don't see who she's shooting at, and she's just shooting at the ground. Like, was Claire really just going to start unloading into Miles and Ben and Sawyer? Or not, well, Sawyer's not there. But, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of a, you know, red herring, if you will, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's it. it's weird because she, she seems to think Locke sent people to kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the deleted scene will explain why she thinks that. Because <laughs> I, I don't understand why she thinks Locke wants to kill her. Well, I'll say this. Locke wants to kill all her friends. Um, There's that. He knows that. And and she was planning to get on the sub, and she didn't, even though he said specifically, it's better that you don't. Yeah, you don't want to get uh, on that sub. But I think I think I, I got the sense she was just coming from a place of like he seemingly has abandoned her, and she was always insecure about her position with him, you know. So it was like, you know, she's like, "Why do you need me? Why do you need me?" And he's like, "Yeah, I need you. Yeah, I need you." And then he tried to kill all her friends. Yeah. So I, I think uh, she's jumping to conclusions, obviously. Yeah. I think it's weird that like she would think he would send other people to kill her. You know, I, I think it's fine for her to think he might want her dead, but it's weird to think, like, oh, he sent you here to kill me. Like, you two people who had nothing to do with him forever. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because they weren't even with the group, you know. Right. <laughs> but it's Claire. She's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say, I thought Richard was, he, Richard was doing that, like, too excited, kind of in your face, like "Don't shoot me" speech, where someone usually gets shot mm-hmm. when they're sort of like, kind of almost like twitching or something, and like, no, 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 you can't shoot us. We got to get on the plane. We're gonna get on the plane, right? Like they're sort of too excited, and it ends up making the person nervous, and they end up getting shot. Like that's that's sort of where I saw this scene going, but that yeah. that didn't happen. I think they were setting it up for you to think that. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> so do I. But, yeah, I mean, Claire's definitely, you know, I, I think, you know, she's got her own personal problems, but she's sort of, she's not in a place where she's going to just start murdering people. No. I'm not I'm not ready to buy that. You know, the others, that, that axe and the other in the chest, I mean, she still thought they had Aaron. She thought they were lying about it, you know. Yeah. It was a different, it was a different time. Yeah. She was more crazy back then. Definitely more crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She really, she really shrugged off the craziness. 
Um, okay, so I oh. gotta let me ask something real quick. So Miles Ben tells Miles, "Whatever you do, don't blow up that plane." You know, but I'm thinking like, when did Ben think Miles was gonna blow up the plane? Well, he that was, uh, that only became a plan again after you know, Richard told told him that told Miles that. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm just thinking, was it? Am I missing a scene where they radio to each other and he's like, "We're on our way to blow up the plane." Uh, no, I I don't think you're missing that scene. Okay. I I mean, I you know, we hear that we hear that his walkie goes off when Miles radios him, but mm-hmm. he, first of all, the plan hasn't been formulated yet. Yeah. Second of all, Ben doesn't hear it because he turns the walkie off. Yeah. So yeah, no. Uh, maybe there is a deleted scene where he finds that out, but yeah, no, doesn't look like it. Yeah, it just seems to me Ben is Ben is watching the show, and he's yes. you know he's he's familiar with the plot line that they were going to go blow up the plane, and now Miles is saying, "Well, no, we're not blowing it up. We're going to fly it." Yes. Yes, exactly. Because it's not like when Miles left the Dharma camp, he told Ben, "All right, I'm out of here because I don't want to get killed by Smokey." And by the way, I'm going to go blow up the plane. You know. Right. Yes, no, you're right. He was he was clearly just kind of running away to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did he even say that? I'm confused. What's going on here? So, oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. I'll, I'll give him some slack. I was I was confused about the logistics here. Okay. So Miles says first, we're on our way to the plane. And then Ben just sort of warns him, don't blow it up. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Because that was, you know, that's what people wanted to do so far was blow it up. So I'll Right. I just right. thought he was like, hey, Ben, it's me, Miles. And then Ben is like, whatever you do, don't blow up that plane. And I'm like, why would you say that? But, yeah, there's a line here before where he tells them we're, we're on our way to the island, to Hydra Island. He at least knows, yeah, they're going, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give him a pass on that. I, I thought it came out of nowhere, but uh, there's something there. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really have anything else in here. Yeah, I, I don't either. It's a short thing. Um, okay. Next scene. Yeah. Uh, Locke and Jack prepare to lower Desmond into the cave. Desmond begins to descend. Locke asks Jack if this reminds him of anything. Locke brings up Desmond... Um, being in the swan, uh, the button, the pushing, all that. Jack tells Locke uh, he is not John Locke. He is nothing like him. John Locke was right about most everything. Jack wishes he could tell John that. Locke insists that John was wrong, and Jack will drop into the ocean. Jack says they'll see. Jack and Locke look down the waterfall, and we get a uh, mirror uh, of the shot down the hatch. Down the hatch. Um, all right. I did I did like the line here about, you know, his whole reference, Locke's reference was good. I I I I don't know. I maybe I'm fixating on this too much, but I found this as far as like the smoky man in black character, I just found this to be a really great moment. Like he knows Jack knows he's not Locke, mm-hmm. but he, but he decides to like bring up this thing from Locke's history as though he is Locke. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just weird that he's, hey, it's like old times, right? Like, it's so weird for Smokey to do that. Yeah. To me. Like, it's just, I just find that really interesting that he even bothered to, like, do something like that. I, I thought that was a really great moment. Yeah, it seems like he he's he's noticing the similarity of the situation John Locke and Jack had, and so he's so it, it makes it you know it comes to his mind. So he asks Jack, "Hey, is this reminding you of this thing?" Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you know the whole thing about you know if there's you know I mean it's just it is such a crazy coincidence these two guys looking down where Desmond is going and it's just like yeah that's very similar to the the previous situation and yeah and his whole thing about if there was a button there to push we could fight about whether or not to push it mm-hmm. yeah and and then john and then jack's line about you're not john locke and you're disrespect his memory by wearing his face i love that by wearing his face <laughs> you know not by looking like him but by wearing his face <laughs> um Okay, so then we get to the really important part. Uh, turns out he was right about most everything. And then mm-hmm. Locke says, he wasn't right about anything. Yeah. So which is it? <laughs> <sighs> well, Jack seems to think he was right about most everything. Um, mm-hmm. Looks like uh, looks like Man in Black's point of view is uh, that he was not right about anything. You just repeated what I said. Yep. Which is not the same as making a point. It's not? No, no, I thought no, I could no. get away with that. Not on this podcast. Okay. Damn it. Um, you want me to say which one's the right answer? I mean, I think... Uh, well, the, what do you think? Yeah. I think in the end, I think Locke... You know, I think there's a real sense in which Locke is... I think Jack's maybe taking it too far, but I think there's a real sense in which Locke was on the right track about certain things, and and... You know, was was a real uh, a real catalyst for you know leading Jack down this journey that he really thinks he should have gone down. You know, he really thinks he needs to do this, and so mm-hmm. you know, in the sense that Locke was telling him that, was telling Jack, this is you know, this is what you're supposed to do, and Jack believes that. You know, to that extent, like he, you know, he's sort of right about that. Um, as far as like particular things individually, like you know, splitting the hairs of what he said, I mean, he, you know, he was wrong numerous times, mm-hmm. you know, but it's sort of in a broad sense about the central conflict with Jack and Locke, like it does seem like Locke, Locke had sort of more the right idea, at least from Jack's point of view here. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, you know, Smokey is just sort of denying that, mm-hmm. you know, cause he, he, he doesn't think that he doesn't think that, uh, you know, he's, well, he thinks he's going to win out here and the island's going to be destroyed and, you know. Locke's, Locke's devotion to the island will be sort of proven to be worthless. Mm-hmm. Because Jack won't be able to do anything. and So, so I, I, think, I think Jack is basically more right, but not, not exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it seems like Locke was right about, John Locke was right about the fact that they were brought there for a reason and that it was important, that the island was important. He didn't, He didn't, of course, know, you know, the island needed to be protected or anything yeah. like that. So, you know, it, it's, like he's, he, it's like he was right, but his target was off. You know, he was right in a narrow way, and his target was sort of off. 
Yeah. Whereas, you know, Smokey is saying, you know, he sort of wasn't right about the big picture. Right. Uh, you know, specific things maybe, I guess. And um, Right. Like he had no idea that Smokey was actually manipulating him. It's yeah, doing exactly. To carry out his agenda yeah. and not like this island destiny force, whatever he thought it was. Mm-hmm. And that's what's strange is Jack doesn't know that either. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, I don't think Jack has a good sense of when, well, of course it's after he was dead, but, you know, when Smokey becomes locked, but, like, he doesn't have a good sense of the, the entire history of, you know, the, the implications of that, like how far back that goes. Right. You know, in terms of being the one to tell Locke to leave the island to go do some of this stuff. Yes. You know, because that's the thing. Jack Jack would probably agree he should have listened to John when John said, I want you to come back to the island. But that's what Smokey told him to say. So, you know, I don't know what Jack would say about that. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, right. well, is, if John is right, then I'm right because I wanted you to come back here. <laughs> But I will say that, you know, Locke tried to get Jack not to leave in season at the end of season four, you know, before mm-hmm. before Smokey told him that. You know, and yeah. he blew up the submarine to try to get Jack not to leave. You know, I mean I feel like he really he wanted Jack not to leave of his own accord. He didn't necessarily need Smokey to tell him that. Yeah. Although he did eventually get told that. Mm-hmm. But I think I think there's you know it seems like he he wanted that himself, in addition to thinking he was you know was ordered by the island to do that or something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think Jack Jack definitely has no idea. I mean, I that's one of the things I you know I mean it's a very minor point. I don't even know how they portray this exactly, but it'd be nice if Jack realized that, you know, Christian Shepherd saying say hi to my son to lock. And then he really, you know, he eventually realizes here that, that Smokey pretended to be Christian Shepherd. Like he would, he would maybe make the connection that Smokey actually was manipulating lock into doing, you know, doing what he wanted to carry out this plan, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I mean, you know, it seems like he's got like part of the, part of the puzzle there, but he never really knows the extent to which that happened. Yeah. So I think from Jack's point of view, Locke is telling him, we're supposed to be here, you're not supposed to leave, you, you've got some kind of destiny on the line. From Jack's point of view, he's sort of right about all that stuff. And, and so I feel like that's sort of what he means. But, you know, Jack's a, uh, Locke said a lot of things. So Yeah. He can't, he can't really totally win out. Yeah, totally. In the end. But, yeah, God, that whole, that's one thing I can say. You know, Locke was dead. Locke really was dead, dead, dead. When he died? When he died. Mm-hmm. They weren't, they weren't going to resurrect him. Mm-mm. He he wasn't going to take, you know, turn in, you know, Smokey's body wasn't going to be taken over by Locke or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that they, they really just, he died in that motel room when Ben choked him to death. Yeah. That's it for him, that character. And see, I think that's amazing, but you know, whatever. Then there's that whole afterlife thing, mm-hmm. which which softens the blow probably too much for my taste. Yeah, I, I like the bluntness of it. I like I like he was irreparably broken, you know, and it's sort of like the the purgatory sort of fixed him. Yeah, you know, 
Well, Jack fixed him. Jack <laughs> fixed him. But yeah, the purgatory fixed him. Uh, but that's what it's for. So I know. I you know, know it's, it's like yeah. I mean, what happens to the people in the real world who work out their problems in the real world? Do they just go straight to the good afterlife? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good question, maybe. Like, what if you got your shit together before you died? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe you don't need the, uh, don't need the purgatory. Pass, don't pass go, just go straight to heaven? Mm-hmm. Yes, proceed directly to heaven. Proceed directly to heaven. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I mean, it looks like everyone on the show still had problems. Oh, show about flawed people. Why is that interesting? <laughs> good question. So, yeah, they don't really answer that. But, I, you know, I don't know. You could fill in something there. I would say it, it seems consistent that if you don't have anything to work out, then maybe they do just go straight there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they have to go to purgatory to learn how to have problems. Oh, okay. That'll work. No, I'm kidding. Hey, you need problems. Yeah, you need problems, son. <laughs> but wait a minute. I thought having problems was bad. Shut up. I'm purgatory. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it talks. I don't like that. Purgatory should not talk. Why not? I don't know. Purgatory, why can't it talk? <laughs> All right, you convinced me. You can talk. Well, all right, you got a point there. I'm just proving points left and right. How can I argue with that? Mm -mm. The sky is blue. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I make a true statement that proves my point, right? Isn't that how it works? Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. So, next scene? Um, Hold on, let me make sure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I guess so. Uh, next scene, flash sideways. Uh, Juliet gets a call from the hospital. David and Claire stay at the concert. Oh, they're all at the concert. Uh, Charlotte wakes up Charlie, passed out backstage. Charlotte asks Dan where the band is. Dan tells Charlotte Charlie plays bass for Drive Shaft. Dan and Charlotte introduce themselves. All right. Boom. Charlotte cameo. Mm-hmm. So, anything here? And Juliet has to go back to the hospital to go meet Sawyer. Yep. Destiny's calling. Destiny calls. Uh oh. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. I was wondering when Destiny was actually going to call. Finally got around to calling. Been sitting by the phone for eternity. <laughs> wow. It was purgatory before it called. But at least it calls. Finally. Um, yeah, this whole business. Oh, concert. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, so there, there was a little Dan and Charlotte thing, I guess. Uh, you know, it's sort of like... I don't know. They'll figure it out eventually, but they, they don't really get it here. It's, they're, they're, having, they're having moments like our characters did earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, there's some kind of there's some kind of weird, vague thing there, but 
they don't really know each other yet. They don't have their full memories. Yeah, I guess they didn't touch each other. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the problem. Um, so you ready for the next scene? Mm-hmm. David and Claire arrive at the table. Kate and Desmond are there. Uh, Kate recognizes Claire. Uh, Pierre Chang gives an introduction to Dan and Dryshaft. Then Dan and Dryshaft come out, and uh, Dan starts playing. Charlie sees Claire in the crowd. They see each other. Claire has some kind of pain and excuses herself. Then Kate follows Claire. All right, sitting at table 23. Oh, are they? Of course. Mm-hmm. Even even in purgatory, the numbers are everywhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that's another thing we didn't find out if Hurley used the same numbers to win the lottery. Oh, right, right. In the uh, in this in the purgatory world. Although although there was a deleted scene. Um, oh, sh- what was it? That showed that he used different numbers. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. Yeah. So yeah. we did find that out. Yeah, I mean, it's a deleted scene, so it's sort of not the show, but it does look like that was the answer they had. Um, is there a deleted scene that explains the numbers? Because I, rea- I just realized they never did. <laughs> you just realized that? Um, yeah, I just realized they haven't. They never explained the, the numbers. Yeah, no, they did not explain the numbers. Yeah, I forgot I cared. You're totally right. Well, you forgot I you cared? I stopped, I stopped caring, and I forgot I stopped caring. Oh, um, when did you stop caring? Would it look like they weren't going to answer it? Oh, okay. When was that? Probably, probably, I probably stopped caring. I don't know. The last time I remember the numbers being relevant was, um, you know, the, the you know season five, Building of the Swan, or, uh, or um, – Hurley's Camaro, you know, the numbers coming up there. But besides right. that, like, it, it didn't seem like they were talking about him at all. So at some point around that time, I stopped caring. Yeah. It seemed like they weren't going to address it. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I remember when Hurley saw the numbers on his odometer, I remember thinking, like, again, with the numbers, are they really going back to that? Is that – because I think I had already given up by that point that the numbers were, were going to be on the show. I think the one of the big things was they had the whole um, they had the whole ARG explanation of the numbers, you yeah. know, with the Valenzetti equation and all that shit. So I basically thought, okay, that's the answer. It's never going to be in the show, so, I'm you know, I'm not looking for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was surprised that they, that they brought him up. And, uh, and, you know, they sort of continued to, like, sprinkle them throughout. And, um you know, uh, they did that with, Des, you know, Desmond and Claire in the elevator. The floor was 15, and, you know, they have this 23 thing here. And, mm-hmm. Hurley, so, and Hurley and Desmond at the chicken place. Desmond's yeah. number was 43 or something. Yeah, yeah, tell, 42. Yeah, 42, exactly. Yeah. So so it's, uh, it's you know, they're, they're still messing around with it. And also, of course, the candidates, mm-hmm. you know, they were all. Jacob just had a thing for numbers, apparently. That's what that's what Man in Black explanation was. Right, right. But I'm thinking like, well, he had a list of people and he numbered the list. Well, yeah. Call it a thing for numbers if you want. To me, it's called it's called organizing a list. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's sort of like I don't know. You just you got a thing for spreadsheets or something. 
Yeah. Like, well, you know, it's just a good organizational tool. Sorry. <laughs> exactly, yeah. you got to think about counting stuff. Well, I'm trying to count them. <laughs> yeah. Does it have to be a thing? I mean, yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah, Probably. so I don't know. I don't know how much of a thing he had with the numbers. It seems to be a, a very simplistic explanation in that he needed to number his list. Totally. Uh, and it ties into the lighthouse numbering stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it looks like the lighthouse sort of, you know, there were there were a hundred sorry, three hundred and sixty numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's sort of why that's where we get the numbers from. The not the yeah. you know the num the number of numbers. The reason why yeah. it probably goes from one to three sixty. Yeah. I assume unless there's a zero, that'd be weird. There might though. be a zero. Possibly, but yeah, I uh, I for degrees it should be zero to three fifty nine, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so like from my point of view, okay, I can't explain the numbers. I mean, there's that ARG stuff. Take that for what you will. I don't put too much weight on that stuff, but mm-hmm. it's, it's there. It exists. Um, you know, th- th- there's this candidates thing, which seems, but I guess to me it seems more like the other way around that. The candidates who were last were, you know, corresponded to the numbers because of the numbers and not sort of the numbers are the numbers because the numbers are the candidates who survived numbers. Say that again? You know what I'm saying? Say numbers some more. (laughs) Throw throw some boat in there while you're at it. (laughs) I get stuck on words, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but do you see what I'm saying? Like whether whether Jacob putting you know whether Jacob assigning those numbers to those characters made the numbers what they were, or whether because the numbers are what they were, again they show up in a coincidental way, seemingly with the candidates. Like mm-hmm. which which way around is it? From my point of view, it's the numbers showing you know are what they are, and they show up in a sort of coincidental way as the the candidates numbers. Uh-huh. That's that's sort of my point of view on that. It doesn't explain what the numbers are, but So maybe let me let me let me turn it around and see if I get what you're saying. So for instance if the candidates the six candidates who have these numbers attached to them, if if they had different numbers attached to them to their names and they're still everything else is the same, are you saying the numbers would be different numbers? No, that's exactly what I'm not okay. saying. So you're saying that that the, the the reason that the candidates are the candidates is because they were assigned the, these numbers. Or I should say are the final candidates is because they're assigned these numbers. I wouldn't say that's the reason. I guess I would say, yeah, so more like that. Okay, okay. So you're not saying I, they're the reason, but you're saying that that if – See, what I'm confused about is if they had different numbers, are you saying that list of numbers would be the ones that we've been seeing the whole time and they would just keep showing up because they're tied to the candidates? That, yeah, see, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> okay. You're, so I, I presented two possibilities, and you're, you're talking about the one I don't, I'm, not, I'm saying is not Okay, the so what's the other one? So the other one is there's the numbers, okay? And basically, like, we've seen, you know, in a lot of parts in the show, we've seen those numbers pop up in just a variety of contexts, okay? Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's just, for the most part, it's just those numbers in, like, very mundane situations, 
Yeah. You know, uh, usually associated with the characters, but you know, all over the place. It's 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 on the hatch. It's the numbers. It's it's that stuff from the five sideways. It's other stuff from the real world, the odometer, and and numerous other references besides that. So what I'm saying is, the cave wall, the fact that the numbers for assigned to the final candidates happen to be the numbers capital N is just another instance of the the numbers coming up just along the lines of them appearing on the odometer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not that they created that situation. It's not the numbers sort of have that power, but they're, they're somehow, maybe they're connected to the characters in some way or whatever, but they, they show up everywhere. This is an example of them showing up. Okay. So I'm just confused. What would happen if the numbers were different? You would, would you just sort of assume that the numbers that the candidates are signing would, would just coincidentally still be the same new different numbers? I, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, what would have to what, – if one piece has changed, what does that make the puzzle look like? Yeah. I get, the, I get the coincidence, and I get you're, you're trying not to say that, they're, that they are the candidates because these are their numbers. Right. Uh, and I agree that that's going too far, but uh, I'm just wondering, like, okay, if you change the numbers or if you change the names, you know, what does that, that give you? Right, right, yeah. I mean, to me, it's like the numbers are the numbers, and, you know, it, they have a way of showing up everywhere, and so it was just – it was going to have to be that those numbers were the, were the, ones, were the ones that showed up there, mm-hmm. you know. I think there's something to the fact that, you know, these are the sort of six who lasted towards the end. I, I, you know, part of me, part of me wants to make a connection that the numbers show up because they're tied to the candidates, but I guess I want to stop just short of saying that, you know, I want to give them more significance than they're just these numbers that show up in random places for no explainable reason, <laughs> you know, since, since they, since they're just everywhere, right? You know, there, there, there's so many places. What's the what? What's powering this this massive coincidence or right. series of coincidences? Right. You know. So part yeah. of me wants to say, oh, it's because they're tied to the the final candidates. One of whom becomes, you know, one of one of whom is the main, you know, becomes the main villain, and one of whom is the, you know, or two of whom are the the last uh, Jacobs, you know, the protectors. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I I see what you mean. Um, yeah, there's a uh, there's something I, I want to add here, but I I won't. I'll sort of leave it for later. I just uh, noted it down. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, there's there's a there's a dark tower connection here that I want to talk about, but I can't quite do it without throwing out a minor spoiler. So. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll leave it till later, but I, I, I think um, basically what I want to say, I'll, what I will say for now is that in the Dark Tower there is something, there is something like the numbers, and uh, the explanation in the Dark Tower I think is what's going on here. So if you know what that is, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. But uh, I, I'll, I, maybe I'll actually say it later. So yeah, I, I, I mean. I I I I can't really explain the numbers 
But I, I what I'm saying is, yeah, so as opposed to them being sort of create like the numbers matter because they're they're associated with these candidates who who matter. Yeah, almost like the island is broadcasting them asking, you know, asking the universe to 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 send its protectors or something, you know, yeah. like like some, somehow they're being reflected everywhere in this sort of very 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 low level subtextual subconscious like way of saying these are the people who are important, these are the people who are important. Yes. You know. Yeah, and you know, the Valenzetti equation was supposed to predict the end of the world and you know, if if the candidates don't protect the island and the you know, prevent the mm-hmm. life from going out, the world is supposed to end to a certain extent. So you know, it looks to me like that that could work. Yeah. Because like if you knew what the you know, that the numbers were tied to names and every time you saw the numbers, then you would think of those people, and you would think, okay, well, you know, these people are being their identities are being reflected in Hurley's Camaro or Echo Stick or mm-hmm. you know wherever you saw the numbers. Like it's it's you know if you if you know that going into it, then I think you would read it as you know as it's being it's not just these numbers, but it's it's about the people. Right. Right. You know. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I'd rather I'd rather be the numbers matter because of the people instead of the numbers just being magical on their own. Like this this weird mathematical group of numbers that just are places. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. They show up places, and I don't know why. <laughs> But, right. Okay, well, I'll wait for your theory, though. Your your dark tower theory. Oh, okay. Uh, explanation. Um, yeah, yeah. That's 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 going to be the best I can do. Um, as far as as far as the theory, because it just it just seems to me like the same, like the the way the numbers are used in dark towers is similar. So mm-hmm. so what they're in fact, I go so far as to say they may have gotten the idea from there. What? <laughs> it's at least possible. There's something. Well, they've, never, they've never said they're a fan of Stephen King, so <laughs> I don't know how that could be possible. I just, you know, they don't like to read other people's work because it influences their own. <laughs> right. Right. Loss is a closed experience. Yes. Yeah. No influences here, damn it. <laughs> yes. I will say though that my my sense of where the story was going this season was way the fuck off. Like, I thought there was really going to end up being two camps and there was going to be a for real war, and it just mm-hmm. never, that never really happened. It, that war was, yeah, it didn't really happen. It was never what I thought. Uh, there was it like. It was a battle. It was a skirmish. Totally, yeah. Like, a few missiles? That's a war? Yeah. Okay. An incident. Yeah, it just, I don't know. <laughs> Incident on and off a of Pacific Island. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why, is this the, why is it the alternate title of Lost? <laughs> Incident on and off a of Pacific Island. Oh, God, that's totally a... That's a perfect, like, alternate... Yeah, I love it. Wow. That's really what it was. Yeah. If you want to sum up Lost in one sentence. There it is. That'll do it. 
Yeah, I just, I, you know, when Winmore was like, there's a wall coming, I was like, oh, shit, ah, again, mm-hmm. again. The writers are so good at suggesting interesting stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then giving you this. Yeah. <sighs> it was, so, it was, anyway, sorry, go ahead. Along those lines, I want to throw in the sort of realization that if Miles had gone with Bram and his group, he'd probably be dead. Oh yeah, it's a good you know, point. If he if he if he would have joined the bodyguard crew, you know, or something like that, right? Like, you know, and and I'm still now that the show's over, I still don't understand what Bram was gonna tell Miles about his powers. You know what what did they, what did what did he really know about any of that stuff? <laughs> you know, I mean, he's all he can. I, I mean, I guess he could maybe say, you know, Jacob is our leader and he's got these powers, and you have powers. Indirectly because of that, or something like that. Like I don't know what what he could say specifically, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He does seem like another character who seemed like he knew more than he did. Mhm. So yeah, that sounds plausible. I guess you're right. In hindsight, I guess he was just trying to kind of recruit Miles. Yeah. Um, he knew he had a connection to the island, and uh, you know, he's just trying to get him to sort of be on his side. And yeah, maybe. Maybe he had in mind somehow he would learn a little bit more about his power or something. But, yeah, that whole thing with what lies in the shadow of the statue, and you just have to know that answer or you're not ready or something. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't really – I still don't understand that. That was – Yeah, I I was just thinking, too, how did Bram know Miles had a history with the island? Oh, I'm God. thinking I'm thinking maybe Jacob – is the one who basically said, "Hey, Bram," or however he directed the the issued the directive. But uh, you know, go find Miles and give him the choice to come with us, or something like that. Give him yeah. the choice to join our team. I, I, I maybe Jacob did something like that. Yeah, because I don't know how else anybody would know he's he was on the island. He was a baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you know, Jacob. Jacob did talk to Alana. And mm-hmm. Alana was definitely there with Bram, so that's that's you know he's like <laughs> he's like one step removed from Jacob. So yeah, he, he very easily. I mean, he, you know, Jacob could have told Alana, and Alana told him, or Jacob could have talked to him directly, and that's how he could know. I love how we never found out what how Lana got uh, Alana got hurt. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> she was just hurt mysteriously really, really badly hurt, and then he just miraculously healed her. And, and I think that might have been even after Miles was already on the island, all of that stuff. But I think uh, that was all post-Freighter, right? Uh, I guess it's hard to tell, but... Yeah, because I, I want to say, oh, post-Freighter? Yeah, good point. He goes on the freighter, right? That's the yeah. whole point of that. Uh yeah, it is hard to tell, but it does come across like it's closer to when she goes and gets Saeed. Mm-hmm. You know, which yeah, is, it seems like it's pretty close to that. Yeah, which exactly. is later. So, yeah, yeah, but nonetheless, like you know, Jacob's supposed to be like a father to Alana. She, you know, he could have seen her yeah. some other time. Yeah, I imagine at least once or twice before. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. If that was their whole relationship, <laughs> that'd be really crazy. <laughs> I, I. I'm assuming that Alana got hurt in her in her training. Mhm. Basically. I don't know what she was doing. Yeah. But that's that's my uh, assumption. Maybe, oh man. 
Maybe she was she was uh, training how to survive a dynamite blast. <laughs> she was practicing practicing dropping uh, unstable dynamite. So you know that's the. She did not practice enough. She didn't. She didn't. She thought she had it. That's why she was so confident about the dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've done this a million times. Yep. She knows exactly what not to do to make it blow up, except for, you know, dropping it on the ground when it's full of water. Yeah, right. Full of balls of water. <laughs> wow. I hope um, that's really what she was doing. <laughs> Just like, have dynamite explode. Trying mm-hmm. to trying to practice not having dynamite explode. Yeah. That's a great thing to train yourself with. Yeah, well, I just think I'm gonna need this. I just might need it. You never know. <sighs> but yeah, that's. I mean, there's so little to go on. We really don't know Jacob and Alana's history at all. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a cool thing. It's like if they showed us it, it'd be crappy. But since they didn't show us it, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, I wonder. I wonder what that relationship was. I. It's. I'm curious about it. Well, it's probably crappy. That's why I didn't show it. <laughs> so, other thing Seems I want to mention real though. quick uh, yeah. is that uh, this is all off topic, but um, Zoe's map of the electromagnetism, mm-hmm. when she was trying to trying to talk to um, Jen about it. Yeah, I'm going to assume she was trying to find the cave. Yes, you know, her Woodmore was trying to find the cave. Yes. Yeah, and they saw, you know, they saw his maps, and they needed clarification about. I mean, I guess I, you know, it seems like they could just see whichever one was the biggest, but you know, maybe it's more complicated than that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like Jacob should have told him where it was, but I don't know. Maybe he just said, "Look for electromagnetism." Yeah, you know, he doesn't tell you a lot of stuff. If he tells you anything, it's the bare minimum. It's true. It's true. Uh, and they had a whole timeline, and I think that, you know, he brought a, ge- a geophysicist or wherever she was. And so yeah. I think it's like he, you know, he was he needed people to find this thing. Totally. Uh, and um, I was going to say something else about that whole thing. Oh, I was going to say Jen might have never even found it, though. It's hard to find the cave. The cave? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. No, Maybe I could have detected it, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's Yeah, that definitely seems like something that uh, was just doomed from the start. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't going to work. They got Desmond there. That was sort of the crucial part. Yeah, totally. And then everybody else took over from there so yeah I don't, I don't see I think it's you know that that kind of thing is really just hinting what they were gonna do yeah you know it's the best we can do I mean that's what you're doing like to kind of extrapolate what would they have done if they hadn't just unceremoniously died if they didn't have to move up the timetable you know yeah if they didn't have to move up the timetable <laughs> got those timetables <laughs> <sighs> love that everyone's got got a plan <laughs> We had a timetable. Yeah, there's a lot of loose ends in this season, and I think, you know, it's okay to the extent that 
so many things happened sort of so fast and the stakes were, you know, so high, it kind of makes sense. But, you know, in terms of planning and stuff, people did a really piss-poor job. You know, like, Woodmore's whole plan really wasn't that great. You know, he can't, he comes and he sets up fences and, you know, that, that you know, it just it it just wasn't you know it's not it was it wasn't the best plan like he he tried and I guess that's the best he could have done but it just it just wasn't uh, you know none of his stuff was foolproof you know oh, okay I'll set up the electric the the sonic fence oh but it's powered to a generator you know powered by a generator oops right you know what if someone shuts it down <laughs> right you know it's just like he didn't he just wasn't he wasn't he was this tactical mastermind I thought he would have been. Yeah, you know he had some good ideas, but ultimately they weren't that great. And he, the the best last idea he had was to hide in a secret room. <laughs> you know, like that's all he was left with. With all yeah. his money and resources and time and planning, all he could do is hide in a room and hope that Benjamin Linus, of all people, doesn't sell him out. And then he sells him out. And then on top of that, he you know he gets shot by him. So right. It was just, you know, it's the kind of thing where it seems like if you're planning this writing-wise, you would be a lot tighter. But it's just like, you know, some of, some of the stuff, just it was just things happening. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it feels more realistic in that sense, but at the same time, it's 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 less good, I think, because so a much mess. of the plans, plans, yeah, it just comes off like a mess. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like Winmore was a bit of a red herring. Like he he came in like he was going to take charge and get stuff done, and he just kind of dwindled and dwindled. And so it was just him and Zoe in an outrigger full full of gear, mm-hmm. and hiding in a secret room. And I now we can conclusively say that gear did nothing. That gear was. <laughs> Totally. Uh, you know what? I think that gear was probably what they would use to find the cave. Yeah, totally. I agree. You know? And I think the problem with Mormay was he should have taken more than just Jin. I don't know if he knew about all the candidates, but he should have taken as many that were there. And I think his big problem was he only took Jin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird plan. Because mm-hmm. he takes Jin, and then, like, the candidates kind of drop in his lap. Yeah, and then he decides to protect him, but it's like, well, why didn't you try to get them earlier? Right. It seems like he wasn't trying to do that originally. Yeah. Like, originally, he didn't seem interested in Jin because he was candidate. It seems like he's interested in Jin finding a cave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was going to take... It's almost like he was going to take Desmond to the cave and then have Desmond do something, like, on his own. Yeah. You know? Like, what did he want Desmond to do there? Like, uh... Listen, nobody knew that answer. <sighs> Not even Jacob knew that, so, uh, you know, you can't blame Whitmore for that one. <laughs> but, yeah, what did he expect is anybody's guess. He just expected something good would happen, like Jack. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I Yeah, I feel like they, they, they knew Whitmore to bring Desmond. They wanted to suggest, I think, something about the light cave and the electromagnetism being connected. I think he sort of served that. I think they wanted they wanted Widmore and Ben to have a confrontation and and then in the end they wanted him out of the way. Mm-hmm. So I think they I think they tried to get all that, you know, make all that happen and it just it just ends up looking like a mess. Yeah. 
All righty. Well, anything else in the scene? Um, what scene are we on? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think that's it. I'm sorry, what scene? Are, now I'm lost again. So, yeah, the concert scene, the first oh, concert yeah. scene where they're sitting there. And Claire and Cade. Yeah. yeah, I think my, uh, the, the Charlie. He He's about to play, and then he sees Claire, and then he sort of, does he get a flash? Or he just he just gets mesmerized. Yeah, I don't think he gets a flash. Yeah, I think he gets he gets that like minor version where you just think you recognize so like deja vu kind of thing. Yeah. That's, that's Yeah, it seemed like he didn't really play much of the concert. <laughs> yeah. He just uh, I just had the sense like he, he sort of started in the beginning and then like Claire leaves and he comes soon after that. Yeah, they did know. a really short set or something. Yeah, are they – but it's like I think like – I think they come back to them playing and Charlie is just not playing, I thought. Oh, really? Don't they come back to the playing at some point when they come back to – oh, I guess not. No, I guess they don't come back. Hmm. Because Kate goes after her right away. Right. Oh, it's when they come back when – um. When uh, when Desmond's talking to Eloise. Oh, okay. And yeah, I, you're right. I, is, I, didn't Charlie already leave at that point? I forget. I don't know. It just made it seem like Charlie wasn't playing anymore, even though the band was still playing. Um, yeah, Charlie hasn't. When they show that scene, Charlie hasn't gone back there yet. He hasn't gone back there yet. Okay. Yeah, it's it's right after that. So I think I think he he finishes his song. And then goes backstage, and then the Claire thing. Uh, so he plays like one song. Yeah. Yeah. He plays one song. <laughs> Not much of a concert. No. Yeah, I have to say this: this whole Dan on piano with drive shaft idea—it just—it just doesn't work. Why is that so ridiculous? I don't—I don't know, but it is. <laughs> it's just. I I I've seen rock bands play with pianists and it works. Yeah. But the idea of Dan doing it somehow just makes it seem so preposterous. Yeah. My big problem with Josh Shaft. Yeah, that's yeah. It both yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's like okay, if Dan's gonna do a solo thing or with other classical musicians or something, I don't know. That that that's one thing, but the two things, Josh Shaft and Dan on piano, it's just like. Okay, guys. You know, you told me there's a light cave on the island. I guess I'll believe anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it came off to me like it was Dan playing on piano, and then the band would come in, and then you really couldn't hear him anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they'd stop, and Dan would play for like it. Just didn't seem integrated very well. It seemed like no. it seemed like just kind of bashed together. Like I'll play piano, and then y'all play, and then I'll play, and then y'all play, and. It's just kind of that, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the not not really like actually melding the two. Is is y'all play and and I'll play new new yogurts from Yo Play. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? All right, just wondering. Yeah, y'all play. Ugh, shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> y'all play. <laughs> That's a, 
That's what, I don't know. That's what happens when I start talking about this topic, I guess, somehow. My brain stops mm-hmm. working. Y'all, everybody. And I go, yeah, y'all, everybody. <laughs> y'all. <sighs> oh, you know, I remember that, that reminds me, you know, the whole y'all thing is kind of a Southern thing. And uh, and I, I, was, I was something the other day I was, this is total aside. It has nothing to do with loss. Forgive me. Uh, uh, and it was, I was, I was about to respond to something on online in a comment somewhere. And, uh, and I was going to use the phrase like, um, blah, 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 um, has, has run of the, has run of the land. Mm-hmm. And, and for some reason that, that phrase was weird to me. So I'm like, is that the phrase I'm thinking about? And so I start, I Googled it. And it came up with like well, ten results or something, which is never good. And and all the and half of the results were like referencing like cowboy stuff or southern stuff or like. And I'm just thinking, oh, okay, maybe I'm maybe I use this phrase because I'm from Texas, you know, or something like that. Like maybe this is a very specific kind of phrase that most people don't use. Yeah, but it was just really disconcerting for all the results to be, you know, half of the ten to be like cowboy related or something. Right. Like West like Western themed like stuff. And it's like, oh yikes. <laughs> Ten results on Google is amazing. Mhm. That's like That's like it almost Disney doesn't exist. Yeah, seriously. Like no one's using that. Yeah. Um but when they are, it's all about cowboys. <laughs> mhm. <sighs> yeah, I know. I it's uh it's one of those things that uh I I really don't want to crop up, but occasionally I guess it does. Yeah. When I start talking about y'all play. <laughs> <sighs> um, anyway. So, yeah, I mean, basically, that to me, that's the problem. Like, they're not melded. I mean, I think probably the bigger problem is Dan is a classical pianist and Dryshaft is... A pop rock band. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but yeah, just it's not really compatible with classical piano. Mm-hmm. You know, we ne we never saw Dan playing like rock piano or whatever, and 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 he doesn't even hear like the pieces yeah. he plays are more like classical style. So it's like he's not he's just not blending with the band. I I feel ridiculous being a music critic about this because it's just some bullshit, but Yeah, it's some bullshit. But it makes it seem like um we're on Critics Corner right now. It makes it seem like uh like Dan just needed some musicians to accompany him and he wanted Drive Shaft to be those musicians. Not like they wrote songs together or they're they're playing they intricately plan this their pieces together or he's gonna play some drive staff songs and they're yeah. gonna play some dance. It just seemed like he needed musicians to accompany him and he just wanted to hire drive staff because he could afford it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Because I feel like if they're gonna play drive staff songs they really should have played you all everybody. Totally. That's the only drive staff song we know. There's only one. So. From, from the from the album, you all everybody. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a short album. Mhm. Yeah, I they they uh uh. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I I think it was like really expensive backup musicians. 
Yeah. Mommy, yeah. mommy, I want drive shafts. Totally. That's that's All fair. right, dear, you can get them. <laughs> but only because I killed you in a previous life. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> we just put it out there like that. It sounds bad. Yeah, well. But that's kind of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, I think little Danny's going to get anything he wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it just seems like he'd be better off with a, I don't know, with a symphony or something. Yeah. You know, that's where he would fit in, play like Rachmaninoff or something. That that seems like where he's where his head is. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's where his heart is, or I don't know. I don't know what I want my metaphor to be. <sighs> well, his head is definitely under that hat. Okay. <laughs> oh, that hat. Mm-hmm. That's that's always going to be the musician hat to me. It is. That's one I'm thing. A, I'm a I'm a cool, cool musician. Look, I'm wearing the hat. <laughs> to see the hat. Yeah, it's like I'm a really good dad. I just ordered pizza for my Boom. son. Exactly. It's just like that. <laughs> yeah. Cool dad equals pizza. Cool hat equals musician. Mhm. That's what it is. Things things I can take away from law slash the law slow down. There it is. Add it to the list. So much. Uh, so we have, um, let's see. Uh, so we have Kay recognizing Claire, like, ah, I kidnapped you, and then I helped you, and that's kind of weird. Um, but, of course, it doesn't really matter in the end. Um, and then we have our... Last Pierre Chang appearance, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here. Uh, so, uh, I suppose we'll never know why he called himself Marvin Candle and Mark Wickland and Edgar Hallowax and whatever else. Johnny B. Fire name? Johnny B. Fire name, sure. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I guess we didn't know that. Why not? <laughs> I think that was the that was the next one on the list. It was, it was. <laughs> they were running out of ideas. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Can I be fire name? I'm not filming that. Yeah. <laughs> Come up with something better. <laughs> Yeah, I that's I I'm just I, I'm very tempted to call bullshit. I don't know how to explain that whole thing. Yeah. It was so cool when they first did it. I remember when we first saw the Pearl video and he throws out uh Mark Wickman. It's like, "Wow, why is he why is he calling himself some other name?" Dharma is insane. If we can only learn about Dharma, there's there's some deep mystery there. But it's like Chang is just some guy. I mean, he's in charge in Dharma, you know, to a certain extent of the science side, seemingly. And, you know, people know who he is. He just walks around. People, you know, he's not like some secretive figure. The people they're sending to these stations probably have seen him. I mean, he, you know, he appears in the welcome message when you arrive on the islands. He might even check you in if uh, if Amy's having a baby that day. Yes. 
he might even check you in. Good point. So and then and then you go to your assignment and he's like, Hello, I'm Doctor Marvin Candle. Like what are you supposed to get out of that? Like it's uh okay, like is it I don't know. I don't understand. Well, you know, I don't either. I don't the thing is like I don't even know what the audience is supposed to get out of that. I don't know what, you know, sort of in the show, like characters would get out of that. You know, like you sort of, you're just illustrating. Um, so I don't really have a good answer because I, you know, I don't even know what, from what perspective there is a reasonable answer for that. Yeah, I just originally thought Dharma was more secretive. Mm-hmm. And it was somehow about hiding his identity or people not knowing they were seeing the same person. I I just thought there, you know, they had the idea of like the pearl spying on the swan. And so it's sort of like, there's all these different stations and they're, you know, they're not connected to each other and they need to not know, you know, certain things about each other. And so it just, it, 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 it came across like there was just much more secrecy, but when we actually see it, it doesn't seem that way. And so it just, I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing on that. I don't think I don't think there is an explanation. I mean it seems to me like just it was something they did and then never paid off or mm-hmm. never explained. And it doesn't to me look like from what they gave us it it really has an explanation. Yeah. Yeah, I So he his name is Pierre Chang. And in the videos, he used aliases. He never used his real name in the videos, right? Right. You know, the only explanation I can have is that, you know, the videos were were, were not supposed to be seen by people who would know his real name. And similarly, not be seen by people, you know, multiple videos where he uses different aliases shouldn't be planned to be hit, to be seen by the same people. So... Right. That's that's the best I can do with that is that uh you know, now why would they would he want to hide his name? I don't know. But I think I think you know, like you said, there definitely seems to be more secrecy in the beginning and I think maybe to a certain extent there was some era of dharma that was maybe more secret or something where this idea came from. You know, maybe by the time the losties get there it's 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 not as secretive, but maybe in the early days you know, it was it was more secretive or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe so. I guess I was gonna say maybe in the later days it was more secretive. Or in the later days, yeah. After all the the uh, you know, because they maybe you know they felt like they had been infiltrated or something. Yeah. By, yeah. By hostiles. So. Exactly. Yeah. With a big incident like that, you know, I can understand sort of clamping down a little more. Although Radzinski ends up in the Swan Hatch, he definitely knows who Pierre Chang is. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to surprise him. And then he splices out a bit of the film. Oh, God. For no apparent reason. No apparent reason at all. What a... Oh, man. That's why uh, Kelvin shot him. That's why Kelvin shot <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. Why would you do that, Radzinski? <laughs> Bang. Bang. Okay. Wow. He just didn't understand why he did that. Mm-mm. I'm going to have to shoot you unless you tell me why you did that. 
Why you did that? Why you did that? <laughs> um, okay, so are you ready for the next scene? Mm-hmm. Okay. Next scene, back to the islands. Uh, Desmond looks around in the cave. Desmond sees a pool with light coming out of it. There's a plug in the middle. Desmond steps into the pool. Light starts flashing, and Desmond yells. Then Desmond grabs the plug, pulls it out. We hear noises. Uh, it sounds like the area powers down. The water stops flowing. The light dims and goes out. There is a pause. Then the hole in the ground where the plug is goes red and starts emitting smoke. Desmond says, no. Locke tells Jack it looks like you were wrong. Goodbye, Jack. All right, so you know when the when it made the power down sound, that's when I thought half thought my 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 crackpot theory that the island was a spaceship was about to come true. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, the power source. It, yeah. The uh, the holo- the holographic emitters are about to go <laughs> offline, and we're going to see what the island really looks like. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then it's like these aliens that have been there the whole time in some, you know, some phased-out dimension, and they nobody ever knew that they were there. I, I watch a lot of Star Trek. Um, <laughs> oh, so, that's the thing from uh, which one was that? Um, one of the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there, there's so it's all over Star Trek, but one of the movies had that definitely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was a good Voyager episode about something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Star Trek is nothing if not, you know, thoroughly willing to revisit things. Oh, they love it. They love they love taking ideas that they've shown and doing it again in a little different way. Exactly. Yes. We're not done with this. Yes. Um, much like the island. Um. <laughs> Yes. So this is, you know, this is craziness going on here. This is the beginning of the craziness. Totally. Yeah. So I don't even know where to start. I don't either. Yeah, this is, um, you know, this is the first time we see what's in that cave. And uh, Desmond, uh, Desmond is able to, you know, pull out this thing and sort of make the island uh, power down and, start to go into shutdown mode or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the island is a spaceship theory definitely, you know, it fits with the way they play this scene. But, yeah, it kind of looks like, for whatever reason, that place is functioning as some kind of... Some kind of essential element to keeping the island together. Mm-hmm. Like it, it starts to it starts to fall apart when that thing's when that thing's unplugged and the and the light isn't on anymore. Yeah. Um, when the when the plug went red and uh, and started emitting smoke, I was like, "Oh yes!" And now we're gonna get a volcano eruption. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say a second smoke monster. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, volcano. So, I, 
Okay, go ahead. Yeah, like I've long thought that there's going to be a volcano eruption on mm-hmm. the show at some point. I always thought the ash was. I remember when we originally saw the ash circle. I thought the ash was connected to the volcano in some way. I think it's just because uh, in the episode where they introduced the ash, there's that scene with Ben in school where where the uh, where the teacher talks about volcanoes. Yeah. And I, I thought there was like something about this weird volcano, and it erupted, and it left an ash line or something. I didn't know what I was thinking. That's how volcanoes work. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the thing about the volcano, sort of, you know, I have a thing or two to say about that because I, I thought the same thing that this, vol- you know, this gave a very volcano-ish uh, 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 effect, you know. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. Maybe this is the place to talk about my big theory about the the island and the plug and how it relates to um, other things. Okay. Um, which would probably be us talking about the whole plug stuff in general, but um, I guess this is as good a place as any. Okay. So, okay, so let me start just with what happens in this scene. Desmond Desmond moves the plug. The light dims. It seems to power down. You know, we hear this power down sound, and then the uh, the little uh, place where the plug was starts to glow red and, uh, you know, seemingly red hot, and then steam comes out. So just, what that makes me think is, um, or what I was thinking was something like the, we know there's electromagnetism down here, and and we know that the, the plug, when in place, you know, keeps that electromagnetism stable, allows the light to shine, uh, and then, of course, when the plug is out, those two things aren't, aren't there. Um, and also, there's this thing about the water. Like, when the plug is there, the water comes in. When the plug is out, there is no water. Right. You know, and, of course, Man in Black said he was building the donkey wheel to manipulate the water and the light to get off the island. So I think, right. you know, there's there's something there with the water having to do with the light. Yes. Um, so in, so here's where I want to put a volcano theory in there, which I know sounds ridiculous, so bear with me. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, what if there is a volcano under here? Okay. And and what what sort of happens is, and if this isn't a, this isn't a you know, uh, a watertight theory, but... Um, what if what if the situation is that the the plug itself like okay so there's a volcano down there and sort of at the top or wherever you want to say I don't know if the position matters but along with this volcano is this electromagnetism uh, and and what this plug does is keep you know the, maybe the plug itself is is made out of like some sort of rock or something or maybe there's magnetic rock in that plug, something like that. But, like, the force of the plug being in that hole sort of counteracts the magnetism that's there and sort of keeps, basically keeps the volcano stable, Mm -hmm. keeps, like, the magma from erupting, basically. And I did a little bit of research, and, you know, magma isn't really, like, magnetic. It, It could have some parts of rocks that could be magnetic, you know. There could be magnetite in it or something, but... But in general, from what the five minutes of Wikipedia research I did, you know, magma isn't sort of generally magnetic. But but I was just sort of thinking, okay, well maybe that's sort of what the the plug does is sort of keeps this volcano 
from, you know, using the magnetism keeps the volcano from erupting, which would, of course, destroy the island if that plug is removed. Right. So that's kind of one of the things I was thinking that was going on here. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, just, just having the intense heat and the steam, you know, it just makes me think volcano. Well, I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was surprised the volcano came into your theory because – I thought it was just kind of a crazy thought I had. Mm-hmm. Just another crazy thing I thought when I was watching the episode. But, yeah. but it's like your theory revolves around the volcano. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. What do you think about that? Because that's, sort of, that's sort of the first part of my theory about what's going on here. Does it sounds that, good that to me. Sense? Yeah, I I believe you. I'm I'm impressed you tried to do research on whether magma was magnetic. <laughs> I wanted something to go on, you know, because I, you know, I'm like I know it's made of rock, you know, it's molten rock, but I'm like, you know, what is it, you know, what what is it really? And you know, most of it is, of course, like I say, of course, but you know, most of it is. Um, what is, is like, most of it? Well, most of it is like uh, what do they call it? Um, a silicate. You know, ninety percent of the Earth's surface is like silicate or whatever okay. the official term is, but something silicate. Right. Uh, so I guess silicon based or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, basic, you know, basic, you know, sixth grade science class of you know what is the Earth's crust made of? Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's that stuff. Um, but anyway, so so okay, that's sort of the first part of my theory. So the next part is has to has to do with the the overall function of the plug and how it relates to the incident and how it relates to the swan hatch button pushing. So let's, if we will, flash back to the 70s. Okay. Whoosh. Um, Okay, so we we all know the incident. We all know what happened. Dharma was digging down towards its electromagnetism. They hit this pocket and it became unstable. And the Losties detonated a hydrogen bomb, or at least the core of it, which seemed to have prevent the island's destruction. And, you know, the side effect, of course, is sending them to the future, but that's sort of irrelevant for what I'm talking about now. Yeah. But, but what it seemed to do, you know, as Kate said, they still built the swan hatch, right. the swan station. So what I'm thinking happened here is from – Look at it from Dharma's perspective. They see these people come in, who they call hostiles. We know them as the Losties. They come right. in, they seem like they're trying to mess up things. And what they end up doing is preventing the island's destruction by detonating this hydrogen bomb. So okay. it, so instead of like, you know, so they basically realizing, okay, this this pocket we were releasing was counteracted by this hydrogen explosion. So since that sort of saved them, I'm thinking, okay, well, they would be – they're glad they know, they, they know that information. So, so basically I'm thinking, of course, you know, because of the incident, because this happened, the pocket never became fully stable again, thus the need to press the button. Um, uh, and so, you know, and I'm thinking the button does something that, you know, similar to the jug hat effect of, you know, uh, counteracting this this buildup of electromagnetism or releasing it or something like that. But, but uh, so the next part of the theory is that since, since, the, uh, since Dharma knew that a hydrogen explosion could counteract the 
uh, you know, the release of electromagnetism, that is the same idea they use for the failsafe. So that when Desmond goes in terms of failsafe, what he's actually doing is like detonating a hydrogen bomb, which is, you know, counteracting the, the buildup of energy from the swan hatch. But of course, it's not exactly the same scenario. The swan hatch sort of gets imploded and all that stuff. Uh, but it does sort of prevent the island from be- being destroyed. Yes. So that's sort of ne- the big bulk of that theory. Um, and so then, of course, this plug is the next is the next part of that where I want to say, um, um, you know, I guess flashback to the beginning of this history of the island. And I feel like a similar thing might have happened where the Egyptians or these original people dug down here too close to a pocket, and, and excuse the volcano thing for a second, dug close to this electromagnetism and, and you know, sort of realized, okay, this is bad. We did something wrong. And their version of the button is this plug. Or their version of the failsafe or something like that is this plug. I guess it would be more of the failsafe is, is this plug. Whereas, you know, if something, you know, this is something that can counteract the destruction of the island. Yes. So all those things are my big theory about what's going on here. Okay. Wow. Um, I think I I think I totally agree with the idea that this thing is something analogous to the failsafe and and sort of the button too, but you know for 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 Egyptians or whoever built it. Mm-hmm. I think that that sounds like that's on the right track. I mean, they, you know, the writers put in a button reference when Desmond yeah. goes down there. They have Desmond himself be the one to do it. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that he was able to, you know, trigger the failsafe, the thing that happened, like it's tied in to his like ability, and that's why he's here to do this. Mm-hmm. I think there's pretty, you know, pretty strong connections between those those things. So yeah, and they called him a failsafe. Yes, they call them a failsafe, sure. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that drop in there that really makes it sound like there's there's a connection between the two things. So I think that's the right way to read that. Um uh you think about uh you think about the incident um sounds pretty much right to me. Again, uh I um I wish I wish the show could have told us that somehow, but mm-hmm. but I but I I do think that's the basic idea of what's happening. Um, that that sounds that sounds pretty much in line with what I would try to say if I had to. Uh, try, uh, what the incident did, um, and now the, the volcano theory is is uh, is interesting. The volcano is an extra part. It, yeah, it really, it's an extra thing that is only there because of this scene where it looks like a volcano. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm more iffy on the volcano theory, even though that was mm-hmm. the one I sort of thought. But I, I, uh, um, I don't see. I mean, it's possible, but I think I think your general thing about about the plug and the swan is is right. Uh, that that's I disagree with that. What do you think about the idea that the failsafe was a hydrogen bomb? Oh, the failsafe is a hydrogen bomb. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I agree that it's something like that. I don't think it doesn't seem like it's literally that. It, it seems like it's 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 something that has that effect. Yeah. 
you know, I the the, the slot hatch implosion is something I may never understand. Yeah. But I do think the I do think the basic idea there is is uh you know, but it's it's somehow a permanent solution. You know? Mm-hmm. Whereas it seems like the hydrogen bomb just kind of bought them time and allowed them to set Yeah, it may not this. have been I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just gonna say it may not have been enough. You know, I think like what I what I wanna say is you know the incident showed Dharma. Okay, well here's 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 a way we can counteract this stuff if it, if it ever happens again. And they could you know they have the time and energy to to sort of calibrate a better solution than you know a jury rigged hydrogen bomb from Jughead. You know they can they can sort of build the failsafe to be more sort of specific and if they want more permanent yes. solution to uh, to the to the to this whole thing. You know. Yes. But it just it just made sense to me that like. They, Dharma would use the events of the incident to their advantage, you know, in terms of building the swan and all the stuff they did over there. Right. And not just be sort of pretending like it didn't happen or something. Right. Like, oh, now that we're done with that, let's just go on as business as usual. I feel like it affected what they did with the station. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it seems like the station never got to be what it was supposed to be originally. Mm-hmm. You know, it, see, it seems like originally they were going to study the electromagnetism there, but it didn't even get built before there was the incident. Yeah. So it it turned into a station to just deal with this problem. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to a station to study anything. Yeah. The The, the volcano thing to me really is just, is a stand-in for whatever vehicle of destruction that the island has. Yeah. And I feel like with the Swan Station, the vehicle of destruction was, was electromagnetism. Like, if it built up too much, that might have destroyed the island. Yeah. And it seems like they can't exactly do that with the sort of, you know, ancient tools that were available to these Egyptians, you know. But So they need some sort of thing that could destroy the island if left unchecked or if changed. Right. And so, it, to me, it makes a little bit more sense if it's something like, you know, something natural, like a volcano. Yeah. Uh, that they can sort of deal with versus like a mag- electromagnetism, which, you know, they didn't have the, the tools or technology to sort of deal with. Right. Because, right. you know, it's a lot easier to deal with a volcano. <laughs> that's, that's been my experience. You know, I have I have quieted down so many volcanoes in my day, but um, I can't get a grasp over electromagnetism. Right, yeah. It's hard. Very hard. Um. Anyway, so I don't know. I like that. I like that general theory, though that that these sort of three things ha- are all sort of related. Yeah. You know, the va- variations on the theme, the same. You know, same way Lost is. You know, all these people are coming here and doing certain things, and the people who get close to destroying the island, you know, sort of realize how to not do it and put sort of these fail safes into place. Right. 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 Yeah, and I do I do think that I do think that those those hints are being dropped deliberately as, as a way to give us a sort of an answer about about the Swan station. Mhm. And, you know, and possibly also about the incident and, you know. And I think they made the connection pretty clear between the light and the electromagnetism and stuff like that, but I I think you know, taking it a step further is is uh, is on the right track. Yeah. 
I was also thinking something like with the water, like somehow the water cools whatever magma is on top, and and uh, uh-huh. and uh, and therefore like in its more cooled state, it's uh, you know it gives off more electromagnetism or something. Yeah. Or magnetism, and therefore that's why it produces sort of the, you know the light or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's just sort of a weird thing anyway to, to just have this water come into this pool area and and then this light to just sort of shine from that. Yeah. Yeah. But um Yeah, this, right, is, well. this is our new set for the finale. Yeah. This is the big island location that we've never seen before. Yeah. And I guess it's the last new one we're ever going to get. Uh, I guess so. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, it has a fairly simple sort of, you know, what they do with it is, is pretty simple. Um, but I, I think I think since there's evidence, like you said, that people built it, you know, th- there is a sense that somehow, like, the island was a natural force or something. It was, it, it already had these, qualities but they weren't harnessed or they weren't controlled or something and mm-hmm. sort of people came in and you know put in these put in these various devices to harness or control or temper or something the for the natural forces that the island had yeah you know it seems like that's sort of one of the big stories of the island totally uh I don't understand what happens to Desmond in this scene. So he's sort of on the ground trying to crawl away from the hole, and then everything turns red, and he, he sort of screams no, like he's being burned or something. Yeah. That was my first impression. And then he just sort of hangs down there, and I guess he passes out. I don't know what happens, but it, it seems really weird to me. <laughs> you know, and I'm wondering if, if he's if he's saying sort of no in 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 response to the you know the light not working you know like because I thought he was saying no like no I'm dying but oh. maybe he's saying no it didn't work I didn't pass through the other side that's kind of what I thought he meant yeah I thought he was like no I'm getting burned <laughs> yeah well in retrospect when I first was watching I had no idea what was going on but yeah when I saw it the second time I yeah that's what I thought he when I knew you know when I more fully understood that that's what he was saying. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what that is. It is weird to me that he passes out here. Oh, yeah. He passes out? Yeah, I guess he does. I think so. Yeah, I think when Jack comes down later, he has to wake him up. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's like, way to go, failsafe. <laughs> Ouch. Where's the failsafe for the failsafe? I guess that's Jack. Pretty much. Pretty much. This is that. That's Desmond's big thing. That's mm-hmm. the package doing his job. Desmond's big thing is the package? Did you really just say that? <laughs> I did not just say that exactly, but sure, why not? Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so, so Locke says, looks like you're wrong to Jack, and then leaves. <laughs> he looks like you're wrong. Excuse me. 
I'm leaving now. Um, do kindly excuse me. I will exit. <laughs> the weirdest rivalry ever. Yes. Uh, and then yeah, yeah. And then, the, the hero and the villain just kind of casually uh, part ways. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, looks like you're wrong. wrong, Darth Vader. I'll see you later. <laughs> Can you point me to the uh, exit from the Death Star, please? <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of that this season. Like, he's been the villain, but he's been, like, hanging around the characters a lot. Yeah. It's it's not, that's not really normal. In, in the old days with the others, you know, they didn't necessarily have them, like, just hanging out with the characters periodically. No. Uh... You know, really quickly, no one—I don't even no one, no one ever asked MIB his real name. No. You know, no one was like, "Should I call you something else besides Locke?" You mm-hmm. know, like he seemed to be fine with that. But it's like, yeah, no one, no one said, you know, you're not John Locke. What can I call you? Or what, right. what can I call you? You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they wanted to give him a name, and yeah, you know. If they had someone ask that, then he'd have to say something. They could do it. They could have done it, but... He could say it's a secret. He could totally say it's a secret. God. How great would that be? It's a secret. It's a secret. God. <laughs> <sighs> that would have been awesome. So, yeah, so then Jack follows him out of the cave, and he said, and then he punches him, and then realizes Locke's mouth is bleeding and says, okay, you are wrong, too. So... So here we get the sense that pulling the plug um, is uh, was the connection to was Smokey's connection to his power, his immortality, and his smoke changing ability. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, and I it's agree. interesting because we, you know, we heard before from Alana that Smokey couldn't change shape because Jacob was dead. True. So I wonder if she was wrong. <laughs> Or, or it was so. It was more like, you know, G- Smokey's connected to the light source, but he also is getting some sort of power through Jacob, who's connected to the light source. So uh, that's a little cumbersome to me, but. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Really. Like. I think. I think they just they didn't want to let him transform into any dead person he wanted. And they're, particularly, they're going to use those ghosts with Hurley, and I, I think they, I think they want to avoid going down a road of wondering who that is. And so I, I think they wanted to make like handicap, and they didn't just like they don't have him use his scanning very much. They didn't want him to use his shape shifting either. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they decided they needed to take it away, and they came up with some kind of reason. Jacob being dead. I don't know if that's a great reason. I think Alana says it because the writers told her to say it because I think they wanted to get that idea out to the audience. Yeah. I just I don't mind that. They obviously get, you need to make decisions like that. I just mind when it's wrong shit. You know, like if she would have said, "No, he can't change shape anymore. It's it's, you know, it's it's after the summer solstice." <laughs> You know, that could have been plausible, fine, all right, whatever. Uh, but, but you know, that's wrong. So I don't mind misdirection or, or answers or, you know, uh, uh, plot elements being being sort of told 
for re- specific reasons, but I just don't want like them to make up stuff. <laughs> yeah. That isn't, you know, because I think that muddles our idea of what's going on here. Because now it seems like, you know, why why is his shape shifting tied to Jacob? Yes. Yeah. You know? If anything, I would I would think if Jacob is alive, he can't shape shift, and when Jacob is dead, he can shape shift. Like that's what I would, and you know, intuitively think. Right. But it's sort of the opposite, so. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe, you know, they didn't have a light cave, so they couldn't tell us, you know, well, I mean, it doesn't even matter because the plug was still there, so. Right. Yeah, I don't even know. Mm. Right. Yeah, it seems like Smokey becoming vulnerable is separate from Smokey losing his ability to shapeshift. But, yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's crap, but I think that's, you know, (laughs) I I think they they really just wanted to, not have him have that ability and they were willing to sacrifice the crappiness, you know, to, to take that away from him. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. Although honestly, I would have liked to have seen it just like I would have liked to see more scanning. Mm-hmm. I just, I missed, uh, I missed some of the smoke monster abilities. You know, those are, those are two of the coolest ones. Smokey throwing shit around, I mean, you know, that's not the best. Yeah. So do you have any idea what actually happened when Smokey was thrown down here? <laughs> I don't have the slightest clue. Okay. I feel like your idea was, the you know, the closest I've heard to an answer. I don't really understand what happened to his body, like the way the waterfall flows down there. Like, it's, it looks to me like he would have just thudded onto the ground. But mm-hmm. it looks it looks like he somehow ended up. Um, it looks like he some, like he somehow ended up in that pool. Yeah, so I'm 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 guessing something happened because you know when Desmond steps in, he starts to sort of get hurt by it, and he he has it's 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 trouble for him to get close enough to even pull the plug. Right. So I'm thinking maybe like, what happened is Smokey, you know, got pushed down there. He, you know, he fell down there with the with the waterfall, got into the little pool, and it sort of, you know, shocked him, for lack of a better term, and basically killed him because he's not special like Desmond, who could who could withstand that uh, energy or whatever's going on there. And then I'm done. I don't know why he turned into a smoke monster, but um, but he does. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe if you die in that pool, it turns into a smoke monster. <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen anyone else die in there. Yes. So maybe maybe that's just it. It's like you know, it's that's that's the fate worse than death, is it it takes you, you know. I mean I, I like to think that light has something to do with life or something to do with the other side or, you know, some connection there. So Yes. So maybe it um you know, your soul is sort of suspended or something, and and that that looks like a smoke monster. Right. Yeah. Yes, I I think that's right. Uh, I mean, I think that's what can I say? I think that's that's the best kind of theory. Yeah. That you can have. I mean, it's there's so little. I mean, there's so little to really cling on to to come up with a theory of why a smoke monster, but I, I do think that's the basic idea. Yeah. He went down there, he got in the pool, maybe he died. Somehow, like, certain... 
Yeah, that, that, that other idea that you threw out earlier was like he somehow, you know, the evil in the the evil in the light went into him or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he he embodied the evil part of whatever the light is. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, somehow that that light, you know, if you if you're a certain kind of person, I mean, it doesn't look like it affects Des in that way. Maybe it is. You have to be dead or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know. Uh, you, you, you end up. I mean, doesn't special. He's got this resistance electromagnetism. So, I don't know. It seems consistent to me that it, you know, it doesn't necessarily affect him that way. And of course, he's mm-hmm. not dead. Um, so yeah, I think I think um, uh, I think the uh, the the basic point that the that the guy gets shoved down there and and. Um, goes into the pool and, and maybe dies or something. And then, and then the, I don't, I, I don't really understand why it happens, but the, yeah, the, it's like the, the did, did you say why it happens? Just no. I mean, I don't have a good reason of why, just okay. that something, something to do with his soul. I mean, obviously his body is separated from his soul True. Uh, and soul in a general sense, you know, yeah. Whatever, whatever essence of that person that that still can be around without a physical form. Right. Right. It's some so, kind of memories, identity, preferences, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so it seems it seems like that, you know, that is uh, a product of his dying in that pool. Yeah. 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 So there's there's something. The forces that are in that light pool are just are just kind of crazy and and somehow they can they can disembody you mhm if if you if you die in there or if you go in there under the right circumstances or something like and the way they disembody you is in the form of a smoke monster yeah um that's crazy, but hey, you know, if it's a volcano, you know, volcanoes, I don't know, smoke monster. Mhm, mhm. You know. Uh, sure. I remember, some, <laughs> I remember some kind of crackpot theory. I heard maybe I don't remember where it came from, but the idea that Jacob would like throw the man in black into the volcano and he would come out the smoke monster. Yeah. I remember hearing that? Like this is sort of like that, you know, especially mm-hmm. if it's like a volcano there. Yeah, you know. But shouldn't he come out as a lava monster? Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty. <laughs> Love to see a lava monster. Yeah, he'd be a little slower, but <laughs> yeah, pretty hot though. Pretty hot. Very hot. <laughs> very very. Um, it makes me think. Um. I, I got to say, I'm glad that he was unconscious when he went down there, so we don't have to speculate on what he might have done down there if he was conscious. Oh, right, yeah. Go, oh, well, maybe he turned this, or maybe he did this, or maybe mm-hmm. he It's like we can pretty safely assume he didn't do anything. Yes, yes. I think we saw the thing he did. Yeah, which was die. Right, which was... Which was... <laughs> did you say die? Yeah. He. Who are you talking about? Man in Black. Oh. Oh, now I'm confused. I was saying I'm glad that Man in Black was unconscious when he was thrown down there, oh. so we don't have to speculate about 
okay, well, maybe Man in Black did something weird when he I, was down there. I totally missed it. I thought you were talking about Desmond. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not Man in Black. Okay, okay. We'd have to speculate over what Man in Black did when he went down there, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, oh, maybe he touched the light, or maybe yes. he tried to move the plug, or yes. maybe he blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yes. That that would be, you would have to say that, yeah. Yeah, there'd be some extra speculations there. Right. But yeah, he was totally unconscious when he went in there. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, you know... It was just some effects that came over him, not uh, anything he did in particular. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> of Smoke Monster. Those particular abilities are kind of crazy. But, yeah. But, uh, but you know, I it's, it's, it's a disembodied sort of spirit thing and you know, it has some it has some affinity with dead people, like that's the only people it can impersonate. You know, mm-hmm. so there's some there's some kind of connection there. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. They didn't tell us. No, they really didn't tell us. But I don't know. That's that's a try, I guess. So just to finish this next little bit, uh, you said most of it, but uh, outside we're getting earthquakes. There's lock comes out of the cave. Jack tackles him, punches him in the face. We see that Locke is bleeding. Jack says, looks like you were wrong, too. Then Locke hits Jack with a rock in the head, leaves the area. Jack passes out. Mm-hmm. So I just like that, you know, <laughs> Locke tries to just say, looks like you were wrong, and sort of exit, you know, out of the cave, and, Locke, and Jack just comes up behind him and, like, tackles him. Yeah, like, if Jack was wrong, he could have just, Locke could have just turned to the smoke monster. Yeah. And just pummeled him. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Jack would not stand a chance against the smoke monster. No. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Yeah, Jack's uh, it's a, it's a bold move, tackling yeah. the smoke monster. It is a bold move. I, I was surprised when he pushed him in the water too. I was like, mm-hmm. man, wow, wow. <laughs> I tell you, when Jack when Jack does bold stuff, you know, Jack and the dynamite and the black rock. Mm-hmm. You know, even even back in the beginning, I think the the first the first piece of this was Jack deciding not to help Ben, kid Ben, with the surgery. Yeah. You know, yeah. doing bold things because he believes in something has always it's always looks good on Jack. You know, yeah. it always makes his character seem really interesting. Yeah. You know, the bolder the better. So yeah, it was like, I'm gonna take you down, Smokey. Yeah. 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 You don't just get to say I'm wrong and walk away. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tackle your ass. And, and, and again, Smokey could have just killed Jack. Mm-hmm. Stabbed him while Jack was looking at Desmond, you know, looking for Desmond. Yes. Yeah, but he just leaves him knocked out. And he could have just jumped for the boat. Mm-hmm. <sighs> could have, would have, should have, but Oh, Smokey, you almost made it. Almost. <laughs> what a tragedy. Now we're going to have to cross your name off the list. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> It's it is clear, I think, from this that his power, the smoke monster's power, really came from the, uh, really came from this this light pool thing. 
Yeah. And when that was shut down, it just didn't apply anymore. So he was somehow getting his power. I mean, I still find it confusing that sort of, okay, now he's, now he's vulnerable, but he's still Locke, you know, so it's a little, a little strange. But, uh, but the basic idea is somehow the island was powering him, you know. Yeah. It wasn't all him. Like, he needed Surprise. the island. It, it's sort of, what did you say? Surprise. Oh, is that a surprise? That Smokey's being powered by the island light source? Yeah, I think that's a surprise. Okay, okay. <laughs> I agree, I agree. I just wasn't sure if you thought that was obvious or I, it was hard to tell. Anyway, oh. I agree. Um, uh, it is a surprise. So it does make me wonder what would happen if he tried to leave the island. I mean, if, you know, if he relies on the island as a kind of power source, um, you know, I, I wonder. I basically wonder if he left the island, if he would just kind of, if the same kind of thing would happen. Like he wouldn't be getting the, he wouldn't be getting the sort of energy or whatever the island gives him that lets him be invulnerable or do what he does. You know. Yeah, I mean, I want to even tie it to mother saying you can't leave the island. Oh uh, yeah. Not not that I think he was necessarily connected to the light in the beginning, but. Uh, you know, that would be a good reason for her to say that if she knows that somehow this light is giving him life or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think by the time he's a smoke monster, yeah, it's definitely, I think if he left the island, you know, I, I don't want to believe that the light could power him anywhere in the world. I feel like it should have a radius. Me too. Which might be the extensive barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's weird. But you know, look at Jacob. I guess he had power off the island. Yeah, yeah, you know. kind of looks that way. So that's that's a little strange. That's a good point. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. Ouch. Hmm. But maybe Jacob had more connection to the light since he was the protector. Right. Right. I mean, he is different. Smokey yeah. is sort of a creature created by the light, mm-hmm. whereas Jacob is the protect. You know, the the designated protector. He's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not like from the light, literally. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I, I can sort of, I can sort of buy that maybe Smokey's more tied to it than Jacob is. It limits him more. Mhm. But that is a little. Yeah. Little detail there yeah I mean who whoever is the protector seems to have the power to harness the light because I mean Jacob is you know traveling all over the world yeah and I just don't want to believe he's doing it conventionally <laughs> I don't want to believe that either although uh, yeah I don't exactly know how he's doing it but uh, I agree. I mean, they never show him traveling anywhere. So, mm-hmm. it you know, they make it like he's just there mysteriously. Yeah. So it definitely comes across like he's using some strange way of traveling. And now, we do know, you know, with the electromagnetism, is connected to other spots in the world. Yes. You know, so it always made me think somehow those 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 
can you know is sort of a conduit or a channel he could sort of use to get to a certain place. Yeah, maybe he can maybe he can do like a more sophisticated, controlled, fancy version of what happens with the donkey wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, that's in Jitter Tunisia, but maybe if you really sort of if you're really connected, you know, if you sort of know how it works better, if you can actually go to the cave or, or whatever you do, you know, maybe you are able to just, you know, y- use that to transport you to any number of places. Yeah. Not just Tunisia. And maybe he used the lighthouse to do that, like use the lighthouse to figure out where he wants to go or something. Mm-hmm. And then, because I feel like he need, you know, not that it matters, but I feel like, you know, you need to sort of know where you want to go before you get to go there, Just even if you can, just teleport. Right. That was a rule in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then it's, science has proven it to be true, of course. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't disappear if you didn't know where you wanted to appear. Yeah, I, I feel like that needs to be true. Yeah, yeah, it's a, so, it's, you know, it's, it's a plausible rule. You can use the lighthouse as a sort of first step to figure out where you want to go, and say, "Oh, okay, I want to go to Sawyer's Church." Mm-hmm. You know, and then now he sees it, he can get there. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know. I want to say another thing about the lighthouse. I know I keep I bringing it up a lot, but you're all about that lighthouse. <laughs> I know. It's it's awesome. <laughs> Oh, uh, deja vu, wow, of, like, talking about the lighthouse and thinking about Jacob on a podcast after the show is over. Huh, that's probably happened. Uh, it's, like, hour 20. Uh, so um, I wanted to say this about the lighthouse. Mother says that, you know, every, you know, my mommy says every everyone has a little bit of light in them. Yes. So, light, lighthouse, maybe yes. the lighthouse is reflecting the light that's in these people. Yes. You know, the light that sort of corresponds to whatever big event that's in their life or something like that. But, mm-hmm. like, maybe so that's what it's reflecting is that, that light that's sort of, you know, in them or something. Mm-hmm. Just want to throw that out there. I was going to say, since it's a lighthouse, maybe it really is to a certain extent, harnessing the power of the light. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that... Well, I mean, yeah, that would be part of it. Yeah. Yeah, like, it It seems, it seems like, it's, it seems not accidental that it's a lighthouse. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Um, since light is, like, the sort of fundamental element of the island. Hey, you remember when we first heard about the lamppost? Yeah. And I was complaining that they should have called it the lighthouse? Yes. And now I know why they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, Lighthouse made so much sense. You you know, mm-hmm. you need to find, although it really didn't, but, uh, you know, if you're trying to find something, the you know, sort of proactively or actively, I think, you'd use a lamp versus yeah. someone's trying to bring you somewhere, they would use a Lighthouse. Yeah, sort of a bit different. But anyway, I remember complaining about that, and then uh, and then they they have a lighthouse, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's why they, you know, that may be why they didn't call it the lighthouse. Cause yeah, they had another lighthouse coming. They were gonna, yeah, it'd be weird if they had the lighthouse Dharma station and then the the Jacob's lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Just be weird, redundant, confusing. Yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe the lighthouse is is channeling is powering powered by the light, and it's just sort of reflecting, reflect, uh, show, you know, it sort of shows 
the people's house or whatever, whatever yeah. place is important. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely think the light is involved, but it just made me think, like, since it is sort of reflect, you know, it's mirrors that are reflecting things. Yeah. And the idea that there's there's sort of light in people, maybe maybe it's reflecting that light, and the the result of that is sort of seeing the place that's important to them or something. I see. I see. I see. Yes. This is why we can podcast about loss for a very long time. People people often ask me, you know, after four hours, after two hours, after ten hours, what is there left to say? <laughs> you know, and I just go, well, I don't know. you got to listen to the podcast to find out. Yes. Um, partial answer, intricate lighthouse theories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we're, we're we're like early Jack. We just can't let things go. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. We never got it's out like, of the early Jack phase. There's so many elements of the show we just keep bringing up and bringing up mm-hmm. and bringing up. And no matter how many times we bring it up, we're just never satisfied with the answer. So there's always <laughs> something new to bring up about it. And, yes. uh, you know, so. Yes. It's true. I'm sure in like 10 years it'll be like, oh, I think I figured out the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. You know. Well, I think it's one of those things, you know. I don't think either one of us really likes having those lingering issues and Yeah, that's and, definitely part of the magic. Yeah, like I'm I, I you know, I can put them aside when I can't do any more for a while, but it's always in the back of my mind and, and if I get any new idea about it, it's like, Okay, can I finally solve it now? Yeah. You know, can I finally satisfy myself? And yeah. uh and so yeah, it's <laughs> it makes things come up a lot. But mm-hmm. uh you know. I, I like to think we try to get something new about them out there when we bring them up again. Yeah. That's what I tell myself. I I, I like to think that also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we both like to think it it'll it'll I don't know, it'll make it true yeah. somehow. Maybe it's more likely to be true, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so do we need to go back to this scene here? Do you have anything else about the lighthouse? Oh, no. I, okay. <laughs> I think uh, I think your theory about the lighthouse seems seems like it's on the right track. Um, I, I do de- – I definitely like – I like the idea of the light that's in people is sort of what's what's being reflected yeah. um, in, the, in the mirrors. I mean, I just – that just sounds sort of right. Sounds like yeah. the kind of thing they would be thinking. It's poetic in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's 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 the kind of thing they like to say, I just you know, when they when they tell you know, when they give answers and stuff, so mm-hmm. you know. Um Remember when mother said blah blah blah. Yeah. Blah, you know. So um Okay. Uh so yeah. Uh, Locke knocks Jack out, but uh, doesn't kill him. And that will be his downfall. Fatal mistake. Sorry, Locke. Slash Smokey. Slash Man in Black. Uh, So are you ready for the next scene? Yep. Okay, so in the next scene, we flash sideways. Uh, Claire goes backstage and into labor. Claire catches up to her and asks for a doctor. Uh, Kate leads Claire to a place to rest. That's just a little bit. We'll come back to that, so I think we can sort of leave that 
Unless yeah. you want to say that. Okay. Next scene, back at the concert, Drive Shaft slash Dan continued to play. Eloise tells Desmond she told him to stop. Desmond says he chose to ignore her. Eloise says once they know, what then? Desmond says then we're leaving. Eloise asks if they're going to take his son. Desmond says, not with me, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... You know, it's interesting when pe- how people emphasize lines, and so Desmond says, not with me, no. Like, as if, I think that's where he puts the emphasis on Oh, is that how he says it? Not with as, me, no. Or or maybe he says, not with me. I forgot. He places the emphasis on one of the parts that made it seem like Dan might be going with someone else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I think it's sort of true in the end. Yes. But um, but it didn't sort of like, I don't think it really alleviates the idea that he might be leaving soon, yes. which is maybe her problem. Not yes. that he's going to leave eventually, but it's just interesting, to, you know, when, you know, high emphasis plays. Because, of course, the line is just not with me. Right. But, you know, you could say not with me, and that'd just be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. But, uh, <laughs> or not yeah. with me. Yeah, not with me. <laughs> You know, I'm taking him, but, like, not with me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. <laughs> but, yeah, you could say, not with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no way he's coming with me. I guess that's that's the impl- implication of that. Yeah. Not with me. Yeah. <laughs> not How with me. You? Not with me. You see that hat? <laughs> I'm going anywhere with a guy with a hat like that. He Not even in the room with that hat, and everything's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, <laughs> so I, uh, I think this is the closest we get to an explanation about Miss Hawking and her earlier scene with Desmond. Yeah. I think she she basically didn't want him to go around waking people up. She She didn't want him to wake up necessarily, and she's basically fearful about Dan being taken away. Yeah. So I think it's but, as simple uh, as that. As far as I can tell. Like, why wouldn't she want Dan and all her or her family to wake up and move on? Like, I, I mean, I guess they're having, she's having a good old time, but, yeah, you know, they're sort of living in this fantasy world, uh, pretty much literally. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if, yeah, it's, she can be selfish if she wants, but it's just, it seems like, you know, like she should be able to go with them. So, um, right. But anyway, um, I did like the line of Desmond saying, telling her he chose to ignore her. Of course, it's all about choice. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, choice, choice, destiny, choice. So, um, <laughs> You can't spell choice, choice, destiny, choice without choice. That's true. You really can't. Um, so anyway, I like that line of him saying, yeah, yeah, you told me and I chose to ignore you and that's part of the rules. I can do what I want. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's all I got. Yeah, I guess the other thing I get out of this is it seems like it seems like you know Eloise is to to a certain extent more aware of what's going on in this world. Mm-hmm. That Desmond might take her son away. You know, it's like she just she's chosen to stay there. Like she, it seems like maybe this is where Ben would go. Mm-hmm. You know, something more like this, or he knows what's going on, but he kind of plays along with it because he wants to be there. Yeah, and that's that's sort of a bigger point too. Is is what you know what is going to happen with Ben? Does he go back to 
does he just continue to have his island memories and you know he, he's awake he's awake now and then that's it he doesn't regress of course back to pre-awakened Ben or anything like that mm-hmm. do you think you think he just he stays the way he is I, originally I didn't now I think that might be the case yeah because uh, otherwise he'd have to be wake, uh, awakened again yes and that seems that seems a bit too much yes I agree <laughs> I remember remembering this. Totally. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much. Yeah. And, but no, and, that's a good point. I, I like it that even though she's special, I like that she's a, a, an example of someone like Ben who chooses to stay behind. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's nice to have that because then it's at, least, it, it, it's at least clear there can be people like that. Yeah. Who just kind of choose to stay behind, who want to do their own thing. So I, I, think, I think it just ends up being – I want to say that maybe this is taking it too far, but I want to say that the real Eloise in the real world, the reason why she knew stuff, I just, I want to say somehow it was similar to this. For whatever reason, she just, you know, that is her, I guess it's kind of what we said earlier. Like that is her ability. She just understands reality or something. Mm-hmm. She has, she's somehow in touch with what, with what's going on in the universe. Uh, around her it, it it just it just seems like that's that's her ability i don't know why so just say what's on your mind you think she's gaia <laughs> just say it that's fine i'm not going to i'm not going to say it's crazy i'm just saying what if she is gaia that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> damn you <laughs> that's successful <laughs> Curses. Yeah, no, she's got some sort of some sort of gift. But you know, a lot of people have inexplicable powers and actually I'll take that back. I think the inexplicable powers go back to the light source, or I'll say her, her powers from the light source. Sure. You know, she was she 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 was on the island, so Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was. And maybe, you know, maybe her the the fact that she sort of you know, kills her son, you know, who she, she kills this man who she realizes very shortly after that is her son. Yeah. And then sort of spends the rest of her life with this sort of knowledge of the intricacies of, of, of time travel and, you know, sort of like, you know, realizing, you know, that that stuff is possible and, and you know, that things change or don't change or whatever the truth is. Um, and, and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's what sparks this power of hers. Because I don't think she has it before the whole incident stuff. Uh, so maybe, you know, her being exposed to, you know, this horrible tragedy of time travel with her son is what sort of gives, makes her become open to this bigger awareness of the knowledge of of the place of things or time or whatever. Right, right. You know, right. for that experience. You know, I want to say something like that for Miles and Hurley too, like some some catalyst for their powers. Mhm. You know, does Miles thinking his father's dead or something give him that power of talking to dead people? You know, something weird like that. Uh, you know, nothing yeah. that's like really you know straightforward, but just sort of. You know, sort of a sort of analogy power of like, oh, this is your sort of issue, and you sort of get this weird power that's somewhat related. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Hurley is maybe, I don't know, what is Hurley saying? He he sees imaginary people and then gets to see dead people yeah. or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, I, I feel like one of the things that happened was that Hurley, you know, Hurley had mental problems. He had a an active imagination, and he you know, even had a whole imaginary friend, I think, with Dave mm-hmm. that he interacted with and had a whole personality. And uh, and so I think once he started actually seeing dead people, that's sort of partially why he thought he was crazy. Yeah. You know, and that's why he sort of throws himself back in the mental institution because he knows he has that history. And so he's sort of susceptible to that kind of stuff. And it just turns out that it's true. Yeah. You know, it turns out he's really seeing, you know, dead people. Um, but he, he was already like... You know, he was already susceptible to seeing things that weren't there, and and so it seems mm-hmm. like somehow the island amplified that into yeah. seeing things that are kind of there, but most people don't see. Yeah, it's like amplified his perception because he already had that ability to sort of uh, visualize things that weren't there. Yeah. Uh, sort of in the real world that weren't there, and he could just visualize things that are there in the spirit world. Yeah. I didn't mean to say that. But... <sighs> It'll work. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. I don't know what else to do with the fucking ghost walking around. Is that that all the people with powers? Miles and Hurley and seemingly Miss Hawking? Um, Yeah. I think so. Let me think. Yeah. No, the rest of the science team didn't really have powers. They just kind of... Well, I guess Desmond has his his weird electromagnetism thing. If you consider that a power. Or if you drop your call, I think that's what happened. Yeah, it is. Okay, guys, what do we got? It's He's going to be on really soon, but it's going to quickly check the news here uh, while I wait. Um, let's see here. Uh, I am back. Oh, okay. What did I miss? <laughs> Um, let's see. What were we talking about? So I was just trying to figure out who else has powers. Oh, I brought up Desmond. Yeah, okay, Desmond. Yeah, I was about to say him when I got cut off. He's got... We we know why he's special. Well, yeah. we we know why he's special. We don't know why he's special, but we know why he's special. <laughs> um, wait, what do you mean? I mean, I feel like somehow his power is that he's... His power is that he's special in terms of electromagnetism, but we yeah. don't know why he has that power. True. So maybe it's the light, but... I think know. it should be tied to the island somehow. Like, I, I kind of don't want to believe he had that power before he came to the island. Mm-hmm. You know? But, it, you know, I want to say somehow his time in the hatch, maybe turning the fail-safe, I don't know what sort of gave him that power. Yeah. I mean, it almost seems like he needed the power before he turned the fail-safe so that he could yeah, that's survive. Why, that's why I feel like he should have already had it. Yeah. I think that's what caused him to survive the fail-safe. Yeah, basically. That, yeah. But it could be um, something to do, you know, like we're saying with these other people who have these sort of, these uh, these other issues that are somewhat related to their power. So maybe his time spending pressing the button. Like, I don't want to say his exposure to electromagnetism really did it necessarily, but maybe 
that made him open to the island giving him this ability. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I don't think, you know, other people who would have been down in the same amount of time would get the same ability. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It doesn't seem like it's as simple as that. It's some kind of thing with him, but it's hard to separate out. And also, like, we don't really know... We don't really know that much about what Desmond did. Yeah. You know, we got so little of that period of time. So it's so it's sort of hard to guess, but yeah, I kind of feel like it should have happened that way. And it should be something intrinsically tied to Desmond and and I don't exactly know what that would be. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with saying it's his time at, on the island, pressing the button. Yeah, I mean, I think that's basically the answer. Yeah. Trying to nice. find more than that, I guess. I mean, he did do it for a long time. Yeah. You know, longer than, well, I guess not longer than Kelvin. How long was Kelvin down there? Well, I guess I don't, oh, uh, well, no, I don't really well. know. Well, he got there late eighties, I thought. Well, I think since he was in the um since he was in the first uh Iraq uh Gulf War thing, um Wait, there was a first one? Yeah, in the early nineties. You, sure, you sure the current one hasn't just been going on for that long? Are you sure? I that's I don't know. That's <laughs> that's what I keep hearing on Fox News. Oh uh, yikes. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 that's right. I didn't mean late 80s. I meant early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, because since we saw him with Saeed there, like, that sort of dates the earliest I think he could really be on the island. Yeah. So, I think, um, so I think that he, uh, uh, I think he could have come as early as, say, 93 or 94, something like that. So, probably at most 10 years. Well, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Desmond, okay, that's right. So, yeah, he was probably down there for a while. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely there before Desmond was. There's a whole history, like, Radzinski was there. They had that mm-hmm. map go. Like, it looks like they were there for some extended period of time. Desmond is only there without him for, you know, a month and a half, something like that, month and two-thirds. Yeah. So I, I think he definitely was down there longer than Desmond was. On the other hand... He never really got the chance to find out. Who knows? Maybe he was resistant to electromagnetism. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we never really saw him try. He was he planning to do. try to turn that fail safe. He just didn't have the guts to do it. Mm-hmm. So maybe he would have survived. Who knows? But yeah, that's a, I don't know. It's a bit much. It is a long time to stay there, though. It's you know the idea with with the swan. I think you you weren't supposed to stay there that long. Yeah, but nobody nobody told them the purge happened. Well, yeah, apparently not. So they didn't get the memo. <laughs> There's no one to send it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that part's that part's weird. It's like they, no one told them the purge happened, but they do have these nice gas masks and suits mm-hmm. to seemingly avert the effects of the purge. Yeah. Well, the purge would have happened by the time Brzezinski got, I mean, uh, Kelvin got there, right? 
So, so oh, that's a uh, good point. That, that's one of the problems with dating the purge. Yeah, because it, it's it's like it's like he he could have. I mean, the best you can say is that he should have got there like he should have got there within like months of the purge happening. Mm-hmm. From the dates they so, gave us. Yeah, maybe it, maybe the purge happens. You know, Rosinski goes into the Swan Hatch at some point, or he's already there, or something like that. And then, you know, when Kelvin gets there, the purge has already happened, and Rosinski's all, you know, Rosinski sort of maybe never tells them what happened, but but they know that this gas was out there that killed people, mm-hmm. or something like that. But he doesn't know necessarily that it was the purge, right? You know. But I forget about Kelvin. Is, is he expecting – he's not expecting a replacement, though, so does, maybe he already knows Starman's gone. Well, he does question Desmond as though as though he's expecting a replacement. Yeah. Just as Desmond does. So there, there's that idea floating out there. But it almost seems like it's – it almost seems like it's kind of a desperate hope. Yeah. Like, like, they're, like they have the idea of a replacement, but they're not sort of expecting one. But, you know, when someone shows up, they'll say, well, are you the replacement? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That whole are you him – Tell me, what does a snowman wear for a nose? <laughs> Carrots. Is that the is that the phrase? I I don't remember the exact joke, but it's something like that. Yeah. What does one snowman say to the other? Yes, that's it. I smell carrots. Yes. Smells like you, carrots. You have a carrot nose. Yeah, it should somehow more than smell like carrots. Mm-hmm. Smell should be carrots. Yeah. Smell equals carrots. There is there is no smell but carrot. <laughs> now you're writing poetry. <laughs> kind of am. So what happens? Uh, so wait, what was my original point? Oh yeah, yeah. So I think I think even though they acted like you know, oh, are you my replacement? I I think in a way they probably kind of knew that wasn't the case. You yeah. Know? Especially because we find out Rodzinski was fixing Kelvin's. Desmond's boat. Calvin, Calvin was fixing Desmond's boat. Yeah. You know, so I think he knew. I mean, now that we know how Dharma works, that's not how the new person would arrive, you know, mm-hmm. crashing in some boat on the island. Like, that's, you know, that's not the way the replacement should really show up. Yeah, no. Totally. Same thing with Desmond, you know, when people, like, dynamite and come down the hatch. Like, he really shouldn't expect that to be the replacement. Yeah. You know, that's really not how it should work. But again, yeah, I feel like it's just, you know. Well, they're partially, I think they're teasing us. At that point, we don't even know that Dharma doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so partially it's like they're playing it like Dharma's still alive. Yeah. You know, it's it's only later that we find out how dead it is. Dead is dead. Yes. Yes. I kept hoping for, for Dharm, some Dharma person to pop up, but they never did. No. Until they went to the 70s. And that counts. And then the Dharma people that popped up were people you already knew. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you didn't even know they were Dharma people. No, I really didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have suspected. Yeah, it's so weird to me, man. I mean, think about this. Maybe this would have busted time. I don't know, but like... Say you're uh, who could you be? Who's a good person for this? 
don't know, maybe say you're Jack. Well, eh, that doesn't really work. I don't know, say you're just one of the Lossies who go back to the 70s, right? Okay. And, of course, you you know that you were in this on this island, in, you know, from 2004 on. Right. Uh, until you, until they time travel back, of course. Um, couldn't they have, like, you know, left some clue for themselves or something that wasn't really there previously? You know, like... Like etched into the Swan Hatch, ben, Benjamin Linus is, is is another. You know, Henry Gale is another. You know, somewhere somewhere where well, of course the hatch wasn't built, so my this doesn't really work. But say the hatch yeah. is there, no, I like, get your idea. Or, or somewhere else. You know, like like just leave this message that they know wasn't there before. Right. But like leave it now, which like in a place that they know they would look, they remember looking, and just totally change the future. And I guess you'd have to say they couldn't do that. But. Yeah, that would sort of be the whatever happened, happened thing. Like, they could do that, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because it's like that's their present. So they could, you know, go write a message on a rock somewhere Yeah. that they know they would find. But, but even though – but that's the thing. It's like even though they won't, they could, but they won't. Yeah. But if they could, then it would have been there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean that. If they did, yeah, then it would have been there. If they did, it would have been there, yeah. 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 Because I think, I think it looks to me like on the show, the final word really is whatever happened, happened. Mm-hmm. You know? You, you, can't, you can't muck about with the timeline. They, they stuck to that in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of the universe saying, you know, screw these losties trying to mess up my timeline. Send them back to where they came from. <laughs> Get them out of my 70s here, trying to ruin the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, I just thought that would be crazy to crazy thing to do to be like, well, this might help me in the future. Maybe I can just change it. Oh, yeah. No, it would have been great to have that information. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if only... Yeah, I would I would love stuff like that. I would love if I actually believed that they were there in Dharma in the seventies before season five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, based on what we saw in the show before that, I don't quite buy it. But mm-hmm. you know, I, it would have been nice if they somehow put in little little things that they could, you know, refer back to later. Yeah. To make that happen. Like, Kate, you look good in a jumpsuit. What? <laughs> you know, someone who saw her picture or something from the 70s, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. Totally. I, I thought that was weird, but now I get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have been like Kate, who thought that was weird, and then she'd get it. <laughs> she'd get back to the 70s and put on a mm-hmm. jumpsuit and go, oh. Yeah. I do look good in this. <laughs> <laughs> they were right. They were right. Why didn't I wear jumpsuits more often? Yes, yes. No, yeah, that that would have been that that would have been nice. I would have liked to have seen that. Even stuff with Ben and Saeed and you know, like they could have put in some little thing there. Oh like a, man, like yeah, not that Ben. Rem- they wrote that Ben wouldn't remember. Well, I know, stuff, but but like it would have been so great for him to be like, "Are you gonna shoot me, Saeed? You're gonna shoot me again? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's never shot you." Perfect. 
It just turned British at the end. Yeah, a little British. A little bad British. Yes. Yes. Um, no, exactly. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, basically they had to write it that way because clearly he didn't remember. Yeah. You know? Um, it definitely seems like, and I say seems like because this is like verbatim what Damon and Carlton said, they mm-hmm. wanted to tell stories, they wanted to show us some of the Dharma Initiative and tell some stories about the Dharma Initiative, but they didn't just want to, you know, do flashbacks with characters we'd never seen, have some character run out of the jungle and say, hey, I got some stories to tell about the Dharma Initiative, you know. So mm-hmm. their solution was to sort of put our characters, the main characters, into, you know, into Dharma, and that, that would be their vehicle for doing that. So I think, yeah. I think in the end that sort of, it was a pragmatic way to show Dharma on the show. And, and, and so in the end, I, I think maybe it didn't, you know, it didn't get fully integrated into the story as much as it could have been, mm-hmm. you know, because in part I think it was a bit of a device. Yeah. You know, I mean, they made it work. They built a whole season around time traveling, so it, you know, they're, they're, it, it fit in, but I think I think it really was just, you know, to show us Dharma mm-hmm. without losing the main characters. Yeah, just, you know, they have to screw with time. They have to screw with time. <laughs> That's the downside. Wow. So I think they tried to they tried to alleviate that with the whatever happened happened thing and then and then they then they decided they would freak us out and hint that they could change things and then and then trick us with this flash sideways thing. Yeah. Being like, Oh, that's what they did. So they it sort of tied into their whole, you know, end game, I guess. Mhm. So that was nice. I mean, it's all it all fits. I understand what they are doing. I see the plan. Yeah, the plan. It was it was it was a it was a it was a plan. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. Um you want to say something about the next scene? <laughs> Very nice. Classic segue. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm bowing. <laughs> you should be. Um, okay. Next scene, Claire is really in labor. Kate tells her to breathe. Charlie shows up backstage and sees there's something wrong. Kate asks Charlie for water and blankets. Charlie leaves to get them. Kate tells Charlie sorry, Kate tells Claire to start pushing. She gives Claire a pep talk. Claire pushes and pushes. And then Kate gets her island memories. Kate pushes again. Kate has more memories. She hands Aaron to Claire. Uh, Claire takes Aaron. Claire says, it's Aaron, and cries. <laughs> Kate cries. Charlie shows up with the blankets. Kate tells Charlie to bring the blanket to Claire. When Claire touches Charlie's hands, he, get, he gets his island memories. Charlie recognizes Claire. They kiss. Aaron cries. Doesn't ask Kate if she understands. Kate says, now what? All right. Um, I do like Kate telling Claire to breathe, breathe, breathe. That is uh, classic Kate. <laughs> what, what was the origin of that? Was it Libby and Kate? Yeah. yeah. Libby trying to, what was She was remembering things or? 
Yeah, what no, was going I think on? I want to say it was Libby and Claire, although I could be wrong. Oh, and yeah, oh, it was Libby and Claire. That's what I want to say. I could be wrong about that, but I, I want to say like like Claire. I want to say Claire was freaking out about something, like yeah. maybe it was maternity leave or something, and 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 yeah, like she's getting her memories back, and Libby tells her to breathe. I, That's I, right. It was Libby's Libby's professional uh, character <laughs> at work. Breathe, just breathe. breathe. Yeah, because she was like, step aside. I'm a psychologist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Expert here. Expert. <laughs> yeah, no, I and, and also there was the thing with Shannon when she was having the asthma attack and Jack told her to just breathe. Just breathe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This, is, this reminded me of that. You're in labor. Just breathe. That's just all right. Breathe. Just breathe. Thanks. I wasn't planning on breathing. <laughs> I was going to have this baby holding my breath. <laughs> thought I'd give it a whirl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adrenaline junkie that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's why else would you do that? I just, I think I could have a baby without breathing. Yeah. If I hold my breath, it'll come out faster. <laughs> it my does body come out pretty fast. Man, I tell you, this is the quickest pregnant. This is the quickest birth ever on television. I'm telling you, it was so fast. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was watching this with a friend of mine, Jerrica, and she mentioned um, uh, who you know. And she mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. did they even have time for Claire to take off her underwear? <laughs> you know, like I was like, she's having a TV pregnancy. She's not wearing underwear. Totally. Yeah. 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 There's no umbilical cord. There's, mm-hmm. It's like this. It just kind of pops out painlessly. Yep. The, the, the no placenta. It's the baby. It's totally. It's, it's almost like there's a baby that they have on set that they just kind of hand to Claire, and it didn't really what? come out of her. It's you know almost what? like that. How dare you insult the acting, the acting uh, stamina of Emily DeRaven, and to suggest. But she did not become with child and carry it for nine months and delivered on cue for this scene in the finale. How dare you, sir? She is a method actor. You're right. You're right. How, how she's had I? so many babies on that show. Every time she's in a scene giving birth, who am I question the great Emily Duravin? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't either. I don't know who I am. <laughs> um, all right, so let's see what else is happening here. So this is the big scene when they all realize. So the Kate, Kate and Claire have the connection of Kate helping Claire give birth to Aaron on the island, and so this is their big connection here. Yes. Uh, and um, so they get their memories, and then Charlie comes in, and, you know, he's got a big connection to Claire and Aaron, so boom, he gets the memories. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. What else you got? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, two, uh, three, push. One, two, three, push. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, it's sort of, I mean, these are, it's sort of a replay of the scene when Claire gives birth. And I guess, I guess this is the third time we've seen that scene mm-hmm. on the show. I guess the only person missing is Jen. 
But well, really, the person who's other person is missing is Sawyer, right? Oh uh, yeah, Sawyer should be watching <laughs> from the. <laughs> Oh, that would be so great. I just love the, like, during the recap, you know, when, when they're showing Claire give, giving birth, and I'm saying, Sawyer's right over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't show that part, but it's like, they're trying to tell us he's right over in those bushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of those things on a rewatch, it's going to be weird. Yeah. I remember I remember when that first happened and how incredulous it was that we were yeah. supposed to believe that. We've come a long way. Yeah. You know, Lost has really tried the patience of the modern TV viewer. Yeah. You know, how much can we suspend disbelief? Yeah. You know, and I remember that was a big one to say that not only are these characters time traveling, but, like, Sawyer was there when Aaron was born. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I need a minute on this one. Yeah, future Sawyer, I was actually there. Mm-hmm. And not only that, other of the characters were other places on the island nearby mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So you got, like, future Locke, and you got future Charlotte and Dan and, you know, Juliet. They're, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jim's around somewhere. So it's just, it's... uh. Uh, it's so bizarre because you have all those characters on the island and then you have their future selves in various places. And, yeah, that was hard to swallow Yeah, the first time they told us that. And, of course, it's worse when they put Sawyer, like, right next to a scene. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to sort of generally know they were there, but something like when you watch that scene, it's hard not to think, like you said, oh, Sawyer's right over there mm-hmm. watching them from the future. Yeah. Wanting to touch out and reach Kate, but he yes. can't. Yes, Because they didn't film it that, that way originally. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he chooses not to, sorry. He yeah, no, no, no. He could have, but he didn't. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um. All right, so then Desmond says, do you understand? And then, uh, of course, he's saying, do you understand that we're all dead and we need to move on? And then yes. Kate says, yes. Yeah. Or Kate says, now what? Right. Right. Now we go. <laughs> now we get the rest of our group and we leave, I Time guess. Time to go. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah, this was sort of, I don't know. I don't know how emotional you can be about this kind of scene, but it was, you know, it was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. I do think, you know, the original version of this scene, uh... You know, where where Kate got to say, you know, this this baby is all of ours. And, mm-hmm. You know, that was a great line. And then it, the way they juxtaposed that with Jack trying to save Boone, like it was just the drama was like sky high. And I, I just I think I think they can't really have that because like here, Kate and Claire are strangers initially. <laughs> so Kate doesn't get to deliver that thing. We don't have the simultaneous you know, bad sort of drama going on. So you don't get that weird emotional juxtaposition. So I think, I I think it doesn't, it doesn't quite match the original scene. Yeah, totally. You know, um, and it's sort of about the realizations, you know, and again, it's just, yeah, especially in this one, it was a lot of clips. It's like, okay, okay. The clips, I understand. I understand. Yeah. But yeah, I think basically Kate uh Kate stays behind and meets up Jack mm-hmm. um when he shows up later. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd think her transition moment would be something with Jack, but they wanted it to be with Claire. Yeah, I mean, they decided, the writers decided that that her big connection would be with Claire. Yeah. I, I, I guess they started down that road when they had her take Garen. Yeah, and, you know, that was a big thing. And plus, her, her whole thing about coming back was to get Claire. And yeah. even in, the, in this, you know, in this finale that, you know, we're talking about, by the way, um, she, uh, you know, Jack tells her later that she needs to go re- get rescued so she can go rescue Claire, basically. Like, that's, that's what makes, I think that's really what makes Kate leave Jack. Yeah. If he says, you need to go get Claire and save her. Because not like you need to go save yourself. I think Kate would have stayed. Right. But he reminded her about Claire, which is a big a big thing for her. So, yeah, it fits in that it's her connections with Claire. Right. The only thing I'll say is that, I mean, I know Kate did sort of help deliver uh, the baby on the island originally. But I, I never really got that Claire and Kate had much of a connection. It It seems to me like it really... It really came to the forefront as an issue for Kate once she actually started taking care of Aaron. Yeah, I think in the early days, you know, Kate was too busy doing missions to hang yeah. around and hang out with Claire. It was really Son who was the one who yeah. took care of Aaron when Claire couldn't. Yeah. So really that, you know, that should have been, you know, aside from the birthing thing, of course, but, you know, that was definitely Kate Kate helping Claire. But uh, yeah. But in terms of baby care and stuff and connection in terms of talking it seemed like Kate, Kate and her weren't the closest yeah totally and of course son you know son initially is the one that has Aaron even up to like the helicopter times mm-hmm. you know so it was definitely you know son was definitely the go-to person to, to kind of pass off because yeah Kate was always doing stuff so yeah. she usually wasn't available you know but basically she went back to the real world and settled down and just kind of took care of a kid for three years. So, you know, Claire's, Claire's kid, of course. And so, uh, so I think that, that sort of solidified it. And then, you know, she actually comes back to the island and actually, you know, ends up sort of saving Claire in the end. Yeah, coming back to save her. Coming back to save her and actually getting her off the island. Yeah, so. You know, and presumably bringing her back. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's enough. Yeah. But I, you know. <laughs> no, I want more. <laughs> No, I'll take it, but it's just yeah. I mean, in terms of in terms of things being, you know, that's definitely that's definitely something that was a later development. Yeah, totally. Like early on, I think they they weren't that connected. It would it did seem like it was more Jack uh, from from the early K days. And based on what they're doing in these episodes, definitely comes across like, you know, that's what they would go with. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out that. The word Claire has all the same letters that the word Charlie has. Or I should say, all the same. The, the letters in Claire are in Charlie. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it did look like Charlie when I read it. I mm-hmm. I like to excuse myself for that based on that. But, yeah, no H, though, I guess. No H. But very close. So you're telling me the only difference between Claire and Charlie is an H? Yeah. And we know that the thing about Charlie is that he likes what? Heroin? Oh! Starts with an H? Wow. Did I just make a connection? Or did I make something up and pull it out of my ass? <laughs> well, you decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that that's a connection, but... Excuse me, kind sir. Did you pull that fact from your rectum? <laughs> right. 
Bill Maher. I know. That's right. Classic Bill. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, da, da, da. No, I think that's it. You know? I think that baby gets to go into the afterlife later. Lucky baby. The after afterlife. Yeah, that baby didn't do anything. Baby had nothing to do but be born. Totally, yeah. I can do that. Me too. <laughs> Wait a minute, I did do that. I think I did. Whoa. Holy shit. Are we in the afterlife? We might be. That's the next logical question. <laughs> it really is. Well, I guess we'll just have to uh, die and find out. <laughs> Good point. That's the test, right? It really is, yeah. I think I think that's all there is to do. Yeah. Well, we should wait till after the podcast. Okay, to test, okay. To test that theory. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. No sense in dying before the podcast. No, no, no. We should finish. Finish what we started. Yes, yes. Clean up our mess. Yeah. Um. All right. Next scene. Uh. Okay. <laughs> I don't have so, a next yeah. scene. <laughs> so the next scene, uh, we're transitioning to myself narrating, uh, and I will be your host, uh, your guide through the rest of the uh, episode. All right. Okay. So the next scene. We're on the island. Uh, the island is shaking and rumbling. Kate and Sawyer, Hurley, and Ben are thrown about. A large tree begins to fall. Ben pushes Hurley out of the way, and the tree slams down, pinning Ben to the ground. That's sort of the bad scene. I can continue. Outside the light cave, Jack wakes up after being knocked out by Smokey. He enters the cave and calls out for Desmond. He pulls on the rope, but... Uh, but Desmond is not on the other end. Jack runs out of the cave and dashes after Locke. Those are those scenes. Was that it? Yeah, that's that little sequence. Okay, um, so, uh, so Ben saves Hurley and then sort of pulls a son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never really, I don't think I ever really figured out how he got out from under the tree. But, yeah, they show in the next scene when they come back, they show um, Sawyer using a stick as sort of a lever to 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 push the tree off of him. Okay. So it's like they don't really show him getting out, but because they sort of end with you know Locke has a bow. Yeah. And, uh, but but he's but he's he's using uh, a stick for leverage to get that tree off. So I think that's how he gets it off. Okay. Okay. But yeah, they never actually show it getting off. They just kind of show. They show him they're trying to get it off, and then he, and then it's off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured that was what was going on. Uh, the other thing is when Locke when call, uh, sorry when Jack calls for Desmond, it does not sound like Jack's voice. Oh really? He's got the weirdest voice, and when he calls for Desmond, hmm, what does it sound like? I, it sounds like no character I've ever heard. Really? Hmm. I, I would never guess that that's, that that's Matthew Fox doing the yelling. It sounds like somebody else to me. Oh, I didn't notice. Desmond! Like, it's just weird. It, he just doesn't sound normal. And I've heard him yell before, and he do, he ne, he's never yelled like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's never yelled like that before. 
Mommy must have done something bad. <sighs> yeah, just, I mean, comparing that to, like, I don't know, when he used to yell in season three or, you know, why why did he put my name on this thing? What well, did he I want from he, me? Like, he just doesn't sound like that. I hope you put together a clip of Jack yelling so we can compare and contrast. I assume you did at least that much work. I'm sorry, I didn't. Wow, wow. And you and then you bring this up. <laughs> well, I just invite anyone who has the episode to go listen to it. And then wow. say to pull up, uh, I don't know, Stranger in a Strange Land or something, listen to Jack yell, go watch it or something, and compare the two. See if you can... See if you can tell the difference. I don't know. To me, they're different, but it's not a big deal. I just bought when I first was watching it. I was like, God, what's wrong? That's not. I guess it was almost like they they had some ADR guy do it. Mm-hmm. Because it just it just didn't sound. I mean, it might be his voice, and he's just pushing it more than usual or something. But just it just doesn't sound like his voice to me. Yeah, you know, it's, they might have put some effects on it since it's a cave and some echo stuff. Yeah. So maybe it just sounds weird because it's because you know his voice normally in that, you know, him shouting just on set, and then they might have fucked with it some more. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, they probably did. That that's that could be it. That could be it. Makes it maybe sounds more hollow or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not as deep, and I just I don't hear that whatever yeah, I, it is that Matthew Fox's voice has. Yeah, I, I I just listened to it again. It sounds like him to me, but it's definitely like hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jack's usually a very powerful yeller, and it feels yeah, kind of weak. Seems like the mic is like somewhere else. Yeah, it's not like on him. It's like back further or something. Yeah. Since he's yelling in the echo, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's it. Um, all right. You have anything else about this uh, sequence here? Uh, let's see. So what happens? Um, no, I think I think that's it. Uh, I think the big thing is is uh, that Hurley saves Ben. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other way around. Mm-hmm. Oh, Harley State's been all right. <laughs> but not in this scene. All right, so next scene? Yes. All right, so we're on the other side of the island. Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley attempt to rescue Ben. Uh, oh, yeah, we're coming back to that. They lift uh, with all their might, but the tree's too heavy. Another island, Clay, throws them about. Kate asks what's happening, and Sawyer tells her Locke was right. The island is going down. Miles radios to Ben on the walkie as Frank and Richard repair the windshield on the plane. Kate grabs the walkie and asks Miles if Claire is with them. Miles says yes, but says Claire doesn't want to come with him. He tells Kate that the plane is being repaired, and, they are, and then they're leaving. Another island quake shakes the ground. Miles asks Frank how much time there is until takeoff. Frank says about five or six hours. Richard says they maybe have one. Miles tells Kate to hurry. Um, Sawyer, uh, using a branch to rescue Ben, questions how they will make it to the plane in time. Ben says he knows how. Locke has a boat. Oh. Yeah, I kind of like that from Ben. It's it's almost like, I don't know if I want to tell you where it is. Maybe you should rescue me first. (laughs) 
kind of like they have an incentive to rescue him now because he's got information they need. Yeah. Not that they weren't going to anyway, but. <laughs> yes, they were trying. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I think as he pointed out earlier, they sort of know Locke has a boat. Because mm-hmm. they used it earlier. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't think they know where it is, though. I guess not. Yeah, I, I, guess think, not. I, think, I think we're supposed to believe uh, Locke told Ben when they were together recently where his boat was or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the point. They know where it is. Yeah. But it's not a surprise that Locke has a boat, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so, let's see. What else? Uh, what was the earlier part? Uh, the other part was Miles and Frank and Richard repairing the plane. Oh, yeah. Right. So They're getting that off the ground. So, yeah, the whole business at the plane, uh, they just kind of repair it. Like, yeah, they just, they ha- I didn't, you know, if you would have told me they had a blowtorch handy, I, I could have said, okay, well, they can weld that window uh, seal. But uh, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't thinking they just have a blowtorch handy. I didn't either. You know, I don't know where they got that blowtorch. Standard uh, repair uh, protocol for planes or something. I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. a pilot, despite what it says on my business card. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I just, uh, I didn't really, I I guess I thought it was damage beyond repair. Yeah. But if that was true, I suppose it would have been ridiculous to even talk about taking it, which I always thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, like I said, my biggest thing was always the windshield, because I figured since they, they, you know, since they had the runway, then they, you know, they it was, not damaged enough since they landed it, you know, like it wouldn't, it wasn't so severely damaged since they actually had the runway. Cause it's right. like, else, what's the point of the runway? Right. The plane's just going to get too damaged, but yeah, I didn't know they were just going to like whip out this solution of, eh, we'll just weld the window shut and duct tape the, anything else they've broken. <laughs> Do some duct taping. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, got lucky. I think they got lucky. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, now that I know they could just repair it and fly away, it's like, oh, man. Like, it's... If he didn't have to kill all those candidates, he really seems like he could have left. Mm-hmm. You know, get Frank, go over there, you know, maybe get a couple other people to do the repairs, and then they're gone. Yep. No problem. But, uh... Looks like he didn't even he didn't even want to try to do that. Uh, you know, yeah, it seems like he was just you know going to sail away. Maybe maybe uh, maybe he didn't like the plane in the sub too too high tech for him or something. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He doesn't like technology. Yeah. Maybe maybe he doesn't like technology. He's him and like, his oh, I'll stick with the sailboat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. Oh, speaking of, like, I had this weird thought, like, maybe, uh, maybe because, you know, maybe because, this doesn't even make sense, I'm just going to throw it out there, maybe because people come to the island and, you know, that, like, like, Manny Black sort of built this donkey wheel and, and, uh, you know, to harness the light and, uh, you know, Dharma did stuff, you know, there, um, 
which which certainly and you know the donkey i mean you can uh, who knows what it is but it's some kind of technology <laughs> you know so mm-hmm. I, so i guess i was thinking you know maybe maybe the reason if it's even true maybe the reason jacob doesn't like technology is because uh is because it can be it can be used to sort of mess around with the you know with the source of the island mhm like that's it's the it's the sort of tools of you know, mucking about with things that could be catastrophic or something like that. Yeah, i i kind of I kind of was thinking that since we sort of figured out uh, that Man in Black is the one who was in Jacob's cabin, that it's not really Jacob who doesn't like technology, but Man in Black. It could be, although it's interesting. Man in Black was the one who sort of was, you know, using trying to use technology to mm-hmm. to get off the island. I mean, that makes it sound like he does, but you might be right. It might just. But be... I mean, like that's that's sort of a general view of technology, you know, versus like high tech electronics and you know the kind of like you know every you know people who don't like technology likes the technology they have. So you know what I mean? I think I think he wouldn't be dis he wouldn't be discounting the stuff he made to try to get off the island. Yeah. Yeah. So much, just, you know, so much of the more like modern stuff that people yeah. are sort of referring to. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like he was, you know, I mean, maybe he just liked it if it was going to help him get off the island. But it it, it seems like he, you know, it was for the time he was in, like it was sort of technology, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, but I think like, like I said, I don't think Ben would be saying, or, or the idea is he just hates all technology. It's probably more specific, like, newer stuff that, that you know, isn't from stuff he made on the island. Yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, even people who are anti-new technologies don't want to go back to just having fire. Right. You know, which is a technology. Right. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's, like, a, a dividing line between, like, okay, what I, what's acceptable versus what's not. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's just never made sense to me, so I'm trying to just, you know, make make technology be what it really is, you know, which is a progressive thing. There's yeah. not, like, sharp line, this is technology and that's not technology, you know. Yeah, but I think that's how people who don't like technology think. Yeah. They make a sharp line. They have to. Yeah, but it just it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand that. It's, yeah, well, I, agree. You know? I don't think it makes sense, but I think that's how they that how they think. Yeah, yeah. So that would be that would be the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, that might be right. That might be right. Although I think Ben never even saw. I don't even know where that idea sort of came about. Yeah, but. it might not even be a real idea. But it, I was just just figuring since Jacob wasn't the one who was who was in there then. You know, unless he heard it about Jacob, you know, someone said Jacob doesn't like technology. Yeah. But if he but if he got it from from his experiences in in the cabin, then you know that was that was Man in Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost seems like something happened. Something happened at some point, like along the lines of what happens when Locke turns on his flashlight. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it turned into some kind of folktale or something. You know, Jacob doesn't like technology. That must mm-hmm. be the explanation. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, that's why that's why he freaked out when, you know, whatever happened in there. So that that that's my best guess, but who knows? I mean, from what we saw, 
Yeah, the best, the best I can do with Jacob actually not liking technology is just in terms of messing around with the light. Um, but then I think I think he probably isn't against it in general. Probably just just in terms of it harming the island or something. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so okay. Anyway, uh, the uh, the whole man in black thing uh, made me think of that. All right. Next scene? I think so. So, next scene, we find Locke standing at the edge of the cliff, looking out into the ocean at his boat. Victory in his grasp. Um, yes. Oh, all there. But then enters the challenger. Jack uh, screams Locke, and the music gongs. Gong! Uh, Locke takes out his knife. This is a big action scene. Locke takes out his knife. He and Jack stare each other down and then charge towards one another. Jack leaps off a rock and throws a flying punch. Jack and Locke collide, knocking each other down. They recover. Jack stand, I'm sorry, Jack lands a right hook, knocking Locke back. Locke takes off his backpack in time for a swift kick and punch from Jack, who then grabs Locke in a chokehold. Locke gets out of the hold and pummels Jack until the island quakes again, causing John's knife to slide down the cliff. John goes for his knife, and Jack dives after him, tackling him to the ground. Jack sits on top of Locke, strangling him until John, excuse me, until Locke manages to grab his knife and stabs Jack in the side. Jack falls over in pain. Locke, knife in hand, strikes towards Jack's throat, but Jack stops him. As Locke pushes down, the tip of the knife cuts Jack's neck. Locke tells Jack that he wants him to know that he died for nothing. A shot rings out, and Locke gets shot in the back. It's Kate who exclaims, I saved you a bullet. Ah! Jack stands Jack stands up, towers over Locke, who says he's too late. Jack kicks Locke off the cliff and peers over the edge to see Locke's dead body on the cliff below. Boom. Wait, who says he's too late? Locke says he's too late. Locke what? tells Jack, you're too late. Oh, oh, okay. Locke, doesn't, Locke says you're too late. Yeah. To Jack, not he's too late. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got confused. Um, what does that mean? Oh, to save the island or something? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, because the island's still quaking. Oh, okay. Okay. Did you watch the episode? <laughs> I'm kidding. I thought so. It played, and my eyes were looking at it. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Um, so this is like probably the most stylized lost action sequence I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's very like, very, I don't know, particularly the charge. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was, it was, it was old school, you know, like high noon shootout, like, you know, they, like, like I said, there was a gong. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and Jack. When Jack stepped in and screamed Locke's name, and it's uh, I really enjoyed when 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 they go flying toward running towards each other, and then like Jack jumps up and and he's you know throwing a flying punch, mm-hmm. and then they then they cut to commercial. Yeah. But but I hate the fact that when they come back, they replay that, and Jack you know they sort of miss each other, and they just yeah. like knock each other down, and it's yeah. like. I just like the idea of Jack um, because you know earlier when before when Hurley was uh, when Jack and Hurley were talking and before, when when Jack was going off with Locke to the cave, 
you know, Hurley takes Jack aside and he goes, I believe in you, dude. And I'm thinking, like, oop, Jack just got a power-up, you know, like, do 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 you know, and then and then you have this scene of him doing this flying punch, and I'm like, yeah, look at Jack. He's like a superhero now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, he does. They don't make him land it, and it's just it's a little unsatisfying. But I think after coming back from a commercial break, it probably would be less weird, but when you watch it back-to-back, it's like, uh, what happened to that punch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it didn't really work. No, no. He kind of just flailed at the end. He yeah, really... he did. Yeah, it was, it was a little weird. It was really weird. It was really weird. But it was a good charge. I like the rain. I like Oh, the... the rain was great. Yeah, if you notice, like, in those two different shots, the rain in Locke's shot is falling straight down, and the mm-hmm. rain in Jack's shot is, like, diagonal. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. No, I didn't notice that. Uh, and I also like I like that location, a little rocky uh, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a cool location. Uh, it's sort of like uh, where Desmond killed uh, Kelvin, and uh, uh, so that that makes it sort of you know a close side fight always always fun. Um, and uh, so I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this a little bit. It was you know, you know the hero and the villain doing their big confrontation. This is it right here. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what I thought would be towards the end of the episode. Yeah. And we're really not. We got there's like a lot after this. Yeah. Um so I I was really surprised. I was really surprised that we got this. And when we got it, I thought that well that's not it. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. No way. But alas, this is his defeat. Um yeah. And uh yeah, I think uh uh, I, I like when, when, you know, Kay comes in and sort of saves Jack. That was a good little bit there. Um, and, uh, and then they kick him off the cliff. Now, he just, all he had to say was, uh, I want you to know you died for nothing or something like that. Is that what he says? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then you're too late. And it's like, yeah, at this point, I think it always happens in loss. At a certain point, like, you know, the, the villains just become kind of two-dimensional, and they just, you know, they just kind of say their little standard kind of lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's okay. It makes sense for him to say that, but I, I just, I miss the crazy Smokey who just starts, like, pretending like he's Locke even even when it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, uh, that was great. I love that part. Here he's just, nah, he's just kind of a regular villain at this point. What did you want him to do? I, I, there's not anything in particular I wanted him to do. I just... He he's not he doesn't seem as interesting to me at the end. Mhm. You know, I just I like his ending to have something something more than yeah. than what they gave him. Cuz I I I just there's there's certain qualities of his character I I really liked and I I just thought he maybe deserved a more interesting uh couple of things to say before he dies. Mhm. But ah eh. What are you going to do? It was a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, I love Kate coming in to uh, to help Jack and shooting uh, shooting um, Smokey in the back. Like, you know, she's the one who said, you know, we got to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the whole, I saved you a bullet. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you can't beat that. I, w- I was disappointed that Locke didn't stab Jack with his, with, with Locke's knife, his, good, his cool knife. I don't know where that is, but... Um, you know, his the knife that he you know, has had since the beginning. You know, the Roman knife. 
Oh, well, he doesn't have that. Yeah, I know. I'm just sad he didn't have it to stab oh. Jack with. Oh, well, because he, I mean, Saeed had it, and he, you know, he killed Lennon with it. Mm-hmm. So it was in the temple. He would have had to, I guess, like, pick it up when he was in the temple. Yeah. I just thought it would be nice symbolism for that to be the knife. Oh, that, you just thought, that's yeah. His, that's his special knife, you know, and this is the fatal wound for for his for his uh, enemy, so. That's true. I just thought it would be cool. Because he stabs Jack with just a crappy, you know, knife, and it's just like, it would have been nicer to have the cool knife. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty big, but it's uh, it's not as uh, interesting looking. Mhm. Uh, yeah, and I I really wonder where that knife came from, but whatever. Um, they never really showed it. Uh, oh, a uh, little bit of uh, behind the scenes I heard about this uh, on I think Geronimo Jack's beard that uh, when they were shooting this, uh, when Locke drops the knife, so originally he's holding he's holding a a real knife. When he drops the knife, picks it up again, he picks up a retractable knife, you know, so he can do the stab, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and even when they use retractable knives, um, apparently it's it's normal to wear some kind of pad where where the stab's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so so Matthew Fox actually had a Kevlar pad right there to take the the stab wound, but somehow. Uh, Somehow he didn't get a retractable knife handed to him. It was the real one, and so he ends up actually stabbing into Matthew Fox. But since he was wearing the Kevlar thing, it didn't actually go in him very much. It just went through the Kevlar and, you know, did a little bit of damage to his side. Yeah, I heard that. That's so crazy. Yeah. That they have those safety precautions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, God, <laughs> it's really scary. Mm-hmm. Just, I could just imagine like Matthew Fox dying, like making this, you know, last episode, and it would just well, be so really, horrific. It's like you know um, Henry Cusack, you know, beating up, beating up. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Michael, Michael Emerson, Emerson, like you know, giving him a real black guy. Like that's the thing, you know, when you see fight scenes and martial arts scenes and stuff like that. Like, even though it's really choreographed, you can still hurt the other person or, like, oh, yeah. miss your mark and kick them in the face or, you know, it's, uh, you know, so it's it's still, like, dangerous. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think it looks better the closer you get. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, they try to get it really close, but that means, like, the the margin of error is higher, you know. And Harry Acoustic was just like, we did the scene several times, and I thought I had it down, and I, my concentration was kind of off. Because mm-hmm. he, he got too sort of confident, and, and so this punch just went, you know, a few whatever centimeters further than it should. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's dangerous. <laughs> Potentially, you have to actually uh, be careful with that. You hear that, kids? <laughs> yes. Don't try stage acting at home. Okay. Or fight, stage fighting. And, and stop listening to the Lost Lowdown. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Lost. <laughs> yeah, but it's too long. Uh, so, yeah, they have a pretty good fight here. You know, it's nothing... I, I think it's monumental, but I think the fight in and of itself is, you know, okay. 
you know, the situation's sort of more monumental than, like, you know, it's not as cool as something like the Saeed fights, but, but it's still oh, yeah. good, good to see the, you know, the two main people battling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jack's, uh, neither one of these guys are really going to have a Saeed fight, probably. Yeah. You know, that would be, that would be a, a new... A new thing. I wouldn't expect that. But they did, you know, they did get that nice charge in there. That was pretty fancy uh, mm-hmm. for Jack, I think. Uh, and it, it looked cool. I like the rain. Yeah, it wasn't a big battle. It did, it did feel, it did feel short and easy to me. I, I was, I was disappointed with how easy it felt. Yeah. But uh, well, he's fighting a guy like you know older than him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and who doesn't have any power? So it's like it's you know, uh, you know the best evenly matched or something. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a bit, you know, uh, Man in Black did not, his greatest victory was accomplishing the loophole, you know? Yeah. And then that was his, the peak. And then he sort of went down from there as he tried to, uh, you know, tried to fulfill his plan, but of getting off the island. But, um, yeah, in the end, uh, you know, he was just a man. Yeah. 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 He went about things in a in a strange way and his plans were very convoluted and uh it definitely seems like you know, it's hard for me to even know what his original plan was. You know, because of what 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 he ends up eventually doing is so you know, there's just to me, there's no way he could have known he was going to do that in episode, you know, in LAX or something. Mm-hmm. You know, when he says he wants to go home, like I just, it seems to me like his plan couldn't have been, you know, unless he really knew about Widmore already. I don't think his plan. I think his. I would. I would imagine his plan at the beginning was, you know, when he wakes up as Locke, is to kill the candidates and sail off on Desmond's boat. I think that's his plan, and he's gonna, you know, try to try to make it happen. And you know, things change as new new things develop. You know, he finds out about Whitmore, and then that gets factored into his, you know, what he does. But I think just his overall plan at the beginning is just those two things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know he wants to kill the candidates. It's just since the way he ends up doing it involves, you know, taking Widmore's bomb off the plane and then sneaking it in Jack's thing and using Widmore's submarine, like... That yeah, is, I don't think that was part of his plan. He, I don't yeah. think he could have known about that. But that's the whole thing is, like, he doesn't have to plan to do that. He can make that happen in the moment, which right. is what I think he does. I think, like, when he, you know, when he knew about the Jira plane, you know, I think he wanted to kill the candidates, and he probably also specifically wanted to get them in one place at one time. And, yeah. And, and you know, like he, like they said. So I think, you know, that's just his main plan. The rest of the stuff is he's playing by ear. He's not, like, seeing the future. So I think he's just, yeah, uh, you know, just a smart, you know, guy who can who can roll with the punches and, and, and be deceitful and manipulative and, you know, like Ben. You know, Ben, yeah. ben did a lot of crazy stuff, but it was like, because he can he can think on his feet. That's what I was gonna say. More more like Ben, because yeah. his, you know, Ben has plans, but you know, he always gets presented with new situations and he has to improvise and and you know, usually his usually a lot of what he does comes down to just how he improvises, mm-hmm. you know, and how he's able to quickly turn a new situation to his advantage. 
Yeah. But I think that that is sort of what he's doing. I it just it's probably pointless to really speculate because this is a story. But I just wonder, like, did he want to get them all on the plane and then just blow up the plane or something? Is that sort of the idea? Yeah, like, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. But that, it, it was tricky because. He needed a he needed a reason to sort of not get on there, and it was great because Widmore's men were shooting at them, and in fact they didn't even want him on the. Maybe that would happen. Maybe he was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he expected Widmore to come because Widmore only came because Jacob told him to, and he and Man right. Black definitely didn't know that. Right. So so Widmore was a surprise. I don't think he could have factored that in before before he knew about that. Right. Before he knew about him. But it you know Widmore played such a. You know, Widmore's stuff played such a big role in what he tried to do. Well, so. and, yeah, and what he eventually did. But same did, uh, you know, uh, tons of other decisions that people made, you know. Yeah. Because, like, you know, Jack and, you know, Jack and those, and Hurley and those guys decided to join them. You know, he didn't, he, you know, that's something that he, for whatever reason, was waiting for, but, like, he right. couldn't have counted on it, you know. And if also, if Widmore hadn't brought Desmond he never would have gotten to try to destroy the islands. Exactly. That was, uh, you know, that, that wasn't part of his plan. Yeah. His original plan. He just thought he could leave. He, you know, just would be able to leave. Um, I, I wanted to say though, you know, in terms of, you know, this whole, you know, so much of the show being about, you know, by man in black's loophole and trying to get out of that, his relationship with Jacob, you know, to me, it, you know, the path of least resistance for him really should have been like, <laughs> You know, back in the day, you know, after you know, after the the stuff with killing the mother and all that stuff, like I think he should have like maybe, you know, just tried to be nice to Jacob, and tried to convince Jacob like that he wanted to stay there and everything would be fine. And I don't know, just if there was some way he could convince Jacob that he could be the um, the island's protector one day. You oh. know, okay, Jacob. You know, once you're done with it, you know, I love the island as much as you do. I'll take care of it. And yeah. then once Jacob is gone, you know, he can, if he gets it, then he can just leave. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, maybe that's a plan he can't count on, but uh, that, 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 was, that, that, that would have been another way to go about it. Right. Right. Or if he had, you know, if he had known sort of what the protector could do from the beginning, if he had known mm-hmm. that his mom wanted him to be the protector, if he just waited, you know... <laughs> Yeah, he probably could have been the protector from the beginning, and mm-hmm. you know, left the island uh, much as he wanted, apparently. Yeah. So that 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 part is, I don't know what Jacob would have been doing if um, if Man in Black became the became the protector, but uh, uh, still, it's yeah. There's it does seem like there was other ways for him to leave the island. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, the the loophole thing. Uh, I in in the end, I just uh, all I got is he he just uh, it's he just needed he just needed someone else to kill Jacob. Yeah, that's the loophole. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it had to be a lot more intricate than that. <laughs> well, it seemed like it had you know since it was Ben who did it, it seemed like it it may have mattered that 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 the person was you know a follower. Jacob or something, or a former leader, or yeah, all these other little things that that seemed like qualifications at the time. But I think you know now it just looks like he just needed someone else to kill him because yeah. he couldn't do it directly. Yeah, and maybe the other thing that kind of helped was becoming 
Locke, who was supposed to be the leader uh, of the others, so that sort of gave him access. Mm-hmm. You know, he had. I, I don't know. I don't know how much of that's true, but like. Yeah, you know, I really don't believe that, but I think it's there's room for that to be true. But I, I don't really, I, you know, I don't really think like only, you know, only X X person gets to see Jacob. I think if you walk in the room where Jacob is, you're gonna see him. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 I I kind of do too, but it. it yeah, because I mean they had that whole line, and Richard sort of sees him on the beach, and I, it's just like Locke. I mean, in that case, it seems like if maybe Locke didn't know where he was, although he knew Jacob lived there. But well, that's the thing. Like that idea comes from Richard saying, you know, only what did he say? Like only the leader can see Jacob or gets permission to go in or something like that. Like that's because you know that's what Jacob told him you know, when he first arrived there. Yeah. You know, but he didn't say, like, no one will be able to see me. He was just saying, no one comes in without my permission. But that doesn't mean that, like, if you come in without his permission, you won't be able to see him. Yeah. You know, so I think, like, it's, you know, it's on it's on shaky ground, the, the idea that if Jacob's in a room, you won't be able to see him unless he gave you permission to come in. <laughs> right. Could be true, but I, I don't I don't choose to believe that was true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just it just seems like instead of like going to the others and going through all that, you know. I mean, I guess he needed to go tell Locke, time traveling Locke, to to go die, you know. But I don't know. He could have got Ben to do that or something. Well, no. When when Men in Black says he chose John Locke because he needed he wanted he knew he'd get an access to Jacob. I think it was because you know. Like when he when he like when when he is pretending to be Locke when he you know Man in Black is in Locke's body, he tells Richard take me to Jacob. Like I don't you know, even though I think he knew Jacob lived there, it seemed like you know he wasn't sure or something or you know I think I think that that mattered that Richard is the one who took him and Richard only took him because John was the leader of the others. Right, right. I, yeah, I get that part. It's just, yes, if, you know, if that whole leader of the others thing doesn't matter, then it seems like he could have just taken Ben, gone straight there, you know, skipped the whole. Yeah. Well, and I think it had something to do, some, some meaning that he wanted all the others there. He wanted to show, I think he wanted to show them, show them him killing their, their leader. I you guess know. you're right. Like you know, I think he yeah he wanted he wanted to make a point about about what was going on so he yeah he he could have done it the easy way. I I forgot about that. He does he does walk into the camp and sort of make a speech about how you you know Jacob's your leader but you've never met him and mm-hmm. you know that's not that's not right or something something along those lines and that's not how things should be done. So we should go see Jacob right now and mm-hmm. you know. It's, the weird thing is, it's you know we don't really know what he's doing at the time, but because you still think it's Locke, but it, maybe that sort of ties in with him saying, "I'm very disappointed in all of you." Yeah, like somehow he just he's he just thinks it's it's crappy to follow someone under those conditions. Mm-hmm. Even though he doesn't like people, yeah. he's not disappointed anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he thinks people are bad, but he's still he's still disappointed in them. 
that part's weird. But yeah, I, 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 maybe that's how that ties in because it, it definitely seemed like I can see that. I think the idea of him clearing out the temple was just because the candidates were going to bunker in there originally. Mm-hmm. You know, and if Dogen had been allowed, you know, if everything had gone according to plan, it looks like Smokey couldn't have really even gotten in there, and that would have ruined everything yeah. as far as his plans go. Um, so, so I understand that part, but definitely at a certain point, you know, especially when you know the Widmore missile started flying, it came across like he didn't really give a shit about the others anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, like disappointed, not just who cares. Like they can just go their own way. I, I'm done with them. He didn't care about anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he he had opinions about them, but he didn't really care about them. No, sort of. It's just that, that first part, that whole thing. You know, you're free, and you know, I'm uh, all all those lines. You know, he talks to Zach or whatever. You know. Don't be afraid, son. Like you know that whole thing. It's 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 just weird. Mhm. I didn't really like ha- having the army of others seemed totally pointless. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, I think part of me wanted wants to believe he, you know, he seemed to be genuinely interested in people who chose to follow him and. You know, if you choose to come with me, I'll rescue you. Like that's that seemed to be true, but I think at the end of the day, he just really didn't care about anyone else being alive. So, I think that was just all part of his plan. You know, yeah. Um, to seem like to seem like the benevolent guy, you know, because it's the same sort of spiel he gave to the, the candidates. Right. You know, come on, I'm a good guy. You can come with me. I'll take you with me. Right. Right. Okay, okay. Maybe that's it. It's just that sort of part of it. Mm-hmm. It's I'm just gonna. Uh, it's gonna really look like I'm leading a big group of people off the island, just trying yeah, to help exactly. everybody. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he was very. He seemed very big on cons. You know that whole. You know when Jack realized. You know that. You know sort of like. You know I shut Locke out. He's like that's exactly what he wanted you to do. Yeah. You know so he had already sort of planned that from you know and you know I think predicated on Sawyer telling him I trust you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was wrong about you, Smokey. You know I trust you. Not. And that's how he knew Sawyer did not trust him. Exactly. He's the best. Sawyer's the best liar he's ever Sawyer. met. Exactly. So he believed Sawyer and he thought. Sawyer's lying because I believe him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that 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 makes sense. Mhm. Okay. 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 The, I, when you look at it that way, it doesn't seem as bizarre. Yeah. I guess I kind of understand. He really he really wanted that plan to come off. I do think Widmore sort of fucked up what his original plan was. Mhm. You know, and I think I think originally he he might have just sort of killed everybody, <laughs> candidates and everybody else. But uh, in the end, it was just the candidates and whoever else was on the sub. Mm-hmm. You know, the pilot basically. Can he? Could he have killed Jack? Here? Like, can he can he kill no well just in general could he have killed a non Jacob protector? Um. 
you, you mean like if that makes sense? Someone who's not Jacob, but who's the protector of the eyes. Right. I understand your question. So, you, you, like right now, you mean in this scene with him and Jack? No, 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 no. Just in general. Not just in, in general. Scene, knowing all the plug stuff, the plug and the light stuff. Oh, because oh, forgetting the plug and the light that changes things. Okay. I just mean like you know, if like you were saying, you know, if Desmond didn't come to the, you know, Desmond coming screws up his plans, it gets him killed because it makes him mortal. So like. If Desmond didn't come, he would have never become mortal. Right. And, you know, trying maybe trying to kill all the candidates, but I'm just wondering if he's still smoky, can he could he have killed the protector, which would have been Jack, you know, after Jacob died. Oh, okay. Okay. But none of them I mean, at the time of the submarine, none of them actually had the job yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. You know, and he did kill a few of them, so Yeah. You know, it looks... It well, looks, they killed each other, but yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he had to he had to do another loophole kind of thing, but... Yeah, yeah, he did a he did a, a loophole, yeah. Yeah, but, I, like, that's what I mean by kill them. Like, set up some situation where they'll kill mm. themselves somehow. Yeah. Or kill each other. But, I mean, if it's just him and Jack at the end, you know, I'm just wondering, or is he just stuck on the island, or, or does Jack count? Could he have just... Can he, can he still kill Jack if, if Jack's the protector? I think uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it does it does come across like that thing was specific to Jacob, you know, because mm-hmm. Man in Black kills Mother, who's who's the protector, you know, or I mm-hmm. guess she had transferred it at that point. Yeah, <laughs> that muddles things a bit, but um, uh, but he did kill her. And uh, and her thing was about him and Jacob before any, before they were protectors, you know, before yeah. Jacob was the protector. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking it was more Jacob specific. Yeah, it looks it looks to me like it's like it's Jacob specific, and it's and it's man in black specific. Mm-hmm. You know, like other people can kill Jacob, like Ben. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, so it really does look like it's just a thing. So, from that, by that logic, he should be able to kill Jack. Okay. I mean, it could be wrong, but that's I don't know. That looks to me like what we have. So, yeah. basically, when he you know hit Jack in the head with the rock, it does seem like could have just killed Jack right there. That might have been a better idea. Mm-hmm. You know. No, he he missed out on on some on some good ideas. <laughs> Uh, on a lot of turns, it's like, yeah, you should have just done that here, and you you would have won. But yeah, yeah, um, and then there's the just jumping for the boat move, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which would have been a good idea as well. <laughs> and instead just of kinda, fighting, instead of thinking he's better, he you know he can beat Jack. He's right. You know, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he should have been he should have been more cautious since he he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have the smoky and vulnerability anymore. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I guess I can kind of understand, like, psychologically, if you're kind of invulnerable for 2,000 years, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe that confidence doesn't just go away instantly. <laughs> and you're still like, yeah, I could take him, whatever. Yeah, yeah, by that. I can, I can sort of see that happening. And and it, it does seem like he has he has a certain, I don't know, I don't know what it is. He couldn't let it go, basically. Yeah, he couldn't let it go. Yeah. Yeah, he he the the whole thing with he wasn't going to let Jack challenge him and him just run away. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else for this scene? 
So, uh, R.I.P. Man in Black Smoke Monster, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We really got to know ye. We did. We got to know ye way more than we should have. Mm-hmm. Way more than I would have thought we would have at the beginning of the show. Yeah. When you're just kind of a roar in the bushes. Yeah. Clank, clank, whistle, whistle. Clank, clank, whistle, whistle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. You know, we got his. We got his. He got a backstory. He got a lot of screen time this season. I I thought he would come to more as a villain. I he was very good in a lot of places. I for me really, uh, for me his high point was actually the end was the incident at the end of season five. I I really I really liked him the best in those mm-hmm. in those scenes. That was really strong stuff. But he had, he had a lot of good stuff this season as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know he he just. Yeah, his plan just wasn't 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 good enough, you know. Um, you know, and he didn't he didn't plan he didn't plan for his mortality to to come back into play. So, yeah, uh, you know that's that that was a big error. Yeah, but yeah, it would have been nicer to have something bigger come from him. But I I don't know what else they could have done. You know, he he tries to destroy the island. He gets really close. Yeah, you know, I don't know what else he could do. He killed a lot of characters. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not. It's not that bad. I just somehow I thought he'd be even worse than this. Yeah, it's. it's, it's he didn't really go out with a bang. He kind of went out with a with a boom. I don't know. Like, yeah. Was, you know, it wasn't a whimper, but it was just like it wasn't. It wasn't as big as it it seemed like it could be. But again, like. You know, so much of what we thought of him was predicated on him being evil incarnate in the well, beginning. You yeah. know? And I think like you, you the closer and closer you get to the end of season six, the more you realize he's just a guy Yeah. You know, who can change into a smoke monster and then at the end he can't and uh Right. And that sucks for him. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it, he gets demystif- demystified and brought way down to reality and so Definitely. It's a defeating death for that, but in terms of what he started out as being, you know. Yeah. Definitely what didn't didn't sort of compare. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The guy who kicks Jacob into the fire, you know, just mm-hmm. see, just seemed like the ultimate villain. Yeah. You know, and I, oh, that was part of the plan he had he had probably thought about the most. Yeah. You know. I'm gonna cut him this way, mm-hmm. or, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Or I'm gonna like stand here when I do, and I'm gonna say this thing, you know. Yeah, he's played that scene out a lot. Yes, that's a good point. That's what he had really been waiting for. Yeah. The 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 second phase was like, okay, if I can even get this done, exactly. You know? Yeah. But that that was the first big hurdle, and yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I agree. He probably hadn't thought through the next part as much. Yeah, finishing the loophole, getting Locke to to help him with the loophole was big. Getting Ben to convince convincing Ben to kill Jacob is big, you know. Yeah. And then yeah, then the big the, the end of that is killing Jacob, and everything after that is you know, the next part. Right. Right. I still, I still wish I understood. You have no idea what I went through to be here. <laughs> that still sounds weird. When did he to me. say that? When, when, uh, when he goes in to uh, have Ben kill Jacob. When 
when they're when they're going in. Yeah, when Jacob. Oh, he, says, tells, he tells that to Jacob. Yeah, Jacob says, "I yeah. see you found your loophole," and he says, "Yes, I did." And you have no idea. Uh, what did he say? How hard it worked to get here? What was it? Something like that. No, I don't remember the line. I had it two seconds ago, and now it's gone. Well, isn't he just talking about everything he did to finish the loophole and getting locked body and all that stuff? Oh, what I what I've what I've gone through. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! You gotta love shit that just starts playing. Yeah, I love. I, I mean, hate. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, you have no idea what I've gone through to be here. Mm-hmm. So wait, you you haven't? Wh- Isn't I he mean, just talking about the loophole? Isn't he just talking yeah, about like, I guess, uh, like convincing Locke and doing all that work and just all the work yeah. he did? You know, that was a lot of work. Yeah, okay. He had to You're talk right. to a lot of people and tell them to do a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, impersonating Christian a lot of that time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he's talking about. I guess you're right. It's probably kind of – I just – from the way he says it, I expect more. It is a lot, though. I guess it's kind of like when Richard's like, I've been on this island longer than you can possibly imagine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. All right. It, it was a lot. I mean, he, you know, and he was even doing stuff we didn't know he was doing up to that point. Like, yeah. Like, he was, you know, uh, running around, pretending to be Christian to Son and Frank, and then saying, wait for Locke, and then he bah, dashes over. Yeah, okay. I think he's, yeah, I think he's saying, like, he's not necessarily saying the magnitude so much as the the sort of how surprised Jacob would be to find out what he had to do. Yeah. You know, like, you'd be surprised that I had, that I did this and this and this and this. And, yeah. You know, yeah. no one would have expected that's what he's doing. Right. You know. Potentially time traveling or something. Yeah. You know, um, 